over here. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. We're here. You have lived to see it. Operational world government, corporate UN governance, the beginning of the depopulation operation while they try to convince us that they're trying to save us through all the statistics, all the numbers, all the facts show. It is the injected with the GMO therapy that is creating the super variants like Delta that's 99% of the infections and deaths in September of 2021. What an incredible time to be alive. Millions of heart attacks around the world, particularly of young men and boys. Toddlers being injected in Cuba. The left taking their children in for medical experimentation. The FDA lying and saying it's been officially approved when they did not approve it. They reissued it as an emergency authorization and said they may give it full authorization in 2025. We have lived to see it. A puppet president, a stolen election. You could try to deny that, but the evidence is overwhelming. And now can you deny, no, you can't, that he's declared a federal government dictatorship over the states, over almost all the businesses, and says he'll just remove governors if he wants to. And he blames you and his patience has run out. Well, my patience has run out with the globalist. That's why I'm working seven days a week with real spring in my step and a smile on my face because as negative as all this is, at least the globalists are now out in the open. And God doesn't give us power so we can be on a power trip. God gives us power so we can face evil. And as soon as this evil accelerated, I have felt my discernment, my will, my stamina, my strength absolutely intensify to an incredible new level. And all the other leaders I know are now synced, basically, and are like one mind, and it's incredible. It's, it's a very spiritual moment. And it lets you see across the ether to the expanded other dimensions. The enemy knows about that. They want to keep you away from that because that's where the real power is. That's where God is. We're about to talk to Ernest Ramirez. This is going to be a painful interview because I've seen some of his other interviews. And we've also got uh, so many others coming on. Dr. Richard Martle, who I haven't interviewed yet, who's a real hero. We're going to have Steve Quayle on, Robert Barnes, Joel Skousen, and so many others on this emergency. I used to say emergency once a year with a show like when something big or huge happened. Now it's every other show is an emergency broadcast because every day it's, it's stuff that crazy, that wild. We're in an emergency. We're in martial law. He's doing all this under emergency powers. They had implemented all those executive orders we warned you about forever. But we can rise the occasion. We can override big tech before they put in the internet kill switch and the big power outage cyber attack they're planning that they've already telegraphed they're about to launch. That's why the globalists are moving into bunkers underground in New Zealand and Canada and Hawaii and other areas. So it's going to be rough, but it's going to separate the wheat from the chaff. And this big entertainment delusion satanic system is, is, is going to come to an end of its own will because it can't help but attack and finally make its move. Because all it wants to do is take a bunch of people with it into eternity. It knows it's not going to win. It knows it's already lost. That's why it acts like this. That's why it doesn't make sense. They destroy themselves because they're just clawing as they get swept into that black hole, into the phantom zone, as many souls as they can try to imprison with them in eternity. What matters is, is what you do while you're alive in this test, not what happens to your body. So accept death with the body. 
Ask God to lead God and direct you and to come into you, and it will happen. If you've already been serving evil, you'll feel that block where you can't reach God, but you want God, and you ask God to start drilling through that, and then you will be hit by the Holy Spirit at some point, and then you will begin to turn like a big ocean liner. It takes a while towards God. That's the most general type when people turn back. You can also have a Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus where God wants somebody and goes, boom, thunderbolt. You get the whole vision, the whole system, the whole upload. And that's basically what happened to me, but I'm just going to leave it at that. It happened to David Icke as well. So then you get other big downloads. And, and, and now it's one continuous download. It's just like, you know, all my systems are yours. And so this is going to be intense, folks because the enemy has turned on the power. And that's how God works. For every action, there's an opposite equal reaction, Newtonian physics. So as they power up, we power up. This is a big moment in the history of our ancient species. Okay, so we're going to talk to Ernest Ramirez, who lost his son, his 16-year-old son, Ernest Jr. And uh, then we're going to get Dr. Richard Bartlett on the Skype line and Steve Quayle, Robert Barnes, Joel Skousen, and more today. So uh, please stay with us. We're going to go to a, a quick little break here while we're getting him on, and uh, we'll be right back, Infowars.com, Newswars.com. Please tell folks to tune into this live feed and later when it's archived to freeworldnews.tv. That's the best link to share or band.video. Please share this. That's how we reach new hearts and minds. That's how we break the back of the globalist. That's how we get aligned with God's will. And remember, God's watching. The purpose of fear is to call us into action, and there is plenty to be afraid of today. Half the population has lined up for an untested, deadly, and debilitating experimental injection because they were told to be afraid of an invisible asymptomatic disease. The perpetrators of all this have clearly stated their goal of having 80% of the population hooked up to an artificial intelligence hive mind in less than nine years. For those of us who have awoken from the spell, we know this is all really happening, and it's unbelievably unsettling to see. But there is only two things to do. We continue sounding the alarm because it's a numbers game. If enough people awaken from the cult spell, then we win. But even when we win, and we eventually will, the days of convenience are soon coming to an end. And so we must prepare, get up to a year's worth of storable foods, water filtration, survival gear, seeds, shortwave radios, and life-saving knowledge at InfoWarsStore.com. news today I love the hell out of my country but I don't trust my government anymore my son received a vaccine and he died a few days later the only explanation that was given to me was a large heart so if I have anything to say to anybody look down at your child it's not worth the risk I mean you see your baby right now you might not see your baby tomorrow. I have to live with that the rest of my life. Well, as a father of four, my oldest is my 18-year-old son. I, I, I see our guest coming on, and I see the photo of his very handsome son uh, behind him, and it makes me want to start crying. It also makes me think violent thoughts about the people that did this to his son who thought he was doing the right thing and trying to help people. But we're going to bring them to justice through the courts, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and don't worry, they will pay. They violated the Nuremberg Code, Geneva Convention, and a lot more. 
with a secret experimentation and lying to the public about it being authorized. Last October, the CDC accidentally flashed up in a slideshow, and then later it was, quote, declassified, a list of potential side effects that they knew from previous studies of similar mRNA shots was causing. It includes myocarditis and then flat-out heart attacks, swelling of the heart. So I know it's hard for Ernest Romero to talk about Ernest Jr., his son, uh, but uh, we only saw a short clip of him on local Fox. Hundreds gather at Texas Capitol to oppose vaccine mandates. And then uh, a reporter that we work with, uh, Christy Lee, also did a more in-depth interview that's also at Mandot Video. So I really appreciate him coming on to talk about this to make sure that his son's uh, passing over to God's side is, is not in vain here and he can warn other people. So I know it must be hard to do this. It's hard for me to even do the interview, so I can't imagine what it's like for him. Uh, so, Ernest, let's talk about Ernest Jr. What happened? And I really appreciate you coming on, sir. I know it's hard. God bless you. Well, <clears throat> like I said, uh, you know, I took the Moderna because it was just me and my son. You know, it's always been just us two. And I'm, we were locked up in the house. When all this started up, we figured it's safest to just keep to ourselves. And uh, so I took it because I'm in and out from work. You know, my son would, I'd wake him up in the morning, give him a kiss, tell him, oh, excuse me, I'll tell him I love you, go to work. Uh, when I get home, he'd run outside. You know, I always call him my baby boy. He was, he was almost a little bit bigger than me, but I was always, he'd run outside, give me a hug, and I'd give him a kiss, and so we prepare what, you know, for the evening, what are we going to do, what are we going to eat? So they started advertising, saying it was safe for teenagers, and like I said, my concern, we, we, we were never apart, we are always together. And I started thinking, if he gets sick, you know, and he has to go to the hospital, there's no way in the world they're going to keep me from his side. You know, I was going to end up getting in trouble or whatever. So I said, well, they're telling me it's safe. Pfizer's safe for him. So I waited, you know, a couple more weeks, and they kept announcing, you know, it's good for the teenagers. So I said, okay, let's go take it. So he took the, he took the Pfizer shot at a local hospital here. And, uh, you know, we still stayed home. You know, we didn't go out. And uh, finally, my neighbors, they're, they're like family. Her her husband's my best friend. Their kids are like my own kids. Well, they asked to take them out to eat. I said, yeah, you know, she's a, they're good Christian people. So they went they went to eat. They went to the park to play basketball. She said the three boys were running from one side to the other, and he just collapsed. While he was running, he collapsed. and. Fell uh, a local PD just happened to be at the park and he started doing CPR. My 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 best friend, uh, he started giving them mouth to mouth and there was nothing they could do. The ambulance got there as soon as I got there. They, they loaded them up and I chased the ambulance to the hospital and they told me your son's dead. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it at all. And. Uh, they took a local, the local detectives, they came and told me uh, that he had passed due to a large heart. And I got upset because they're not even doctors. How are they going to know 
that it was that large heart. Why didn't a doctor call me or something else? That's what I appreciate. Miss Ivory Hecker, she investigated. Texas Health Department never called me back. They transferred me to six different people. And to this day, I have not received a call from them. I emailed Governor Abbott also. Still haven't got a, any emails from him either. And uh, when Ms. Hecker talked to one of the doctors, he said he figured uh, my son wasn't vaccinated there. And she showed him the, uh, his card. And he goes, oh, well, uh, maybe because the side effect, because he was obese or something. So she showed him a photo. Does he look like a, he's obese? And he said, no, she, he looks like a normal 16-year-old boy. And yeah, I mean, and then he said, well, maybe his paperwork, you know, did got misplaced. I said, what? It, it, it meant nothing to them. You know, it's not their loss. It's my did loss. Did you know, sir, that they're actually told at the hospitals? I, I've had guests on about it to cover up that the vaccine is doing this. Did you know that the um, federal government, when they were preparing to do the emergency authorization last October, said in a report that's now public that they believe Moderna and Pfizer, they'd already seen it with similar shots in Europe and Israel, would cause heart attacks in teenage boys? No, sir. Uh, I didn't hear anything till after he passed on in April. I didn't hear any any type of reports till after his passing. I heard that it was sixty percent of the teenage boys, uh, teenagers, were passing due to enlarged heart. Even if they would have said ten percent, I wouldn't have risked not even no percentage. But my son was worth more than that. I mean, like I said, you know, nothing can bring him back. The government. I don't care what they can. There's no amount of money that can replace my son. He was the best kid there was. I mean, I, I've never had no problem. He, I, I love the hell out of him. We're, we're a team, me and him. I always said, it's me and you against the world. He was my world. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh, sir, I, I'm almost crying watching this. I'm just holding it together in respect for you. Well, you know, you, you, you listen to the media, and you're supposed to, in the past, listen to doctors. Uh, and so you have no, no nothing to blame. You were trying to help society and step up, and they were telling you it's the right thing to do to protect others. That's what Biden yes, said sir. last night. He said it, this is an epidemic uh, of the unvaccinated, even though it's the vaccinated that are mutating and creating these new mutations, like um, the vaccine mutant that's out there now um, that has hit so many people. And uh, that, of course, is the Delta variant. Uh, but they consciously knew this. So I'm going to put that document back on screen if you'd like us to bring these documents to you we can but this is on the fda's own website the cdc's own website that they knew before this was emergency authorized that it would do it and now there's new articles teenage boys are 14 times more likely to suffer heart complication from pfizer jab specifically heart swelling so the police that's their job to, to ask so just in case it was drugs or something else i guarantee you that hospital took his blood when they found out he was clean they, they did a scan, and they, and they know it was the shot. So by them not telling you, the police at least did, they are now aiding and abetting his uh, murder uh, by Moderna, which is DARPA. And I'm sorry to have to talk like that to you. I know you're going through a lot, but I think your son would want the justice here to come out of what happened. Of course. That's what I said. I mean, I've, I've told different reporters. I said, to me, if I go out there, I decide to go out drinking, I haven't caused an accident, I kill somebody, I'm going to suffer the consequence. And I feel like this is murder. Somebody needs to pay for it. You know, somebody has to take, stand up and, okay, you know, admit they're wrong. Quit lying to everybody. I mean, 
that's our government. They're supposed to help us. You know, we we we're supposed to be trusting them. And I mean, I I just I'm, I keep running into dead end. That's why I went and spoke everywhere they asked me to go speak. I I go. I uh, and something told me inside that I need to take this to D.C. I don't know why. Yes, sir. I, I said, figure. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to, well, to D.C. next week. I hadn't told anybody that, but they're trying to demonize the First Amendment. So I'm going up there to you know support free speech. They're trying to ban protest in D.C. I'm just there to cover it. Maybe you should go up there with us uh, because people need to hear from you, Ernest. And they need to hear about what happened to Junior, don't they? Yes, yeah, sir. Well, my plans are we're taking uh, – I'm riding a bike up there. Good. Uh, I have a couple – a friend of mine, uh, Robert Tooney, Bikers for Christ. He, he's uh, he's going on along with me. and. Uh, we said we're leaving uh, October 16th, and hopefully to be up there uh, on Monday, the 18th. Also, we have uh, Texans for Vaccine Choice. Uh, they're going to be up there supporting us. And we have uh, Ms. Jennifer Bridges out of Houston. Uh, hopefully, she'll, she'll be able to show up. Ms. Ivory Hecker said she's going to cover the story, and she said, more likely, she'll be there in uh, D.C. also. Well, that's beautiful what you're doing to save other lives because I know that's what your son would want. Uh, specifically, exactly. uh, again, humanizing your son. I, I see those incredible photos there uh, behind you. It reminds me of my son who's 18. But what's really sad about this is he lived with you. Like you're saying, you took care of him from the beginning. Uh, yes, I, I, mean, I, I think you were saying he's a single parent. And just that bond there, basically like your son, but also your brother, uh, so close yeah. to you, and I, I just can't imagine what your sorrow's like to have him taken from you. Yes, I mean, it's heartbreaking coming home every day to an empty house. I mean, you know, he, uh, I wait for him to run out the door to give me a hug. You know, I'm not getting, I'm not getting that anymore. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how many days after he got the experimental injection did he uh, have that heart swelling and collapse? Uh, I believe it was he he got the on the nineteenth, I believe, and uh, it happened on the twenty fourth. We hear that a lot within one week, and that was what month, sir? Beg your pardon. Uh, in, uh, in April, right when it all started. Yes. And boy, now what do you think of the president bullying people and 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 saying we're going to make you take this, or you're going to be homeless and lose your job? I mean, this is tyranny, in my view. What, what's your uh, view, sir? The way I look at it, I mean, everybody should have their own choice. I mean, I'm my concern are the kids because you know we know this is affecting the kids more than anything, and uh, I mean, everybody should have their own choice. If you decide to do whatever, that's up to you. I mean, give us these are our God given rights. Absolutely, uh, you know, there's an Israeli study that you're 13 to 27 times more immune than with these experimental shots, but they lied to everybody and said they were 96% effective. I think you've got serious cause for lawsuits here for false advertising. Uh, I don't care they have liability protection over damage, uh, but what about the false advertising? I mean, this is fraud. And, and what was it? Did, did you see uh, Biden's speech last night? And because where he said he's running out of patience. Uh, so I guess he's yeah. running out of patience. You already basically gave him your sign. Uh, what do you think about him wanting more children? No, no, no. I mean, this is not a sacrifice. I mean, you know, I thought, you know, what I thought they're the kids are our future. We're supposed to be protecting them. You know, I mean, 
I've seen an article in Houston where they're already taking a, a bus, a medical bus, to one of the schools and uh, accompanied by sheriff department trying to enforce a vaccine on kids. Intimidate, yeah. Yes. And I said, you know, I mean, that's that's not right. There's no way now. I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I mean, there's no way. No, we sir, it is it wrong. And, and the first young person that dies after deputies are there intimidating people via color of law when there's no law to take it, that's when the war is going to start. And I think they're really trying to start a civil war. I saw Klaus Schwab of the Bilderberg and Davos group say, our plan is to make them angry. So they want us to burn our own cities down so things collapse. And, and I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer is prosecuting the globalists that carried this out, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm just... I'm just here to speak about my son. I just want to push it. Uh, I understand, and I've been asking a lot of questions. We really appreciate you. If, if, if anybody wants to get in contact with you or talk to you or have you speak to their group, how do they do that, Ernest Ramirez? To talk about your son, Ernest yes. Ramirez Jr., and then and then we got 10 minutes left. I appreciate your time. Anything else you'd like to add, please talk to us. I mean, like I said, I'm traveling out there. I have I had a flag made with my son's picture along with my American flag because, like I said, uh, from the beginning, I mean, I love the hell out of my country, but I don't trust my government anymore at all. I mean, so if they see me on the road, uh, it doesn't matter how wave, they see me eating at a restaurant, they're more than welcome to come up, talk to me. You know, uh, if they want to join in, they don't have to be on, on motorcycles. They join in on the pickup truck, cars, whatever. Uh, we we just got to make noise because I know I'm, I'm I know for sure I'm not the only one this has happened to. A lot of us think we deal with our problem and we try to go on with life. But he was my life. I have nothing left. So if I don't yell and scream on his behalf, what good am I? You know, I, we, I was here to protect my son, and if I can, if he's not here no more, I gotta I have to keep on. I have to raise uh, I, I have to raise this up and try to prevent another child from dying. Absolutely. That is exactly what you're doing here. Well, uh, again, I understand you're talking about what happened to your son and we appreciate your courage. And, and, and again, I understand the pressure. It's like, Hey, it's safe. It's effective with every other drug. If they tell you that it's been approved, it's gone through five, 10 years testing, but they lied about that. Now they say it's approved. They just did another emergency authorization. Uh, so they yeah. lied to the public and, and it's just very infuriating more than frightening it's infuriating that they know this doesn't protect children or young people. They know it particularly hurts teenage boys, uh, and they're doing it. And it's just absolutely outrageous, in my view. Yes, sir. And I don't like to. I don't like what I heard them say. It's worth the risk. It, it's not. It was not to me. It wasn't worth it. You know, because I, I don't have them. I mean, oh. there's no way I can, I'm never going to see them again. So. Well, you're going to see him in heaven, brother. There's a spiritual realm. We all know it. And, you know, I, yes, you're a sir. good man. And you're going to see your son again. Yes, sir. No, thank L you. No, thank you. I, we've got a few more minutes left. Uh, again, is there any way for people out there? Because they're going to call us wanting to get in touch with you. Is there? Is it okay for us to give people your email? or, 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 or Yeah, or you can give out my email. Or, I mean, if they want, they can send me a text, a mess, a text on Messenger, whatever. I'm, I answer everything, you know. I mean, if they want to talk, you know, or. Even if they want to, you know, send me prayers, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Well, really it was very Christ-like of you and your son early on wanting to protect others and believing their lies to go out and do this to help others. And that's very Christ-like, laying down 
I mean, your son laid down his life for others. He believed he was doing that. Just like a soldier, you know, that goes to a war that may not be perfect, but he believes he's helping people. Uh, and so uh, now out of this, I believe we're going to save, I believe your testimony is going to save thousands of people and turn the tide. And and and, I and so I think, you know, that's, you know, I, I, I think the devil's really stepped in it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, of course. I mean, not the way I say it, we're, I feel we're in the end times already. This is where revelations is coming up. So, I mean, if I got a week, month, a year left, I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue the fight, you know? I oh, I agree else. with you. Exactly. Things are going to get so rough as we're going down this path that your son might be blessed. He's not here at this point. Yes, sir. That's why I, I figured they, they took him first. So he wouldn't have to see what we're going to go through in the next few years, you know, because it's going to get worse. I don't, I don't see it getting better. Elaborate in the few minutes we have left, sir, about going from not trusting your government, because this is a globalist-occupied government. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a corporate New World Order uh, government. I mean, well, the process of you know, trusting more and, and, and now not trusting this this entity. Well, like I said, you know, I, I love my, my country. I'm ex-military. My son, he was an ROTC. He wanted to go into the Air Force. And, you know, so, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm here to for my country 100%. But then the government lied to us constantly. I mean, we're fighting for ourselves, our country. And uh, this is this is not a war. This is, I mean, it seems like, uh, I'm, really, I'm sorry, I feel like it's population control. I mean, you're just dropping people left and right and, and it's not for a good cause. You know, it's, you know we're not at war. You know, and it's our own occupied government directing it against us and then covering it up and then covering up treatments for COVID-19 so more die and sending sick people with COVID-19 to nursing homes to kill them. Yeah, these are ghouls. These are evil people. And good yes, people sir. can't believe it when it happens to them historically. And it comes every three generations or so. And notice three generations. You had the World yes, War II sir. generation. You had the baby boomers. Now this generation and evil. It's generally every three, almost yes, always. Sir. And we're in the middle of it and more... The demons have risen, basically, and, and that's what we're facing. And your son was a casualty of, of this war, sir. Yes, sir. That's true. That is it's very true. All right. Well, thank you, and God bless you. And I'd like to get you back on as things unfold. And uh, I would like to uh, get you on some of our other broadcasts. You can have a, a testimony and save others and, 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 and you, know, uh, you know, continue to make sure that uh, your son's memory uh, uh, lives on and, and has an effect to educate others. In the last couple minutes we have, uh, any other comments? Sir. No, sir. Like I said, if anybody decides to take their children, I mean, it's your choice, but please go first with a physician. Have them checked thoroughly. I mean, it's not going to, a doctor can't guarantee it, but still, I mean, yes, these are your kids. Please take care of them. That's, that was our job. That, you know, if, think twice, really think it over before you get them uh, the vaccine. Yeah, well, absolutely. Plus now, you know, they admit it. It has like 39% uh, effectiveness and lowers their immune system. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I mean, like I said, I mean, we got to protect our kids one way or another. We, that's what we have to do. That's all we have left. Well, thank you, sir. And God bless you. And if there's anything uh, we can do, let us know. And again, I know this has been hard for you. We appreciate your strength and your son's strength uh, as well. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Wow. The criminal puppet, Joe Biden, on Thursday, 
September 9th. We're here on September 11th on this Saturday emergency. Transmission said this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and that we're killing people, trying to organize mobs to attack us. That's their plan. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a bioweapon created by Biden's controllers, Bill Gates and Fauci, on record. We have all the documents. It's all come out, the gain of function. They released it to get rid of Trump and other nationalists to empower the UN and to create massive fear. And then they launched their program of control against every major nation on earth and put Africa and areas of Asia and Latin America on lockdown still, starving over 20 million people to death. This is depopulation. This is operational depopulation being carried out. And the facts are the most vaccinated countries with this deadly shot have the highest death rates and the highest illnesses and the highest hospitalizations like Israel compared to Sweden. And the list goes on and on. Israel compared to India. The U.S. compared to India or Sweden or other areas that aren't doing the shots at this level. India's at 10%. Same thing with Sweden. We're going to take a break here. And then we're going to come back with Dr. Richard Bartlett, who runs a hospital ER and who was a flight surgeon in the military before that, who helped come up with the protocols that are now being used everywhere that, that early on, in the onset of the Delta variant, it's 99% of the infections now worldwide, hit. And it, it's, it saved my dad, who was going to die. They'd have, they'd have intubated him. He'd have died. We have a lot of crew, have friends and family that were healthy and, and, and got the Delta the hospital wouldn't help them as they went to the hospital. The doctors wouldn't put them on any type of regimen. And they, their, water, their lungs would fill with water, and they would go and be intubated, and they would die. Uh, so this is, again, the technocracy of the medical system by blocking treatments, by blocking um, supplements early on, by, by dumbing the public down, carrying out an institutional system where everybody's involved in the killing so the killers get away with it at top. So we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back with Dr. Richard Bartlett. And then we're going to interview so many other amazing people, Robert Barnes, Steve Quell, Joel Skousen, and more. And also at the end of the transmission today, I'm going to talk some about 9-11, 20 years ago, and how they worked with radical Islam at one level, but also had globals on the other side, and the CIA and other groups helping them carry out that coup against American freedom that is the foundation of the incredible tyranny we see today. So please stay with us and tell everybody you know, tune in, because that's how you override the globalists. It's how you circumvent the censors, is you share the live feed, you share the archive of this later from Randot Video and your email, your text message, and take clips of it and put it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, everywhere else. That's how you override the New World Order. This is a life and death fight, so don't let Ernest Ramirez Jr. die in vain and save others before it's too late. God's watching. I am cutting this ad on Thursday afternoon. That means you've got one, two, three, four days. Monday at midnight, we've got to end this sale. We may end it earlier because we think it'll sell out by then at current sales rates. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is super popular. It's got all the high quality vitamins and minerals that are essential, great amino acids, and it tastes great. It's powder form, so in the water, you absorb it more when you drink the fruit punch. Then we also have back in stock, this sale will continue through next week, Knockout Sleep Aid with eight 
organic ingredients that help you sleep better. It's 50% off and Ultra 12, one of our best sellers, high quality vitamin B12 for your whole body, your stamina, your libido, your energy, your immune system. It's back in stock and it is 50% off as well at InfoWarsStore.com. So get your vitamin mineral fusion while you still can at InfoWarsStore.com for 33% off. And a bunch of the other supplements are 50% off as well throughout next week. But the sale of vitamin mineral fusion ends Monday night. So get yours now. news today all right our next guest on this emergency saturday broadcast that everybody's got to share right now whether you're watching it as it streams out or when it's archived at freeworldnews.tv is dr richard bartlett and he's been one of those first big prominent doctors to really put uh, inhalable steroids and other things on the map and to go on fox news and to go on texas news and to really go out there and inform others. He's a very respected doctor, former top medical advisor to Rick Perry for seven years, volunteer service merit award, HHS commission, Texas leadership, medical assistance. He's been on the big state boards, uh, monoclonal antibody infusion center advisor in Texas and COVID Texas emergency management. And of course, uh, he's also been a flight surgeon and a lot more. Uh, and he joins us here and he said, if I bring it up, he'll talk about it, but it's you know, private medical stuff. He's helped Dozens and dozens. Well, that's conservative. <laughs> a lot of people that I've known because this Delta thing just raged through. I got to enjoy it like a gorilla on my chest, but I got on uh, what he recommended through a, a doctor's and it, it it was incredible. Within 24 hours, I was 90% better than I had just a nagging cough for a few weeks. Almost killed my dad. Dad didn't tell me. Mom didn't tell me. I live in Austin. They're both exercise and pretty good help. It's 71, 72. And uh, I thought my dad was dead. He was like 82 oxygen. Within one day of what Dr. Bartlett put me in touch with local doctors and others and got him on this regimen. My dad, again, when I got there, it was all this mail piled up. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I heard he was sick. It was all these chairs he'd ordered from Amazon of all places. And they were deck chairs, pool chairs he hadn't put together. The next morning, I get over there to make him get up and stuff like Bart, Dr. Bartlett told me to do. And he's up putting chairs together and, and, and like pink skinned and, and like 80%, 90% better. This was incredible. If he'd have gone to a hospital, he'd be dead. Uh, Tim Enlow's really good friend from the military is a nurse. Great shape, everything. She's dead now. She went into the hospital a month ago, said, I can't breathe. They said, go home. By the time she came in with 80 oxygen, they intubated her dead two days later. So that's the story you're going to hear over and over again. So I'm going to try to give him the floor. He's a gentleman, but I want, I'm going to try to be quiet for him to not just have five minutes on Fox News or you know three minutes on local news to really cover the waterfront and also, I'm getting doctors' reports, and it's in the news, that they're now trying to ration a Regeneron, which I've talked to a bunch of other medical doctors. They say is way better than the Eli Lilly thing. I guess it's got two antibodies. And a bunch of crew in my office went and got it within five hours. Joe Rogan called me. He got it within a, a, a day. He felt basically better. So, and then people say, what, do you own Regeneron stock? No, I don't, but I'll, I, I should. Uh, so whatever's going to, and that, that's a company with doesn't have liability protection like the vaccine makers. People say, oh, you believe in big pharma. Well, yeah, a lot of the products are great. But when they have liability protection being forced on me by Bill Gates, they're not. So I'm going to shut up and go to Dr. Richard Bartlett, who is, again, a hero, a super hardworking doctor, a true doctor. And it's doctors countering this, this big corporate takeover of medicine. And it's a beautiful thing. So I really appreciate him coming on. 
His websites are budesodyneworks.com. Yeah, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And every time I would do it, I felt better for a while. Then it went away in a few days. Synergyhealthdpc.com. And we'll uh, try to put those URLs on screen. Synergyhealthdpc.com and budesodyneworks.com. All right, Doc. If I don't talk, don't stop. Because if I talk, I'll talk over you. you. You've said you've been a listener for a while, so you know that. You've got the floor for the time we've got on the Saturday evening. Thanks for spending your time with us. You've been very busy and hard to get on, I understand. So thank you for joining us. Alex, I just finished another long day at the Regeneron Monoclonal Antibody Infusion Center in West Texas. And this is a another early outpatient therapy that works against COVID. This actually works. Half of the people that come in, I'd say approximately half have been vaccinated. What does that tell you about that? But I'll tell you, this helps whether you've been vaccinated or not. If you have COVID and you have symptoms, we're seeing people uh, immediately get results. And so the, the strategy out of this pandemic is early, effective outpatient therapies treating people early. Uh, we've been trying the vaccine. We've been trying the mask. We've been trying social distancing. Those things have been uh, strategies that came out of China. How's that working? But I'll tell you, early effective outpatient therapies are working. We have a trail of people living instead of a trail of tears with the other strategy. I, frankly, uh, I'm not happy about people dying. And so there are some things that work. And uh, for instance, this little university called Oxford University, the oldest university in the English speaking world since 1096 with 72 Nobel Prize laureates proved that budesonide is an effective early therapy for COVID. That one medicine, and they used in, their, in, in the Stoic trial, a randomized controlled trial, they were uh, giving just a whiff of that, a puff twice a day with an inhaler. And they concluded that 90% of hospitalizations, ER visits, and urgent care visits could be pre prevented with early outpatient budesonide. I think that's big news. Oxford's the, the same place that they came out with using dexamethasone IV in the hospital for COVID patients in the ICU. And, and they concluded that 20 to 33% uh, increased uh, survival with that strategy. How about the same university, Oxford University, later showing a 90% success rate with just an inhaled steroid, which is inexpensive, readily available, generic. Nobody's going to make any money off of this, but it's on. It's in every pharmacy on every corner in the United States. It's in every hospital in the United States. And so that's just one tool but then you look at Regeneron monoclonal an antibody infusion centers, and that 30-minute infusion, it will prevent 70% of hospitalizations and death. I'm starting to see a pattern here that early outpatient therapies are a good idea, and, the, and they're the way to go. And so let's, let's, let's consider 90% with budesonide, early, inexpensive, very safe has been used on two pound preemie babies in the NICU uh, for decades now. Uh, we know what to expect with it. There's a wealth of information about it. And then you look at Regeneron using monoclonal antibodies, a technology that we've had for 40 years now uh, in, in medicine that we use uh, in cancer treatment, that we use in other infectious diseases. 
And the evidence is 70% decrease in hospitalization and deaths with just a 30-minute infusion. Here's what I'm seeing in this, re, in this monoclonal antibody infusion center. I'm seeing people while they're sitting in a chair, bored, uh, just sitting there getting this infusion, they're, they're telling me I've had a headache for five days and it just went away. They're telling me I have the burning in my chest is gone. My body aches are gone. The fatigue I had for days is gone. I have more energy. They're leaving with a smile. I've joked that they crawl in and they walk out. But we're seeing dramatic results. And let me just interrupt you, sir. Trump took it and said within five, six hours, he felt like a new man. I've had five of my crew, because I got a big crew here, who just went and got it when they got sick and literally went from not being able to breathe, in the case of Zach, I won't say his last name, and he literally said in five hours, the headache, the not being able to breathe, was he felt great in five hours. Now, I'm not saying everybody's having that, but everybody I know, within five hours, Joe Rogan, one day, gone. I mean, fever, sweats, can't breathe, gone. What in the hell is that Regeneron doing? Well, it's an antibody. Antibodies are like a lock and key. They, they only bind to one specific thing called an antigen, which is a on the cell surface of a, of a cancer cell, or it's on the outside of a virus. And so you see an antibody binding to an antigen like lock and key. And, and so it goes through your bloodstream looking for the virus, binding to the virus, and immediately triggering uh, your immune system to kill the virus. And so literally the virus is being, uh, it's like the antibodies are on a search and destroy mission. They're immediately going and finding the virus and killing all the viruses in the bloodstream. And so uh, as they're sitting in the chair, they literally are having their symptoms uh, leave their body because the virus is being killed on contact with the antibody. This is an antibody that's multiplied in the lab. And as it, uh, as it, uh, goes through your bloodstream, it'll be cleared out of your body by your spleen, by your liver, by your kidneys. Those are the filtering systems that God gave us. And so those will clear those antibodies out. But while they're there, they're having a tremendous benefit for the people. And so 70% decrease in death and hospitalizations just with a 30-minute infusion. But you can also give this as four subcutaneous shots, which uh, takes just a minute. So there are infusion centers that are being, Regeneron centers that are being set up in, in Florida, in Texas, all in many states where they're expecting to see 300 people a day. Well, and, sir, you're the expert on this. You're the expert on this. And you told me about the treatments that saved my dad, hands down. I really appreciate it. You also saved Rob Dew. That's a separate subject. Um, but expanding on that, is there, because I get this from other doctors, and I know Dr. McCullough is a great guy, and he said, oh, yes, Regeneron's much better than Eli Lilly. He's not involved in it. He just says, this is two instead of one. And again, I'm a layman here. But is is there, I saw that Biden set a board up that's talking about not giving it to people that aren't vaccinated. Is that true? Uh, so if he said it, first of all, I think you need to verify. And so... Uh, I don't, I actually don't listen to him very much. I'm busy taking care of people I understand. and um, I'm interested in facts and science. And so we don't get a and lot so, of that out of Biden. So it's probably not true. Right. So I don't know what he's saying. And, and if he says it, I'm almost expecting something else, but uh, I will say facts and science, randomized controlled trials, the gold standard for 
evidence-based medicine, the stoic trial, the principal trial out of Oxford University showing budesonide is effective, something that you broke the news on a year ago to your credit, Alex, when other people were not paying attention or suppressing this information, they were censoring this information, you were getting it out that budesonide can save lives for COVID patients. And then a year later, I experienced it with my father. Yes. And, and, And I'll tell you something else that's critical. Budesonide, when I broke that story a year ago, I talked about my protocol, which was budesonide as a nebulizer treatment, also an antibiotic called clarithromycin and an aspirin. And the aspirin, I saw a study the other day at the NIH database that said that 14.1% of COVID patients in the hospital experienced venous thromboemboli, basically clots, which would equal a heart attack, a stroke, or a pulmonary embolus in the lungs. And so the aspirin was part of the strategy a year ago. And now we have a study verifying that it's totally appropriate, uh, validating it. And so an aspirin a day is critical if someone's not allergic to it. Uh, And the antibiotic that I chose was clarithromycin because our risk of a secondary bacterial pneumonia, the, the number one risk factor for that is a viral respiratory infection guess what COVID is and so we have we can be proactive we can empirically treat people and i wrote a case study and published it a year ago explaining all of these things with 50 articles that we referenced peer-reviewed studies and so this was not something that was hidden in the dark and you know you've experienced censorship when i wrote this a year ago I said that budesonide was the silver bullet of my strategy. I don't know, Alex, what you would call a medicine that can prevent 90% of hospitalizations, ER visits, and urgent care visits uh, for a deadly pandemic. But I think maybe uh, maybe uh, something that prevents 90% would be a silver bullet. And so, uh, but I got a lot of pushback. Fauci got Matthew McConaughey to do a viral a in an interview on the internet and McConaughey asked him, Hey, what about budesonide? People think that that works for COVID. And, and Fauci said, well, in reality, Matthew, it's just a placebo. And so how much death and destruction resulted from him uh, putting out misinformation because either he's saying the wrong thing or Oxford University is wrong with their science, randomized controlled trials. Well, so let me just stop principle. you, doctor, because Fauci yesterday on uh, CNN, I played the clip uh, uh, on my uh, Friday show, he said that, quote, he was asked by Sanjay Gupta and by Anderson Cooper, is there any truth to this natural immunity thing? Does that even exist? And Fauci said, quote, I don't know. That's not as b- bad as the Surgeon General, I'm sure you've seen the video, said, oh, natural immunity is not as good as as, as this, even though the Israeli study says 13, 27 times. I, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I only went to college for one year, but I remember in like eighth grade biology, they said learned immunity was the best. So what in the world's going on there? Well, there's a tremendous amount of misinformation And that's the first thing that I appreciate Fauci saying is he doesn't know. Finally, he admitted it. But if you look at Washington University School of Medicine, they've been drawing blood from COVID survivors 
for up to a year now. And they have found high levels of antibodies in people who have recovered from mild COVID cases. And so kudos to them for science. But uh, you remember Fauci held up three fingers and said, well, if you recovered from COVID, you only have protection for three months. And And I have said in interviews that maybe he pulled that out of thin air. Other people say that he pulled it out of somewhere else, but he had no randomized controlled trial to quote what he was saying. He said many things. It's all without, anecdotal. It's all anecdotal. Science. He talks to us like he's a, a butcher. Doesn't even talk that. In, I mean, talks more intelligently. He's like, I wouldn't want my kids without a mask. I, and before, oh, you don't need a mask. It's just, it's all contradictory in that little gangster accent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is everything he said that I've heard, I've never heard him say based on this randomized controlled trial, based on this science. Uh, all I've heard is don't wear a mask. It doesn't have to give the protection that you think it were. It does. And then he says, maybe we should wear a mask because it's a symbol. We're in it together. And then he says, wear a mask. And then he says, maybe two masks. And then he says, if you get the shot, you don't have to wear a mask. And then he says, if you get the shot, you have to wear a mask. And he never offers scientific evidence. And so at some point you got to say, who's responsible for putting him in front of the microphone? Um, and should he be there? Um, I, I think uh, at bottom line is clearly people have durable, lasting immunity, just as Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul has made the case. And oh, I was, that was my next question. Just, just as a citizen and, and as a doctor, don't even talk about what you can fix, getting people things that actually work. Uh, you know, they're going to lie. They're going to cheat. They're with big pharma. That's a takeover. It's terrible. You're just going to counter it with, hey, this really works. And that overall believe in the power of the people and good physicians and others to tell the truth. But what do you make of, we had a year and a half ago, Fauci in deep water in 2015 at North Carolina with scientists going, you're doing gain of function with stuff that came out with the uh, former head of uh, Pfizer came out on Fox yesterday and said, listen, he made stuff far worse than that, which is the doomsday stuff. It's much worse. And, and so to know he would tell Senator Paul and others, no, we never did any gain-of-function when he held gain-of-function conferences and called for it, when in the emails dozens of times, about 900 pages of it, he says, I want gain-of-function, merge these five viruses, and then make sure it can jump into humans. I mean, it's literally the, the smoking gun of him admitting it and then saying, it's preposterous. You don't know the science. I've never been involved in gain of function when he's saying merge viruses artificially, give them an HIV spike protein, and then make sure it jumps in humans. I mean, it's, it's, it, what? This guy's a villain. Look, we know why he's lying to us. I, I think he's like, I mean, we see these yeah. crazy doctors and Joseph Mingle types throughout history. There's a small percentage of psychos that want to become medical workers, we know, so they can carry out the stuff behavior. And I'll just say it. I know you're not going to speculate, doctor, but. All the evidence points towards he's a bad actor. He's a psychotic. Uh, I, you know, I can't argue with you. Uh, I would say that uh, he's he's made some decisions that have been devastating to our people in the United States and around the world. Um, now we know that it was a bad idea to close schools a year ago because children could have been that buffer uh, to uh, the pandemic. They would have uh, contributed to herd immunity because we had just as many children die last year in 2020 from COVID as have died from school bus related accidents. And so but we're sir, not explain saying- to people herd, immu- herd immunity that don't understand it. Because, you know, I've seen 
Another thing the Democrats and Fauci say is, oh, that doesn't exist. That's like saying the sky doesn't exist. Explain it to them. So when you have enough people in the community that have been exposed to a virus like the H1N1 pandemic that we had in 2009, that was a deadly respiratory virus that was highly contagious, killing tens of thousands of Americans. But when you have enough of the population that's been exposed to that virus and has recovered and has immunity that is lasting, when that virus comes to them, they will not carry that virus. They will not spread that virus. That virus cannot make them sick again because of their natural immune system functioning. And so that's what causes herd immunity. And so we made it through a deadly pandemic in 2009 without one vaccine, without one mandated shot, without the risk of tens of thousands of people having uh, complications from a, from a vaccine, without using an experimental uh, gene therapy. Uh, and so how do we do that? Well, that was natural herd immunity. H1N1 pandemic, a deadly virus pandemic in the United States, and it was over quickly. And we did not close schools. We did not say that everyone has to wear a mask. We did not have lockdowns. We did not do all of the of the amazing things that they've come up with in the last year. And how did it work this year compared to the original compared to 2009? Uh, so herd immunity is when you have enough of the population that has recovered and they are protected and they can't spread the virus. And so that is a that is a real way out of the pandemic. We treat people that are sick with effective, proven, inexpensive strategies. And we, we educate the people with facts instead of propaganda. And we drop failed strategies. And we, if it didn't work the first time, well, we, who, who would say do it again? But that's what we're hearing. And then you need to deal with the problem that you brought up earlier. Uh, Senator Tom Cotton has been saying that this looks like it could be a bioweapon. That's germ warfare. That's what I've heard him basically uh, saying for approximately a year. And he gets to hear intel intelligence that I don't get to hear. And then you have Senator Rand Paul showing evidence of gain of function testing and, and research to make a deadly virus in the Wuhan lab. And uh, so I'm saying there's a lot of evidence here that we are dealing with germ warfare. There are people that are saying that. Uh, so I can tell you that this COVID that we're dealing with is a disease that we've never seen before in medicine. I've been practicing for 30 years and we have never had a disease like this. Well, it, sir, if you read the letters from Fauci, I'm sure you've seen them. I've been showing them on air every day. It's him ordering them to combine all these, this bat and this this animal and this animal, and then add a protein to it and make sure it can jump into humans. I mean, it's 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 it says it right there. I mean, wow. Well, and then and then they claim evolutionary, all these things just did this. It's like saying a fine Swiss watch was just sand in the desert of you know the Sahara made it. I mean, we have them, so yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say in general, the American people are not that gullible that there is still common sense in the United States and that the public is not as stupid as Fauci may think we are. And actually, we can say, wow, all the evidence sure looks like this is a different kind of disease than we've ever had before and sure is suspicious that their uh, only strategy that they'll offer is just a vaccine. And it sure is interesting that they're suppressing 
the reality that there are effective early outpatient treatment strategies from reputable sources that are verified by it's reputable sources. It's almost like the Democrats like, of the deep state who are, are, are in with the Chinese. It, you know, it's interesting that the virus did come from China. The government of China was involved in it with the Wuhan lab. And that that, that does look like that's the situation to me. I'm convinced of that personally. That's my opinion. And then, then you look at the solutions seem to be coming out of China. The, the masks are made in China. The, the PPEs are made in China. There's, there seems to be the problem and the solution seems to be coming from the same source. I don't think that China in itself is the whole problem. Uh, but this is the United States of America where people should have patient rights. It's, it's starting to look a lot more like a socialist state to me where they're talking about possibly uh, the latest thing I've heard is uh, we're with the monoclonal antibody infusion center. And uh, what I heard yesterday was that uh, the federal government might be taking over the distribution of Regeneron. I hope not. And that they might uh, actually start decreasing or rationing the, uh, the Regeneron. I hope not. But rationing of healthcare is what you see in socialized, socialist countries, and uh, it doesn't work very well. Uh, it, it, it's a disaster. Rationing of anything should not be uh, a strategy. Well, if you've got a solution to a problem that keeps them in power, they're not going to want that out there. And, and all I can say is, what a blessing, Regeneron. I mean, I'm all of these companies who develop miracle stuff like this. I believe in medicine if it's applied properly and tested and, and, and all the rest of it. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been around since 1988, the company, and they started with these, you know, two really smart uh, scientists who went back to 1900 at the idea of creating a compound for each disease that would target the actual cause, uh, silver bullets, what they called it, and then they've gone out and gotten a bunch of stuff patented uh, for all sorts of things, and for their size per capita, they're the most profitable company uh, uh, out there, which is good, and they don't have liability protection like the vaccine makers, which I don't think they should have. And then the things we see really work and are great. So I want those type of things. My God, if I'm sick, I want, there's some deadly thing out there. I want it. But but unfortunately, these vaccines, I mean, look at Israel, sir. And I know you, I want you to have the floor for 30 minutes we have left. I know you're really busy here this evening and you're giving us your time. But what do you make of all the graphs out of Israel, out of the UN, everywhere? India, the same numbers. Sweden, the same numbers. Uh, they're not vaccinating. They're doing all this other stuff. Almost nobody dying or sick. Israel, most vaccinated, the most sick. And it's repeated all over the place. The more vaccinated, the more sick. What do you make of these graphs, uh, Dr. Bartlett? Well, let's just use common sense like you always do, Alex. You know, if you have more people vaccinated, you should start seeing less of the disease if, they, if it works. And so uh, in Israel, 85% vaccination rate, they're having the same problem, the same surge. This, and so, and they're also starting to admit that the vaccine's effectiveness is uh, waning. I think I heard a month ago that it was only 39% effective, uh, according to Israel. Um, I think you're going to see that drop uh, to zero eventually because of the uh, variants that are coming out. But uh, you, you look at what's happening in Israel and, and what I saw uh, when I looked at it, my understanding is four out of five people in the hospital in Israel have been vaccinated now. And so does, is that evidence that the vaccine is working? Or look where we are, where uh, 
I'd say we're about 41% vaccinated in West Texas. And I'd say about 41% of the people that come in the center that are sick, needing the infusion, have been vaccinated. I'd say it, it almost looks like maybe it's not a winning strategy. But independent of that, I also work in the emergency room as an emergency room doctor. And so I have seen people who have come in injured from the vaccine. And so they've come in, they've they got the vaccine at a pharmacy. Uh, they immediately had a, a reaction where they felt like they were going to pass out, go home. And they come into my emergency room with the worst headache they've ever had. They can't feel anything on the left side of their body. They can't move their left arm. Uh, and they only received the vaccine because the in-laws wouldn't visit if they didn't get the vaccine because of the propaganda. Does the left or, arm, because I've, I've heard people that have taken it say that, does that mean cardiac? Because I guess when you have a heart attack, the left arm seizes up or no, what does that mean? This, I'm talking about stroke symptoms, yeah. stroke symptoms where they can't feel, they have sensory deficit and motor deficit on the same side. Or is that the, the lipid, who, lipid getting the, the stuff across the blood brain barrier as they admit happens? So uh, it, 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 there's a lot of, a lot of things that are going on that are not, uh, that are not, I'm going to mention a few other things that I'm seeing. I saw a lady who, after the vaccine, several hours later, she's my patient in the emergency room. Her legs won't work when she tries to stand up. She has transverse myelitis. I saw a gentleman who's a hard worker, works as a landscaper, um, and he received the first shot, the first COVID shot. And uh, he comes in to see me two weeks after that shot, and he's had two weeks of shortness of breath. And we have to wait until we uh, put him on supplemental oxygen and he can catch his breath before he can tell us uh, that he had gotten the shot and immediately fell short of breath. And we resuscitate him enough that he can go home. But I see him five months later in the emergency room and he's a pulmonary cripple now. I've seen the college students that come in who are 18 years old and healthy with no health problems. And they come into as my patient in the emergency room and they have four days where they can't think clearly. They feel like they're going to pass out. They're weak. They're lightheaded. And what happened four days ago? They received their COVID shot. And so these things I have seen, I have been the attending emergency room doctor for these specific complications. I've managed these myself. The, the vaccine has risk. And the fact that we're not giving informed consent and we're not telling patients uh, in the messaging that's coming out on TV and radio, when they say, roll up your sleeve, what kind of informed consent is that? Uh, they should be saying, here's the risk and here's the benefit. I've seen evidence of the risk. I've seen people harmed from the vaccine. And I've presented this testimony to the Texas Senate. Uh, earlier this year. And there are other doctors who have done the same. But where's the benefit? If you look at Israel, and they're having four out of five people in the hospital during this surge of new cases uh, have been vaccinated, well, I don't see the benefit. Uh, or if I see that a lot of the people that are coming in the, in the infusion center have, have been vaccinated, they didn't benefit from the shot. So I see. I don't see a lot of benefit. I see. I have seen the real risk, and at the same time, a year ago, I said, "Why are we even talking about vaccines? Because we have effective early outpatient therapies 
We have a winning strategy. We have a way out of this pandemic. We still have a way out of this pandemic, but we need to deal with where did these come from and are any other viruses going to come from a similar source, Alex? So think about that. Where did SARS-2 come from? Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Rand Paul, they've, they've given us a lot of evidence to the whole world, to their credit. Those two men have dealt with, they have proven, they have presented evidence and they have talked science. And these are men who have talked about uh, solid, credible information and they, have, and they have presented it to the world. So I'm saying Delta variant, Lambda variant, Mu variant, are, are these really mutations? Because back in March of 2020, three months into this pandemic, Iceland studied the genome of every uh, SARS virus out of their uh, SARS out of their COVID patients in Iceland, and they had found 243 mutations three months into this pandemic. Now we have no doubt thousands, probably tens of thousands of mutations. So is Delta variant just a mutation or where did SARS-2 come from? And where are these new things coming from? And so that is really- I mean, let's just go there. Clearly, that's how you do a bioweapon rollout. And we had a very chilling statement a few days ago when Biden made his big declaration of medical tyranny and, and, and federal, federal authoritarianism. And even mainline lawyers are saying- it's the most dictatorial thing since Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln actually had a war going on uh, inside the country. Whether you, whatever side people choose, there, I think the whole thing was a disaster. But uh, this is uh, this is Biden uh, talking about, oh, a new pandemic's coming. Don't you worry. Here it is. The key parts of my pandemic preparedness plan, so that America isn't caught flat-footed with a new pandemic comes again, as it will. Yeah, you know, as it will, and Fauci saying, "Oh, don't worry, Trump's going to get hit by a big pandemic very soon." As it will happen, uh, so, so, so. I mean, go where you're going now in more detail of of what you're really saying here about how the, the Democrats are simpatico with the Chicoms, this this AIDS their takeover all over the world. We see governments declaring new world order, saying we're going to lock you in your house forever. You can't leave unless you take the shots. The shots don't work. More shots, the studies show, lower your immunity. Uh, I mean, Doc, you're a smart guy, and you're all about the science, and I know you're only saying things that are documented or leading people to do their own research. But this is a citizen, you know, as a patriot, what do you really think is going on here? Because obviously this is a corporate takeover. Obviously they're suppressing treatments that really help people. I mean, this is really bad stuff. What do you really think is happening? Alex, after 9-11, uh, as an emergency room doctor, I, I was trained in how to take care of people in the emergency room if there was a nuclear war, if there was chemical warfare, if there was bioweapons used. And so that was continuing education that I received after 9-11. And we know that uh, germ warfare, bioweapons have been used in recent times. And uh, when? Well, I think uh, you and I know, uh, teenagers may not be aware of anthrax when that was mailed to people in Congress. Uh, that's a bioweapon. Uh, there's, there's been sarin used. There have been other bioweapons used. But bioweapons created and discussed uh, so publicly, like at the Wuhan lab, 
uh, I, I think this is amazing that the obvious isn't being stated, that we we are having, uh, I think, let's let's look at another clue. Why, why is Fauci not calling this the Delta mutant, the mutation? Because that would be really hard for doctors to swallow and really hard for scientists to swallow because there's been so many mutations already of this virus. To call it a variant, hmm, well, where did that SARS-2 variant come from? Uh, I think that uh, Tom Cotton is correct. I think that Rand Paul is correct and that they're both very brave to uh, inform the world from the Senate floor of evidence that they have. And so I think we do need, uh, this is where governments and military are involved, where we have, uh, uh, I think there's strong evidence that this is a bioweapon. And fortunately, again, the good news is we're not helpless or hopeless at this point. We do have effective treatment strategies and they've been employed around the world. And I want to talk about about those, Doctor, but but just to stop because you're really a smart guy on on this. I want to pick your brain. Clearly, they developed a bunch of variants. Again, even the former head of Pfizer was on Fox News. I meant to play the clip on Friday. I did. Maybe after you're gone, we'll play it because I don't want to take up your time with that. But again, the former head of Pfizer said, look, uh, Fauci made far worse things at labs at Wuhan. So it looks like there's part of the American establishment that's not suicidal and and wants this to stop because that's what a lot of smart people I've talked to in former U.S. intelligence, high level, highest level. I know you've talked to some people that headed up U.S. intelligence agencies. We'll leave it at that. Uh, you know that 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 know that's what this is. And but we have to go to war with China if they did that. And we know part of our establishment was in bed doing this as well. But I think finally people that are patriots get. China's going to win this war, and the globalists are going to win it with them, and we don't start stopping these people. So you're right. I see Rand Paul saying arrest Fauci. I see Cotton saying it. And I see others saying it. And so I think we're moving in the right direction. But Americans better be praying, uh, and, and they better understand how much danger we're all in, and we need to all have courage to tell the truth because we're at a crossroads right now. That's what I think you're saying, doctor. That's exactly what I'm saying, and, and I couldn't have said it better. People need to pray. This is still one nation under God. Uh, and uh, this is an exceptional nation, and it is the best country in the world. I've done led medical missions around the world to many countries helping people in desperate situations, and uh, now we're in a desperate situation around the world, including in our own homeland. And so, yes, we, it needs to start with prayer. Uh, I think everyone needs to, first of all, be informed. They cannot be passive. They cannot be um, just uh, absorbing whatever comes through the mainstream media. I, I think uh, at this point it's been proven to be uh, uh, in many times totally erroneous. Uh, and if you, there was a, you, you alluded to it earlier that, the, that uh, there was a government, uh, there was a government that set a doctor as their number one spokesman for healthcare. And whatever he said went and nobody questioned it or they'd be punished. And his name was Joseph Mengele. And so has that happened before? It has happened before. People need to be careful what they listen to, because if you keep listening to the same thing over and over, you might start believing it. So you need if someone has been proven to be uh, a a source of wrong information, uh, uh, then erroneous information over and over again, you need to if you hear his voice, turn it off. Don't listen to that. And, and look, seek out real information. 
and, and where you are, do what you can with what you got. I say roll up your sleeves to help your fellow American. Roll up your sleeves to help your fellow American. And let's go with a winning strategy of early, effective outpatient treatment. But even when someone's in the hospital, it's not hopeless, Alex. We're seeing, we're hearing reports of people who have been in the ICU who have been given uh, budesonide nebulizer treatments, and they've been rescued off of ventilators out of the ICU and brought home. And so I've, I have reports of that from California to Florida to uh, Georgia to Texas to Indiana. And so it, the, the truth is spreading. We do have effective treatments, effective therapies, and these should not be ignored. They've been suppressed. I've been censored on every level. Well, that was my I next question. It. We need listeners to know, and I mean, have it really sink in. It's not just background noise. Please share the links. Please share this video. I don't care about money or being famous or any of that. Okay, I got into this to fight gun control and open borders and globalism 28 years ago. You know, the doctor got into it because he's fulfilled helping people because we got our heads screwed on, you know, partially straight. And we're all sinners. None of us are perfect. But these evil people have no guidance. They just do whatever they want. It's all about their own personal power. And I need listeners to know watching this on Saturday when it streams out, when it's archived at man.video. This is life and death. And you don't know, like ripples in a pond when you throw a pebble in, who you're going to affect. Share his websites like lives depend on it because it does because big pharma and big tech are trying to suppress it. Budesodineworks.com, synergyhealthdpc.com because when doctors finally listen and do it and they see the 180s that happened with people, they're having a come to Jesus moment. And I wanted to ask you this, doctor. I mean, we know, I mean, you know, my dad's a retired oral surgeon and dentist, and he knew some stuff because he owned part of a hospital and medical management when I was growing up in Dallas. And I remember he just said, listen, most hospitals are great people, and, and most people are good because there's a small percentage of doctors that are crazy and, and, and nurses that are crazy. And I said, why? And he said, well, you know, I was one of those whiz kids, taught my class when I was 15. I was in the Plan 2 UT program. You know, when you go to college when you're in high school, and from East Texas, they sent him to MD Anderson for the summer in the cancer research wards, doing experimental stuff. He saw that. He said most of the doctors were really nice, but some of them, you know, a few of them were crazy and like killing people. And he would describe them shooting people up with like plutonium and stuff. And then he said, I knew a few doctors that were crazy at some Dallas hospitals. And if somebody came in, they wouldn't, they still had good brainwaves. They'd go ahead and just not give them treatment. They were making money on the organs. And I thought my dad's full of it when I'm 16, you know, and he's telling me this. Then years later on 60 Minutes, it happened in Dallas. It came out. They were basically letting people die. You think, gosh, how could they do that? Well, my dad would never lie to me. He was a great, you know, he's a great guy still, great guy. But I thought that was crazy. But later, I'm sitting there watching 60 Minutes, and it came out about Dallas and, 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 and Chicago killing people for their organs, only a few hospitals. Austin you know, doing some things, too. And so you look at this, and you look at people like Fauci to get in the research area and go up because they're ruthless, and Big Pharma can put them in to do this type of thing. And then you hear about nurses, you know, that kill 20 babies in San Antonio because they like to kill babies. And, and it's just, you know, what percentage would you say of those psychos are out there? What do they gravitate to? Because I noticed at certain, certain hospitals that had almost all the COVID deaths in all the major states. It's like you'd have hundreds of times or thousands of percent at this hospital or that, but then almost none at another that saw all these patients. So, so what is that culture? Have you seen things like that? What do you call the Mingala effect? Because we all know about mad scientists, mad doctors. Most are really great. But then we also hear, they, I mean, they know like a lot of us when a building burns down, or they find a pipe bomb. The FBI criminologist will investigate, was it somebody on the bomb squad? Or was it 
uh, a firefighter because it turns out about a third of the time, most firefighters are great. Most uh, bomb squad people are great, but sometimes they get bored and they plan a bomb themselves. So, you know, it's like most truancy officers are great people, but statistically they're the highest rate of pedophiles because that's where one wants to go to be able to do that. So they want that authority. And still, these are good professions, but you find that, 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 that sliver of evil hiding you know, as an angel there, what what are your, like the military, most people want to help people. They have a warrior thing. They want to strive. They want to prove themselves. They want to fight evil. But there's that certain group that really wants to just torture people. That happens in any culture. So how do we deal with that? And how do we come to grips with doctors can be the best people, nurses can be the best people in R, or they have that dark shadow that's there as well. How do we deal with that? I'm going to tell you some of the worst people I know, and you didn't have to prep me for this, Alex. Some of the worst people I know are doctors. And if a doctor has seen a treatment work and they and they suppress that and, and they uh, will not allow they do will not offer that to other patients. I, I can't think of anything more evil because people have entrusted them with their lives, with their loved ones lives, and they are the authority figure and that. That uh, abuse of that position, I think, is uh, is unforgivable, and so I have I have seen that. Uh, I know there, that that exists, that that's happening now, uh, and then I also know that the masses of doctors, nurses, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, therapists uh, have the right spirit. They have the right heart. They got into it because they wanted to help people. But uh, I, I am seeing it does seem that during a time of war, and I believe we're at a time of war where there's cyber warfare happening. Uh, this is if this is a bioweapon, we call that germ warfare. Um, and definitely we've had uh, embargoes and other things going on that are uh, battling with other countries, economic wars. Uh, I think during times of war, you see heroes appear and you see villains appear. The worst, what's in them already comes out. And so uh, I have seen some doctors do the what I, I have no explanation other than it's just pure evil um, at this point. It's not ignorance at this point. If you know something and you refuse to do the right thing when you're the one that could save a life, then that's that's unforgivable. And, and there is a normalcy bias. When I was younger, I, I could not imagine that this was so. But uh, at this point, I know that it's so because I've seen it with my own eyes, Alex. Well, absolutely. My dad also watched in the 80s. I remember him talking about it at the dinner table. Fauci famously blocked a bunch of HIV drugs that worked and then put forward bad ones. I mean, he's definitely a mingle of type, I think. Well, I think we have uh, many dangerous people that are called doctors right now. And there are many brilliant doctors that are selfless, that are not looking for the limelight, that are not in this for the money. They want to help other people. And, and I think of uh, Ben Marble in Florida and uh, Zelenko in, in New York that have both been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, and rightfully so. I think of uh, Dr. McCullough in Dallas and, and uh, uh, I'll tell you, uh, Stella Emanuel down in Houston is a hero. And um uh, we have many doctors that are rising to the, the cream always rises to the top and, and we have, well, that's what I was about uh, to say. It's good doctors and others that are rising to battle the evil 
uh, elements of big pharma and, and the system. It's, it's really a very empowering time, even though it's very dark. Like you said, it's a war. And so we're seeing who people are. But look at Fauci's eyes. I mean, I've known a lot of people I've been around, not just his actions. I would not be around someone that looks like that. He looks like a total power-tripping lunatic. Jack Kevorkian had that same crazy look, and he would paint pictures of demons eating babies. Folks, I'm not kidding. I, I saw him on PBS with, like, babies coming out of women's wombs with demons eating them. Of course he wanted to kill healthy people. I mean, you can just see, he can't even hide how bad he is. Well, I'll tell you there, uh, on the flip side, yeah, Alex, I, I, not, I can't disagree with you. On the other side, I will say that we have uh, some of the best nurses and therapists and doctors in the world here in the United States. And so there is. Oh, I remember when my dad, when I was growing up, my mom would get really tired, like three or four days a week, because he was a doctor, oral surgeon, would answer the phone, especially when it was his patients were in a car wreck with a smashed face to go wire their jaws or whatever, and then go work 12 hours at the office. I mean, I watched my dad do that. I know that Rand, you know, Rand Paul's dad would, would famously go work three days a week for free, basically, except for like $3 they had to pay you, you know, at the Houston hospital. That's because I remember being a dental assistant for a few years in college and like loving to like watch him drill the tooth and fix it and clean. It felt good to help clean people's teeth and help fix broken teeth. It just, it felt good to like, I mean, I didn't like pus coming out of teeth. I didn't like watching blood, but it just felt good. We were helping him. And then, so I understand yes. that same thing of like wanting to help people. It's a human instinct. It's very rewarding. It's addicting versus these people that love to do evil. I, you, you, you said you do an hour. I know you got to go. It's, it's your weekend. You work 15, 20 hours a day. I know, sir. Uh, so just five minutes, you've got the floor. I've been asking a lot of questions. Just recap and any other key points you'd like to add, Dr. Bartlett. And thanks for helping save my dad. Cause I know he looked like he was dead when I walked in there and 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, he was like 90% better. So thank you, sir. And so just cl closing five, six minutes, you've got the floor. Well, I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll, I will say, talking about your dad, I'm going to say that I had a similar uh, upraising as you. I, I would uh, tag along with my dad to the emergency room when I was in high school and college. And we would be, he would be, uh, he was a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. He did hand surgery. And so he is a real hero and a real role model for me. And so I would see him work long hours. Uh, there was many baseball games and many things that he missed because he was helping other people. And I know where he was now that I'm an adult and I, and I appreciate his role model for me. And, uh, but uh, we have, we're in the middle of a, a crisis like we've never had before. Uh, we're, this is uh, a disease we've never seen before but we have some effective treatment strategies. There are therapies that work. Uh, budesonide has been proven to be an effective tool against COVID early and late because late in COVID, they have ARDS, acute respiratory distress syndrome. And there are studies uh, at the NIH database that confirm that using nebulized budesonide for ARDS will shut down the release of the cytokines, those inflammatory chemicals, uh, they cause all of the death and destruction. Uh, they, the, it also decreases the edema, the swelling in the lung tissue. It decreases the, it stops the scarring in the lung tissue, and it improves the blood oxygenation. All four of those are very good. And so budesonide nebulized will help with early disease. It'll also help with late disease, proven and randomized controlled trials. This is science. Also, Aspirin makes sense because, uh, as I said, they're seeing venothromboemboli, pulmonary emboli, or heart attacks or strokes as a result of the thromboxane, one of the cytokines released from the lung lining. 
And so if you can use a medicine that'll shut down the release of thromboxane and the other cytokines, that makes sense. And that's budesonide. Also, um, the antibiotic I use, clarithromycin, 86% coverage of strep pneumonia, as opposed to azithromycin, a ZPAC that has 78% coverage of strep pneumonia, the bacteria that's encapsulated that causes bacterial pneumonia. That's why I use that antibiotic. But we also have Regeneron, monoclonal antibodies that decrease the risk, uh, the r- risk of hospitalization or death from COVID by 70% with a 30-minute infusion. And so we have many tools and they should all be employed. If someone has COVID, they should not try to tough it out at home. This is a dangerous, as far as I'm concerned, my perspective, it's a bioweapon and that we are in germ warfare, uh, just like we've had cyber war, which has been talked about for several years now. Um, And we've talked about, and it's been public knowledge that there have been enemy states that have been trying to hack our power grid and other things. We know that this is going on. Why is this such a surprise? Probably because of normalcy bias, but people need to educate themselves and prepare themselves for their, to help themselves and their neighbors. Roll up your sleeves for the right reason to do what you can where you are. Local action can affect the nation in a positive way. And so do what you can Uh, educate yourself. There's a lot of information, hours of information at uh, budesonideworks.com, a third-party site. It's not mine. And also there is a providers tab where you can find providers that will use effective early outpatient therapies there in many states. Um, And also that Synergy Health DPC is not, not mine. It's not owned or operated by me. It's a telemedicine service that is using uh, my protocol and is saving lives. And so I want to, I want to uh, equip people. I'm trying to help people any way I can. That's why we're doing this interview right now. And Alex, I appreciate you uh, being such a gracious host. I appreciate uh, the information that you've put out for years that has been spot on. And at times, so because you were ahead of the curve, people might have mocked you. But hey, who's mocking you now that uh, all these things have been proven? And so thank you for the time. Uh, we're not helpless. We're not hopeless. Uh, our our hope is in God. Uh, this is one nation under God. Uh, and uh, Jesus did pay the price for us, for all our needs to be met. He does answer prayer. The strategy that I got a year ago was the result of a prayer, praying for patients when I was in the emergency room. God, what will I do if someone comes in here and they're dying of COVID and they tell me I can't breathe? And during that 48-hour shift in the emergency room, I had a moment where I could go take a cat nap in the call room, and this was uh, an answer to prayer uh, during that uh, dream when I was waking up. And so who would have thought that God would answer a prayer with something that's so practical, so um, relevant to our life right now, that was proven later to be validated by Oxford University as 90% effective. So budesonide just came to your mind? No, I was, I was, uh, yes. Immediately I had all of this. It was like a download all at once as I was waking up. Um, I knew what to do. I knew why to do it. And, um, and I had no one to tell because I was the only one in the call room. And five days later, I had my first patients, uh, Alex, with COVID and it worked and they should have died according to everything that was in the news. And we were seeing that everybody was dying if they were overweight, if they had diabetes, if they had asthma. And these patients had both, uh, had all of that. 
and they lived. And then I saw had a patient who had two forms of lymphoma on chemotherapy, had radiation a month before, and again, the strategy worked quickly. And then I had another fellow who had stage four prostate cancer, and he's on chemo, and he beat COVID with this uh, protocol, but eight months later succumbed to the cancer. And so I have seen overwhelming evidence that this that we have effective outpatient inexpensive strategies that will help save lives. And I want everyone to have access to that. And that's why I, ha I have dropped everything for the last three weeks to totally be immersed with COVID patients in a Regeneron monoclonal antibody infusion center in West Texas, where I am on purpose going into a building for 11 hour days to solely be around people who are infectious with COVID so I can help save their life. And there are other heroes that are on the team with me and I'm honored to work with them. And I appreciate, uh, I appreciate Governor DeSantis making this an issue in the first place. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. I'd love to meet you someday. Uh, thank you, Rand Paul. I'd love to meet you someday and shake your hand. Um, we have some real heroes that have pushed this uh, strategy. And Governor Abbott's gotten a lot better than where he was a year ago. And I and I got to say kudos to Governor Abbott for uh, for pushing this forward with the Texas Division of Emergency Management. So this is uh, kudos to Governor Abbott. He's doing the right thing right now. And I appreciate what you're doing, Governor. And let me just get this and in so before I, we go, because you are a hero. I know you don't want that. It's your instinct. It's your spirit. You're doing it. And I've seen this, you know, my dad and other great physicians. And that's what great doctors are. So people really respect doctors than evil corporations and sinister political groups try to steal your identity and then say, they're the doctor with Fauci up there. But I know that I gave your number out and hundreds of people called you and then you put them in contact with people and stuff. And I know that they gave it out till it became an insane thing. I knew that with everybody else. I know you were working. I mean, I would like call you at midnight and you'd call back. So I, we really appreciate you and we love what you've done. And I know my dad looked like he was dead. He was down to like 83% oxygen. We got the thing, got him, uh, you know, got the doctors uh, you recommended, got it all to him within five, six hours. The next morning, come over there. He's putting together uh, stuff that had come to the house. Again, those, those, those deck chairs. Just amazing, and I saw that, and, I, and I've seen what's happened, and it's just an amazing thing. So thank you so much for spending time with us. Uh, you never put out a website. You're just recommending people that are helping folks. How do people, because you know these interviews are important as well, uh, how do people get in touch with you via email? Because I know a lot of folks will watch this. If, if other talk shows or other stuff want to get you on, because I know that's another way to warn people. I don't give you more work to do, but uh, how do people get in touch with you? Do you have a website, or are you going to write a book or something? I've written a couple books about what I've seen in other countries on medical mission trips, but uh, I'm a messenger and uh, Alex, let them contact you. I trust right. you and you got my number. And uh, if, if they're following you, then uh, then let them contact you because uh, you've been bringing uh, useful information for decades now. And I, I have great respect for you. Well, we appreciate you, doctor. Thanks for saving my dad and so many others. Dr. Richard Bartlett, and he recommends medicinewinworks.com and synergyhealthdpc.com uh, for folks. And, and I would, I'm not going to tell people what to do. I'm not a doctor, but I think it's important if this place gives it out or if they can, I mean, is it okay to pre-stockpile these? These aren't like controlled things at a high level, are they? Or do you wait till you get the first symptoms? Or, I mean, I know they'll get at you for this, but is there 30 seconds or a minute on this? Is there anything we should do preemptively? What, vitamin D, zinc, C? Just 60 seconds on that, Doc. What would you do preemptively uh, to, not, to try to dodge a bullet on this? 
So uh, there are several things that I think are winning strategies, and uh, we have uh, some of that print at uh, budesonideworks.com. It talks about prevention. Uh, we talk about uh, science. Uh, a, a university over in uh, the in the UK showed that mouthwash uh, for 30 seconds kills the virus that's trying to multiply. The virus comes in through the nose and throat and eyes. We've known that from the beginning. And so it's trying to multiply in the upper respiratory tract, the, the or from the throat to the mouth to the nose, uh, the nasopharynx for the first three to five days. So if you use mouthwash, that's a good strategy. I want to mention one more tool that we didn't talk about. There is a uh, a company that has a website called h2bev.com, h2bev, short for beverage.com. They have a product called HydroShot, which will release, which has evidence that it will increase nitric oxide in your bloodstream for 10 hours. And what that does is it will help with oxygenation. It helps remove the brain fog. It helps with energy. And this is a game changer as well for helping people recover from COVID, people that might have long hauler syndrome uh, after they've recovered. This is a very safe and effective tool that I have found. It's over the counter. You can only order it from h2bev.com. They, they have another product called Silver Bullet that has uh, zinc and EGCGs from green tea and it's hydrogen infused drink. And that will that's a preventive measure. We've talked about quercetin with uh, zinc. We've talked about we've talked about uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine with zinc. Well, this is EGCGs totally uh, safe to drink EGCGs from green tea. And, and that is a ionophore that will also get zinc into cells. Um, I got to give credit to Dr. Zelenko for uh, making me aware of all of those. He's uh, a great guy. Facts. He was on Friday. All right. Dr. Richard Bartlett, get some well deserved rest here on this weekend evening. Thank you so much. And again, God bless you. Thank you, Alex. Let's do this again sometime. Thank you, sir. Wow. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was an extremely powerful interview on the heels of Ernest Ramirez, his son, Ernest Jr., in great shape, played sports. 16 years old, died five days after he got the Moderna shot from a massive heart swelling heart attack. Uh, so we're going to go to break and we are going to come back with our next guest here, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll tell you about that uh, when we uh, introduce them here in a few minutes. And then Robert Barnes, Joel Skousen, and Steve Quayle all coming up as well on this emergency Saturday broadcast. This is war. Biden's declared war on us. Are you going to fight? It's an info war. We're trying to stop a physical war. They've already physically attacked us. Spread the links now. Share this video now. Fight back. God's watching. And you pick the people that run those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance. We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. I am not happy being vindicated. I am not happy having the entire Rockefeller New World Order UN takeover plan unfolding. I am not happy to see the mayor of Chicago saying you must pledge allegiance to the new world order when she's talking about lockdowns. I am not happy when we see the head health minister in Australia say contact tracers are coming. You can't leave your house ever unless you've had shots of these experimental injections. This is the new world order. I'm not happy about that. I knew it was coming. I tried to stop it. But we're not caught flat-footed. People are really awake around the world, and the globalists are trying to censor and failing because they can't get their agenda through 
give the people know the truth. And out of all the great resistance out there, Rand Paul and so many others, uh, Roger Stone's out there fighting it. We've got Joe Rogan. We've got all those great people like Tucker Carlson and all of you out there. But out of all the groups and organizations, it is the InfoWars listeners and viewers that are the biggest and most hardcore and most effective. That's why they hate me, because they hate you. So more than ever, tell folks about Video. Tell folks about InfoWars.com. Tell them the truth lives there. To not just check it out, but to share it with others and tell them to share it. And that triggers a chain reaction. And then separately, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is about to sell out in the next three or four days. But despite that, it is 33% off. Knockout Sleep Aid, back in stock. All natural eight ingredients. Wonderful restful sleep. So good for your immune system as well to get that good sleep. It is 50% off. And we have the super concentrated vitamin B12, Ultra 12, back in stock, 50% off, and a lot more. So this sale on vitamin refusion runs through Monday. The new sale throughout the week is the knockout and the Ultra 12. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. Big Brother, mainstream media government cover-ups you want to stop tyranny well so does he live from the infowars.com studios it's alex jones well i tell you folks it was rough with our first guest ernest ramirez the father the single parent raised his son since he was a baby and he died Five days after he took the Moderna shot of a swollen heart, he was exercise. He was in sports. He was in good shape, and 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 died when he started playing basketball at a basketball court with other sixteen-year-olds. Just a few minutes into it, with a swollen heart. And of course, we had so many other folks here on the show today. It, it's just been insane. But Melissa Gunderson is there with Scott Miller, a physician's assistant. MillerPeds.com also works. Pediatrics, and her husband's on a ventilator despite ivermectin prescription. Hospital won't give it, holding him hostage, waiting to die. Rogers being denied life-saving treatment at Peace Health Hospital. ICU doctors, the treatment he has been prescribed already has been studied and peer-reviewed and shown to have a 58% improvement rate. She has six recordings, and she's going to be posting those, and I guess transcripts soon. She's going to send us some. We're going to get them on screen for you uh, of those with an app program that they have. And it's the same thing you see everywhere. Rob Dew, our news director, just to tell the story and then go to them. He got COVID and went to the hospital and checked himself in, and they gave him no treatment. He just sat there as his lungs filled. Well, we got him to talk to Dr. Bartlett and got him go home and take the ivermectin and the, and the, and the other things uh, like the inhalable steroids. And he got a lot better. My dad got, was almost dead from it. Didn't know he was sick for a week. I go over to his house. I heard he was sick and he was, didn't even, couldn't even talk. Couldn't even get up. I, we, I got him doctors to go there and, 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 and to give him the prescriptions by that evening, by the next day, lawn chairs and stuff and pool chairs have been delivered that have been sitting there while he was sick. He got it together and put them together. It was like 90% better and they got better. My mom says she's never been this sick as well. She was there, but not, almost didn't almost kill her. She was able to get up, knew who she was. So they know these ventilators are equivalent of guillotines. It's hard to say. I know she's here watching. But we hear the same story, and we see it everywhere, where they refuse 
treatment, and it's mainly those hospitals you have the clusters of death, while other hospitals will prescribe these things, like zinc and vitamin D and, 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 and intravenous uh, vitamin C. And so this is real evil we're witnessing. We've been lied to every step of the way by this system. So I want to try to give these folks the floor, Melissa Gunderson. I appreciate her courage and her fighting spirit and Scott Miller for helping her out of millerpeds.com, millerpediatrics.com. Uh, so you guys start wherever you want in the time we have together here. And I want to just try to give you guys the floor to begin and, and talk about this. And, uh, and, I, and I know you want to air those recordings, but it's a, it's a two party, you know, state, and, but I get it. It's a, it's a public interest. Your husband's basically locked up there and, and, and you've got the recordings of them. I've seen the transcripts or getting the transcripts, the rest of them saying, we don't care. He's going to die. Ha ha ha. Laughing about ivermectin. I guess they like the fake stories out of Oklahoma that they've now retracted and forget all the peer reviewed studies. So this is really sick. Uh, and uh, this shows the idiocracy that some areas and some people become in this country. You know, who knew that uh, Mike Judge's film made 20 years ago would come true in 20 years, not 200 years. So thank you for joining us, Melissa Gunderson and Scott Miller. You guys have the floor. Please tell us what's happened. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had known this would be the turn of events, we would have never gone to the emergency room in the first place. We almost did it as like a technicality because he has a really busy job and he had a fever and we just wanted to kind of get the like, okay, yep, you have COVID or you don't and let's move on and get some treatment. We had no clue he would be basically held hostage there for the whole time and not be able to get any effective treatment. So basically like what you said, he went in and they did nothing but give him oxygen and bully him and come in every five minutes with a new nurse and a new doctor telling him how he's going to die. He's going to have a cardiac arrest if he does not get on the ventilator. And this was even when his oxygen levels were up in the higher ranges telling him that, that he needed to do this. So it was a bullying fest. Well, when you we say he's being hold. held hostage, let me stop you. Go over it. Talk, talk, that's the key here. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, they let me in miraculously to the ICU COVID ward, even though they say it's against policy because they were under the impression I, being his wife, would agree and convince him to get put onto a ventilator. And much to their dismay, when I went up there, uh, that was not the case. I wanted to get him out. Uh, when we finally told them that if his options are to either go home or be on the ventilator, those were our two choices. Once we found that out, I said, I want him home. It took nine hours from that point for me to finally get him home after much fight and struggle and arguing with every part, every person in that hospital as he is sitting there on a machine trying to live and trying to rest and trying to breathe, they're stressing him out and just telling him basically he's going to die the whole time. So we had excuse upon excuse given to us as to why he couldn't leave. Uh, and obviously some of them were lies because they were completely different stories from everybody we listened to. One person told us that we couldn't leave because the hospital doesn't allow for oxygen uh, prescriptions to be taken home. One of them told us, no, it's not because we don't allow prescriptions. Oh, I forgot that. When Rob Dew left, they wouldn't give him his medical records for weeks yeah. and wouldn't give him an oxygen prescription. I, I forgot that part. Yeah. It's the same evil yeah. corporations like BP at, at Deepwater Horizon saying, we don't need to put concrete in a hole. The engineers go, it'll blow up. They go, we don't care. It's the same thing. Like corporate people, you know, just don't give them oxygen if they leave. Don't give them medicine. So yeah. please continue. Yep. So they wouldn't give us that. They told us that might be a reason. They told us that, oh, oops, Norco, who's the company that fills their prescriptions for oxygen, which apparently they do give, I later found out. Um, they messed up the prescription and the amount of the leaders, oxygen leaders that he needed were incorrect. And I'm actually on the phone with Norco talking to them, trying to fill it to expedite this process to get him out. And the lady goes, oh, your nurse is actually on the other line right now. She just told us to change the prescription. 
to 10 liters, not 15. We need a different prescription and we actually don't have that. So I'm sorry, we can't give it to you. And the nurse came in and said, well, we just heard back from Norco. They told us that um, they don't have what you need. So you guys can't take the oxygen home. I mean, then after that, another gentleman came up and told me, well, it's not the oxygen that's preventing you from leaving. It's the fact that the hospital doesn't have a protocol in place right now for how to release a patient from ICU without endangering the rest of the hospital. We don't have that. We don't have a protocol to release someone because what if your husband has a heart attack in the elevator on the way out? We just don't have a way to guarantee everyone. Well, you know why they're doing that globally? It was, it was similar numbers from Australia to England to the U.S. to Canada to Europe. They get $53,000 per intubation. And then if he dies, even more. So that's, you can hire a top hitman for $53,000. So these hospitals are pulling hits, basically, in my opinion now. And, and we can pull up Wall, Wall Street Journal, even uh, the USA Today last year said, no, we did a fact check. You get $53,000 for everybody they intubate. Yeah, it's sad. It's despicable. I don't even know the words just to describe it. So anyway, we got him home. It was very late at that point. So it was hard for us to get what we needed to treat him. I, you know, he didn't want to be on the ventilator. That was his last thing he, he said is that I do not, whatever happens here, I do not want to be put on a ventilator. We finally took him home thinking, okay, great. Let's just do this after like all day of him basically being at the worst, you know, day one of this thing, get him home and try to just you know, let him rest until I can get the prescriptions and get everything filled and start giving him this medication. And I stayed up with him all night that night, having COVID myself, trying to just make sense of all this. And um, he, his oxygen levels just dipped uh, because he hadn't been getting any treatment. His oxygen went, went low. And um, I ended up having to call 911 the next day because he started turning blue. Um, and I basically thought I had no other choice. So he went back in, I asked the ambulance, I said, please, whatever you do, can you bring us somewhere else? Not peace health, um, bring us somewhere else, legacy, uh, anywhere. And they said, well, we can't, we can't take your, we have to take you wherever <clears throat> is closest. So that didn't work. So his worst nightmare came true and he ended up back in the place that was harassing him the day before. Um, he, we had communication. He had been sending me texts saying, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to get on the ventilator. Um, you know, it's hard for me to even think of the, the chain of events and how they happen because my brain is just, it's been a, a week. Yeah, the horror hell. of them putting him in a medically induced coma and then putting the execution device down his throat. But we have to try to, yeah. we have to, try to save people here. So you're, you're being very yeah. strong. Uh, please continue. So basically, uh, the second time he went in, to make a long story short, I can't remember a lot of the in-between, but... Uh, after I dropped him off, I came, I was on my way home and I got a phone call saying your husband wants to talk to you. And he pretty much said, you know, in between gasping because they had taken off his oxygen to, um, which I later found out was not even appropriate. The oxygen they were giving him wasn't what it should have been in the first place, but they took it off and let him talk to me. And she said, you know, Melissa, he's just in the time that we've let him talk to you on the phone, his oxygen's dropping to 60 to 50 to 40. And they pretty much just had this big drama effect on the phone with me and said, he's dying right now. What do you want to do, Roger? Melissa, do you want to save your husband? He needs to be intubated right now. He's dropping, he's dropping. And they're on the phone. And I'm like, what, who am I talking to? Am I talking to Roger? Am I talking to you? And I heard him in the background saying, baby, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. My brain is just, I don't feel like I can make the right choice. I don't know what to do. 
Wow, this is, and, and they've done this with hundreds of thousands of people all over. And boy, the 53,000, 77,000, just the cash pours in. Yep. And so basically they told me, Melissa, he's, he's turning blue. He's going to go into cardiac arrest. Um, we're, you know, Roger, do you want us to put you, you know, do we need to do this? Do you want to live? You're going to have a heart attack. And she said, Melissa, he's giving me a thumbs up. He's giving me a thumbs up. we got to go. I'm going to put him under. And that was the last I heard from him. And, and let's just stop was, there and go where this is next. But understand, the first thing they do is say, you can't see your family in the hospital or the nursing home. Then they roll in the ventilators and they bring in the COVID infected to kill 20 plus thousand people in New York and the Democrats do it everywhere. So these are sick people following orders like the Milgram experiment, the Stanford uh, experiment, where they could get the majority of people to even kill people. They were ordered to by authority figures. So. Bring us to that point then when he was put on there. Now they're refusing. You've got the recordings. You've got the transcripts of the recordings. Yeah. They're, they're refusing to give him anything. They're laughing at you. They're telling you he's going to die. T tell us what's happening now. Yeah. So uh, when I first contacted them, I was unable to reach a doctor. So they gave me to risk management because apparently if you ask for any other treatment besides their COVID protocol, which is a blanket thing they do to every COVID patient there, no matter what. Um, they have you talk to risk management. I told this gentleman, uh, which I have recorded, that I was requesting uh, treatment with ivermectin, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, among some other things that have been recommended and used and actually worked successfully uh, with people even in late stages like him. And they pretty much said, you know, it's quite possible that vitamins and this kind of stuff, you know, vitamin C and vitamin D, it's quite possible that it could make a difference, but we can't. We can't say that it wouldn't be a placebo effect. We can't. Yeah, because they'd only get thousands of dollars for that max instead of 53,000 when they put that right. tube down there. Right. But I don't even understand the placebo effect talk because he's, he's out. He's, yeah. I mean, that doesn't make sense in itself. Anyway, so they pretty much kind of make fun of and make light of the fact that I'm asking for basic nutrition and ways to, you know, fuel his immune system to help him fight this off. Um, said, nope, that's not our protocol. Here's what we do. And I said, well, what you do with what you do currently, you're telling me he's got a 10% or less chance of survival. So where is the harm in using something that I've been told by actual people using this, that it works? Um, I can show you studies that are- And on we've also had judges in other states, you know, order that it happened. And then the guy started getting better and they went back to court and overrode it. And now have taken him off the medicine and now he's getting worse again. I mean, they literally yeah. want to prove their point. And, and, and have the poor guy die. Yeah. And they, you know, I've gone through countless calls with them. I've gone through nurses calling me, you know, with updates and all these things and, you know, spent hours of time with me. However, well, if you want your husband, if you can send us a photo of him, that'd be great too. Uh, okay. Tell us his name. Tell us who he is. Tell us where he is again. Yeah. It's Roger Gunderson. We're in um, Washougal, Washington, near Vancouver. He's a, um, he was a truck driver for a while. He's now a truck uh, driver manager for CR England. Um, he's a dad. We've got three kids. Um, he's got uh, almost 18 year old. His birthday is this week. Um, we've got a five and a six year old um, that are at home asking me every day how daddy's going to be. And then oh when we get one well and um, I'm trying to just keep it together enough to not cry because they don't know how dire the situation is right now. They, just think daddy is sick and in the hospital with a cold. Um, so I'm taking waiting. I don't want to stress them out. You know, um, he's a good man. He's, you know, 
always there and provided for our family and um, families is number one priority. Um, uh, are the, uh, the bots over at the hospital letting you in or, or let me guess now that you're against what they're doing, they're not letting you in. Nope. I'm not allowed to see them. The only thing I could do is the one time they thought I would convince them to go on a ventilator. They let me in. Um, I haven't seen him. The last I spoke to him was that phone call a week ago on the, when the nurse told me that they were going to intubate him. Um, they, they even tell you what his oxygen is now, or as you said, in the transcripts, they just laugh at you like witches. They, um, they'll tell me at the beginning, you know, they pretty much interrupt me the whole time until they get their update because they have a certain update call they give you, which is just a certain amount of information. If you try to spark any other subject matter, they say, well, just hold on. Let me tell you, you know, his situation and what's happening and why it's so dire. And I said, well, this is why I'm telling you because I, I, there's a treatment that could help him. Why aren't you listening to this treatment? She said that we are stuck using whatever the National Institute of Health tells us we can use. And I said, well, that's great because the study I'm speaking about is actually on their website. And the summary of that study shows that over 1,400 people have been, have shown a 63% chance of an improvement using this protocol and you are completely ignoring it. Why? And she said, well, because this is our COVID protocol and this is what we use and this is all we're allowed to use. Absolutely. This is the technocracy. Used to different hospitals and different things, different doctors did. So we call it a practice because you're practicing and learning what's better. And the doctors were in charge, not bureaucrats in the federal government, not the big pharma uh, companies. Well, you know, this is all going to come out. It's already coming out. And these people are, are going to pay. What, what can we do? And then I want to get Scott Miller, who runs uh, Miller Pediatrics millerpeds.com and he's a physician's assistant uh to uh, lay out uh, his view on this uh, whole situation and, and people do need to support you i guess for legal challenges give sendgo.com forward slash roger gunderson i just want to say well the best man yeah. i ever knew was uh ted gunderson former head of the fbi in southern california and a great patriot who taught me a lot of what i know today and there's a picture uh, of your uh, husband, a, a great guy with again three great children and a great wife. Um, tell us how why people should donate and and what we can do and because we can save you know one person it can start a domino effect. We can save so many because it's clusters of hospitals, only yeah. a small percent that are actually killing everybody. You can look at those on maps: New Jersey, New York, Washington. It's Democrat areas, Austin, and they follow this murderous uh, protocol. And, and again, they have ninety nine to one hundred percent even with sick people. If caught earlier, even in the mid, as you know, and I'm sure as this uh, gentleman knows, uh, our physician's assistant here, that has an incredible effect. And so uh, finish up with what we can do, try to help your amazing husband. And then I want to get Scott Miller's breakdown on what he's witnessed and what he's seen, because he's a real expert on this, obviously, watching sure. it, knowing and you guys. And just to clarify, too, these studies actually show improvement even in very late stages and post-COVID. Huge improvement. For everyone. Oh, yeah. The guy was on a ventilator in Ohio that he got better and then they just took the ivermectin yeah. away. Yeah. So in regard to help, um, that gives and goes crucial. We've got two attorneys right now. I had to get one that would just get on the ball and start helping. And then I had to get one in Washington state that would help. He's actually right now um, getting us a um, emergency um, injunction, the injunction um, to try to get the hospital to oblige and to give us to allow us to treat him. Um, well, so that's, that's the answer because right you got to because they're going to get fifty three thousand to kill your husband 
uh, or to yep. follow the protocol has been known to kill people. They're, they're ignorant. Maybe they know what they're doing. That much. I can just pay them off and they'll take them off. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, but see, it's all done corporately where, oh, it's all authorized, you see. So that's how they do yeah. it. So so tell us, obviously, so people donate. You're, you got injunctions and uh, what else is going on? We have that. And I also got on on tape, um, I recorded a phone call with the hospital. Then they said, if you uh, find a place that will take your husband and offer him this treatment, we will gladly airlift him there. Um, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if that is just lip service, but I don't think it, it is because I mean, they know you're watching them that they want to obviously go after people that are easy, you know, easier and ignorant. Uh, that's how the racket continues to make the 53,000 per renovation, even more of there's a death. Again, these average nurses and stuff are just morons, don't know what's going on, or the good ones have already quit. Uh, so they're probably, we should do a search. There are some better hospitals that are actually giving this uh, yeah. in most areas. Can, yep. If I can find a place that will accept him, and then all this money will be used to just help us in transferring him there and hopefully set a precedence and show people what can happen if given the right treatment. Well, I know also, we come to this audience all the time with people that are in need and, uh, you know, people, you touch their heart. You know, I think it's important to say everybody we can. Everybody gives $5. That's really going to put pressure on these people. And, you know, you never know where the dam's going to break. But if we don't resist, we know they're going to be able to have their way with us in the Great Reset. So givesingo.com yeah. forward slash Roger Gunderson. Uh, we're talking to Melissa Gunderson. Uh, introduce Scott Miller to us and tell us how he's involved. Yeah, this is Scott Miller. I actually met him as uh, a doctor for my children. I brought my kids in just for just a checkup and um, met him. And we got to talking about just the state of the world right now and things and have the same kind of views. And um, thank God that I've met him because he's been just an angel in all this, helping me out, taking my calls, speaking to me at two o'clock in the morning, helping me get through this and figure things out. And if it was the first or fifth or 30th time, or 50th time that I had seen this, I, I would think it's a whoops. You know, maybe it's a tired staff or a doctor that just didn't have the information. But um, I've been, how do I say this? I've been treating the symptoms that the virus causes for about 15 months uh, successfully. I've now been able to be involved with treating close to a thousand patients uh or well most of them aren't patients they're people that have come to us a, a gentleman found out i had just been posting information to trying to do it quietly um on some facebook pages just letting people know that that going home and doing nothing until you're so sick that you can't breathe and then going to a hospital that has a protocol that is fairly effective for a five-year-old with croup, but not somebody in late stage respiratory distress is a pretty bad policy. And since from the very beginning, we were told that literally nothing works, um, that your vitamin D level is, in, is, is uh, of no, uh, yeah, it's of no significance that uh, that N-acetylcysteine and glutathione have no role or benefit in this disease because it's COVID and it's new uh, versus what we know about managing inflammation. Um, I started getting a little more desperate to make sure because I would basically just moms would come in and I would just tell them I'd write things out and I'm like share this with everybody just pass it along. And, um, I had written a post 
And uh, somebody, a gentleman named John Lay interviewed me and it was actually about kids going back to school or not being able to go back to school. And the rest of our conversation turned into the treatments. Um, he was unaware that, in fact, if you Google melatonin silver bullet for COVID, uh, mind blowing. I, I started studying it um, when I started, when the reports were coming out out of China that children were virtually unaffected by the virus. And I saw a report out of Italy that uh, this was end of February that just kind of blew my mind on the impact of melatonin on inflammasomes and LRP3 and caspase 1. I mean, just I was stunned. I had no idea that it was such an important immunologic. Sorry, I haven't slept in a really long time either. Um, immunomodulating hormone, and uh, and then obviously uh, ivermectin. So uh, Dr. Suholt, who does MedCram, a quadruple board certified physician down in Southern California, was talking about the in vitro studies out of Australia, and I was intrigued because I've used ivermectin or stromectal quite a bit for children with scabies or head lice that we weren't able to manage with uh, topical care and. I mean, it was just, I was like, whoa, it was immediate. And anyways, uh, so I started, I, I just invested every day. Uh, I would spend hours and hours studying uh, what people were doing in India and, and South Africa. Uh, Dr. Chetty out of South Africa, uh, Dr. DeMello in India, um, Dr. Carvalho in Argentina, just phenomenal work. Uh, Dr. Didier in France, this was with uh, hydroxychloroquine. I don't use it just because I didn't need the increased, um, how should I say, um, the medical The medical board has been. Um, yeah, that's right. The medical boards are owned now by Big Pharma or they take orders from it and the lawyers and they're trying to block. I saw FBI SWAT teams attack doctors in Michigan last year that were doing. Um, IVs of vitamin C to boost immune systems. I mean, it's like, oh no, you can't go out and boost your immune system because of, as you know, if there's anything approved that could be a therapeutic, then they can't get their emergency authorization for this Frankenshot. And so you began to educate yourself and, and, and now you're watching this case uh, right now unfold in front of your eyes. Both my mother and father were sick four weeks ago, three weeks ago. They didn't tell me for a week. They live here in Austin. And again, just like with Rob Dude, but my dad, I thought, was dead. He was like blue. He hadn't been up in two days. My mom was so sick, hadn't been able to help him. They hadn't called me. I didn't know this was happening. I got doctors I know over there that day with uh, IV, with the stuff you've been talking about, and, you know, uh, the uh, glutathione, all that stuff, uh, ivermectin, uh, the type of steroids that's recommended, oral, the, the inhalers. And again, my dad the next morning was putting furniture together. I mean, so if he'd have been taken to the hospital, he'd be dead right now. They would have done nothing. Late, and, you know, Dr. Bartlett's like, you know, here's some doctors that can help you. Get them up. Uh, and, you know, just all the rest of this stuff. March him around. I'm like, physically, get up. Do all this stuff. Breathe it right now. Literally yelling, breathe it. And the next day, he's like 90% better. Instead, lay in the bed. We're going to, you know, nothing works. Nothing works. And then most of my crew got it. And they took all that and knocked it out within days. So this is just insane. I experienced what all the science shows, that India is dying sick, take ivermectin, gone. Uh, all these other countries do it, gone. And then 
African countries that use it don't have basically COVID. Those that uh, don't are all dying. And, and then you've got the Japanese main head of their scientist, their main doctor in Tokyo, saying we've treated tens of thousands early, 99% you know, success rate. I mean, this is real. It works. Pushing zinc into the cells. What is it, sir, from your research that makes ivermectin and these other things work so well? And again, again, the boards will get you if you do hydroxychloroquine. So they try to block that. Then it's... Uh, uh, and it's not just ivermectin. Then there's other things out there no. as well that we know are, are, are really helping that, again, they're trying to block because they want to control society. Yeah, I think, so you're right. So, you know, the thing is we have to understand the, the circulatory nature of the virus, the clotting factors of it, which, which is why getting on aspirin, using N-acetylcysteine, which helps decrease platelet aggregation is really, really important, not... Not to mention, it's a it's a mucolytic, so it's very helpful for lungs. And um, but fluvoxamine. So uh, Dr. Hader uh, had done a really interesting interview on uh, uh, with Dr. Mobin on uh, early use of these anti-serotonergics because of serotonin's role in inflammation in the lungs, or just in general, but in the lungs. Um, and it, it, so it would, yeah, just studying it and studying it and watching. Um, I don't know, a thousand hours of, of lectures and interviews by people that doctored that were not hampered by policies where they could actually look at data from around the world and, and implement it. I mean, at, and, you know, at this point, when I had people saying, Scott, we don't know what to do, um, you know, somebody's got, and, you know, they're standing at 85 and, you know, it's a, 78 year old and they were scared to take him to the hospital. Can you help? I figured if my answer is no, then I'm useless. I, I've already looked at the data. So I'm either afraid to help or I mean, there's only two options. I'm either afraid, ignorant, or I'm going to do something. And that's the and, reality of this is that it's evil corporations taking over the medical system that are exploiting everybody, ripping us off, depopulating us, and admitting that's their plan. And all these big corporate hospitals going along with it because they're just drones. And then you've got all these good physicians and physicians' assistants and nurses and scientists and researchers and all these prestigious Nobel Prize winners and former chief scientists at Pfizer and head EU advisors all coming out warning this would all happen, warning the vaccines weren't really going to work, warning they'd create mutations, warning, and it's been repudiated even in mainline news that you don't use ventilators on people like this, it kills them, and, and, and that 9 out of 10 die they do it with, and they still just do it. It's incredible. All right, well, we should all pray for your husband, Mr. Gunderson, uh, we should all support what you guys are doing, and everybody should speak up that's watching that calls into my show. I can open the phones up on a weekday show and take so 100 phone calls in a row with this type of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got about five, six minutes left. So closing key things you want to say, Scott Miller, uh, MillerPeds.com, and then Melissa Gunderson. So she and I talked Thursday. Was it Thursday? I don't even know anymore. A few, a few nights ago, and she told me what happened, and I asked her, you know, are, are you all in on this? And she's like, yep. I'm like, no, I mean, like, are you, are you all in? Because I'll do whatever I can. I'll do whatever it takes. Because I, I get texts and it, for people that they've asked if I can uh, 
call the hospitals and try and intervene and give them the information. Uh, and they just don't. I mean, I have transcripts from every hospital call I've ever made. And I've had a, a recent doctor who said, well, I'm not a COVID expert. And um, so, you know, their protocol, if they have a do not intubate, is to sedate them and keep them comfortable until they die. Now, it's like you're on one milligram of, of melatonin, 1,000 IU of vitamin D, 500 milligrams of vitamin C twice a day, and uh, six milligrams of dexamethasone, and maybe something for, for clotting. And that's it. And I'm like, instead of anything else, you're willing to just let them die? Well, that's our protocol. And the problem is, because this isn't, I don't look at this isn't left or right, because I know a lot of, I mean, I know people in the hospitals, and I don't know what the hell is going on when I can sit there and give them. So we had one doctor in Portland, a friend of mine reached out to me, and the brother was on 60 liters of high flow. They were trying to intubate, and they said, can you call? And it was the brother. And so, so anyway, so we were all on the phone, and the nurse actually got this on-call doctor because they will not talk to you. Well, they won't talk to me anymore. And, and I said, listen, you're, you're trying to give him tocolizumab. He's day 12. It, that's for early intervention with a high side, side, side effect profile. What would happen if he was a severe asthmatic? He doesn't have COVID anymore. He's in, 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 in a very intense inflammatory state. So if he was a severe asthmatic, what would you do? You, you would put him on high-dose methylprednisolone. Like, you wouldn't bat an eye at it. You've done it thousands of times. You're a skilled physician. Like, treat the patient. And she did. She actually did it. And he had COVID pneumonia, but he had a secondary bacterial pneumonia, and they didn't have him on anything. So she put him on rosepin and oral doxycycline. Well, that's the other thing. Everybody knows that a lot of them have secondary infections, especially in hospitals, and they won't give them antibiotics. But at any other time, they would for a lung infection because that's not what you do with COVID. I mean, this is corporations literally setting the parameters to kill people. Sorry, go ahead. Um, And then he was on, uh, oh my gosh, he was on lisinopril. I'm like, can you take him off lisinopril? And she's like, yeah, his blood pressure is good. Anyway, so he had been out. He couldn't lay prone. He hadn't eaten in three days. Um, and they basically said, well, you know, if we don't innovate him, he's going to die. And so she did it that night. The next morning I got a, and this never happens either. I got a phone call from the doctor and he's like, well, he's sitting up eating and, uh, you know, he's doing pretty good. And I know that it would be easy to say that the treatments that he was on saved his life. And I was like, well, with all due respect, yeah, it would really be easy to say that because that's what Dr. Merrick and Corey have been doing. That's why there's the FLC, that's why there's the FLCCC Alliance and where, and the work that they've done. Sure, so been, what happened? Did they, did they give it credit or no? Uh, they didn't give the credit to the treatments. Right? No, uh, not really. And then, and then they tried to take him off of it and put him back on six milligrams of dexamethasone. So anytime there's any benefit, and that's why I tell families like, you have to ask them, what are they doing? Are they continuing to give the treatment? Because they'll say, we're continuing to treat. But the minute there's improvement, they will do something. So what you were saying about your dad, so one thing that I tell everybody, and that's great for your dad, but don't get up and you want to be very, very careful about your physical activity. Because if you do anything that's pushing your heart rate, I don't even want people going up and down stairs and like pick a level and stay on it for a little bit or, or be careful because things that increase heart rate 
have a tendency. It's kind of like adding fuel to the fire. So you want to be really careful about overdoing it. Oh, you're saying that's great inflammation. Well, different doctors have different views, different people. Yeah, but oh, I'm not saying you're wrong. That's why we're here having a discussion. And that's what life's about. What works, finding out, interviewing as many people as possible. All right. We'll check in with you guys in a few days. But uh, closing comments, Melissa Gunderson. Pressure on the hospital. Yeah, I think that people just need to know what they're doing, what the hospital is doing at, you know, at Peace Health specifically, at least. I mean, that's what I can speak to. They're completely ignoring things that could work. I mean, when you call me and tell me my husband's not looking good, just today I got another phone call saying his numbers are going down, he's not looking good, his oxygen saturation is down. Um, you know, I don't foresee this outcome be, being a good outcome for you, is what they said. And I said, well, now knowing that, do I not have the right to try something else? You literally yeah, Trump even got into law the right to fight, didn't he? So. I mean, I mean, I mean, my goodness, they won't even let you have steroids. They won't even let people have things that are known, uh, you know, that like Dr. Bartlett's been exposing for over a year and a half now. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So we need maximum pressure on, on, on Peace Health. I mean, legacy isn't great either, but Peace Health is notorious. I, I, I'm. They pretty much cut off the communication. The risk management lady, Lori Raleigh, completely, she emailed me and said, I will no longer have this conversation with you. If you ever talk about ivermectin, we're not going to discuss it. We don't want to talk about any more treatment. Any and I treatment. am officially off. I don't want to be involved anymore. The risk management. Yeah, because Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel says that uh, Jimmy Kimmel says that we, people shouldn't be given health care that haven't been, quote, injected uh, with this Frankenshot. All right, we're going to pray for your husband. And uh, Scott Miller, thanks for coming on. Melissa Gunderson, thank you for uh, working to help save or hopefully save your husband, Roger Gunderson, thank you so much, and stay in touch with us, and God bless. Thank, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Wow. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break here. This is just incredible war we're under, but we're going to keep fighting and keep exposing. I told him when we were on break, about to go to him. I was like, I've been up since 5 in the morning. Sorry if I'm stuttering around a little bit. And they're like, that's okay. We haven't slept in days either. And we hope all of you out there are spreading the word about these interviews. That's how it's magnified. You're everything. We're like a tree falling in the forest. If you don't tell folks... You don't amplify it, it does nothing. You're everything. We're going to take a break here, and uh, we're going to come back uh, with constitutional lawyer Robert Barnes on the incredible activities of Biden and where it's going and major challenges of this tyranny. And remember, if you think it's bad now, submitting makes it 10 times worse. We'll tell you where they're going to take us if we don't stop them. Then Joel Skousen and Steve Quayle on this emergency Saturday transmission. Remember, God's watching, folks. It's up to us to make the right decision. It was a year and a half ago due to listener demand that we came out with Dr. Jones Natural activated charcoal toothpaste with a bunch of really high quality essential oils and more. A known classic formula for cleaning your teeth, gum health, and so much more. My dad is, well, he's not a retired dentist. He still has his license, but he's quasi-retired. He developed this off of some of the top formulas out there, but he took out any additives and any fillers. So this is just a tried and true high quality toothpaste that also funds the info war and it became a bestseller within six months but it's been six eight months since we've had any of it back in this was only out for about eight months and then the supply chain with the covid lockdown killed us being able to get all the ingredients that are in the toothpaste and in the activated charcoal mouthwash finally we got it back in a limited size shipment just last week 
And that's a great thing because it's a great product for you and your family. And we need the money that we were getting from the sale of this to fund our operation. So do not procrastinate. If you like this toothpaste, it is now back in stock. I thank you for your past support. Please support us again and support your own mouth, teeth, and gum health as well as your throat. At the same time, if you are a new viewer or listener, these are really good products. Already, Activated Charcoal Mouthwash is a bestseller in other brands. Already, the toothpaste is one of the bestsellers out there. We just simply went and looked at the top brands and made them even better by taking out any fillers and putting in even higher quality ingredients. So... I'm very excited to announce that we've got a supply of the mouthwash and the toothpaste back in. It's exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. Again, I don't use a teleprompter here. I just said something that wasn't completely true. Uh, my dad's website, where it's sold, also has it available, and we'll put that on screen for you. So, again, it is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com and on the Dr. Natural site. Thanks for keeping InfoWars on the air. And we are back on this Saturday transmission. I cannot stress enough to you the urgency of where we are on this planet today and the fact that when you call in and thank me on the show, it's, 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 it's important and I appreciate it. I love you, but it's ass backwards. You are the power. You are the people. You are the force. You are literally the engine of all of this and the will and the intel and the mind and the soul. So when you get excited about this huge four-plus-hour transmission, that's when it gets millions of views. That's when it changes the world. I'm not fighting the globalist to lose. I'm fighting to win hearts and minds. So please, take this feed and share it on your email, your text message, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. And I see you doing it. It's having a huge effect. And by word of mouth, and or burn a DVD of it and give it to somebody, or write freeworldnews.tv on the back of a card and visit our guest websites and, 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 and you know magnify what they're doing because that's what this is all about. So I appreciate him. He was on Friday with us, and he's getting ready for trial next week. He's a very accomplished constitutional lawyer and criminal lawyer, friend of mine, but he's really, I think, a, a historical is his skill, or, you know, of his skills is the top of his skills, Robert Barnes. He also hosts several of his own big shows uh, that we'll uh, tell you about right up front. We always do it at the end. Uh, Barnes, tell us about some of the shows, some of the things you're doing, because the independent truth media is key. Uh, and then we'll get into the declaration of war against America, uh, by Biden, the tyranny. But I first, after you talk about your show, because uh, I know you never even push for that, but I want people to tune into it because you know it's, it's a great show. I watch it all the time with your co-host, another lawyer out of Canada. Bush Jr. came out today. I don't know if you saw it and said that oh, the white people attacked January sixth. So that, that, that's the ADL Southern Barbie Law Center line. It wasn't even a racial attack, uh, and uh, they're like the Taliban now, and they're they're the main threat to America. So they're clearly saying Christians and conservatives and nationalists are terrorists. They're using the whole apparatus of 9-11 as we predicted 20 years ago to do that. And it's just simply amazing. So Barnes, I always say I'm going to give you the floor and I jump in a lot. The next 30 minutes, buddy, don't stop because I'm not going to butt in except maybe at the end. Robert Barnes. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's extraordinary. What We are living in extraordinary times across the board. First, there was the effort to demonize every Trump voter as a potential terrorist. Uh, with the January 6th uh, misportrayal that took place. And in fact, federal courts are now raising questions about whether any of the charges or the lead charges are actually sustainable or constitutional charges, because many people have been charged with obstruction of an official proceeding under a 20-year felony statute, 
that was not intended to apply to these set of circumstances. That's intended to apply to people who submit fabricated documents, suborn perjury, intimidate witnesses. It has uh, nothing to do with unlawful petitioning, which is effectively what was taking place. Uh, and that is a, simply a misdemeanor that's usually a fine. When the people did it in the Kavanaugh case, they were simply given a $50 fine and, and they were allowed to go home. There was much more violence and much more criminality that took place against the Trump inauguration than took place concerning January 6th. And even liberal Democratic federal judges this past week acknowledged and admitted that these obstruction charges do not appear to constitutionally apply to the January 6th defendants. And by the way, I said I wouldn't interrupt, but what do you make of Owen being charged? They say enter the Capitol in the charges, not just enter the grounds. He didn't go in the Capitol. He didn't even talk at the Capitol uh, because I was the guy bullhorning trying to stop it. What do, what do you make of that? Well, it's the second time he's been arrested for outside the Capitol or inside the Capitol for political petitioning and protest activity that other people have never been arrested for. So clearly he was targeted for political reasons. It's not a, in my view, a, a constitutionally legitimate arrest. Uh, he was targeted because they just wanted to target him. Other members, including people that were there filming for CNN, who actually did go inside, who did encourage and incite various activities, uh, have been released on bail and haven't had to face major consequences and, in fact, received paychecks and paydays from CNN. So, the, I mean, clearly what the capacity, especially for them to charge Owen or anybody connected to InfoWars, when you were the main person stopping people from going inside, getting people to come out from the Capitol, telling people not to go in, uh, offered your services for free to make sure people got out and did not stay in and did not go in, for anybody to be charged connected to InfoWars is just ludicrous. I mean, they publicly and formally cleared you. At, at the same day, they brought a bogus charge against Owen in order to create a fake news story that would impugn InfoWars when, in fact, it, the uh, official report exonerated InfoWars and exonerated you. So it's purely political charges. And what they've done is because they're starting to fail with their January 6th campaign of terror, uh, they are now turning to people who oppose uh, the who oppose forced vaccines in their bodies and using that to purge the people they don't want in the military, purge those people from federal government purge those people from lawful employment because they see them as their political adversaries who won't go along with this attempt to suspend our constitution in full and in toto in the name of a scary virus. Uh, and so I think it's just a continuation of a political weaponization of our legal process to try to hurt and harm the most vulnerable parts of our population and those people that are willing to stand up for their constitutional rights and liberties against this extraordinary encroachment, uh, which effectively it's the government extorting people into being forced to take uh, some gene therapy inside their own body. Even as more and more reports come out that the injury risk is much more substantial for most people from the vaccine than it is from the virus. A report out today that for young men, the risk is six times higher of suffering an injury from the vaccine than of suffering a serious injury from the virus. This is consistent with the polling data that Richard Barris found that uh, has almost 6 million Americans uh, having reported severe disabling injuries using the CDC's own standards and own analysis uh, from the available surveys uh, from the vaccine, not from the virus. And that doesn't even include the number of deaths, which may be as high as in the six figures of the number of Americans alone who may have died already from the vaccine 
We don't know how many will die over time because the greatest risk with this vaccine is its long-term unknown risk, according to the FDA itself. They don't know what the long-term risks are. As you were pointing out on Friday, the uh, Israel is just now studying some of the long-term impacts the, the vaccine may have after they already are even doing booster shots on people. And despite this mass vaccination in Israel, it has the worst outbreak of COVID it has ever had. Uh, this is being, and you are finding this in states within the United States, that uh, states that are the most vaccinated, the areas that are the most vaccinated are seeing some of the highest rises in COVID, while areas that have some of the lowest rates of vaccination are seeing some of the lowest growth rates of severe COVID, particularly for hospitalizations and deaths. And so the, the fact that they're trying to rush through a vaccine mandate against soldiers, against members of the military, against nurses and others, while the data completely contradicts the uh, both the safety and efficacy. There's inadequate studies showing that this vaccine is safe long-term, inadequate studies showing this vaccine is effective for past six months, as the Israeli data documents and demonstrates in substantial form. I mean, you have that, that chart, that parabolic rise in, in Israel, while in Sweden, where they're not doing any of these lockdowns, mask mandates, uh, or forced vaccinations is not seeing any and the rise same at all. chart. It, the same graph is in India and all over where they're not doing high vaccination rates. It's 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 open and shut. So, so let me ask you this and keep going because I don't want to interrupt. I want to hear what you have to say in your train because I'm always bringing up my questions. I want you to get into subjects you want to, Barnes. It's interesting for me to hear where you go. That's why I like to take calls as well, just to hear the wild card nature of it. Why are why are the globalists doing this? Why are they assaulting everyone when it makes everybody hate them? Well, it's because they're psychotic killers. It's like a lot of pedophiles kidnap kids. It's what they want to do. That's my view. But this Biden thing, look at all the states that have already lined up and said over our dead bodies. Here's a map of that. So, so where do you see all this going? And go over the speech anywhere else you want to go. Well, it's good to see the states waking up because, I mean, unfortunately, many people have been asleep at the wheel, including in the Republican Party and fighting these vaccine mandates when it was coming from private employers and local governments. Biden has woken up the entire uh, Republican political apparatus as to the dangers of these vaccine mandates. And now the Montana attorney general says they're going to bring suit. Attorney generals in over 20 states are looking at bringing suit. Uh, even, you know, the Daily Wire is, get, is getting off its rear and they're going to bring suit. Turning Point uh, with Charlie Kirk is going to bring suit. Uh, Harmeet Dillon, said, after she was kind of skeptical about suits, is now saying she's going to join the parade. Uh, I was talking today with the Children's Health Defense. They're organizing an effort of legal groups across the country and lawyers across the nation to bring litigation in every single state where this vaccine mandate exists at any level by any employer, whether it be Biden or the local government or a local business. Uh, we have brought suit already against the FDA in a case that's pending before the Eastern District of Tennessee. Uh, we are bringing more suits as well, and we have to, because this is about the government wanting to reinstate the sort of corporate-style fascism that existed between 1905 and 1945 in America, uh, when the when the courts consistently allowed their an emergency exception to the Constitution and a public health exception to the Constitution that allowed for forced sterilizations, forced vaccinations, and forced detention camps, from Jacobson in 1905 to uh, to Buck v. Bell in 1927, in which over almost 100,000 poor women in this country were involuntarily sterilized and denied the ability to have their own children. People can go back and watch some of the horrific stories that took place. They did it in secret to Native Americans between 1970 and 1976. They did it in secret to poor whites and African-Americans across the, the entire nation for about uh, 50 to 60 years. 
continue to occur, continue to occur in prisons and jails and orphanage and other locations. Uh, and then, of course, ultimately the forced detention camps that they approved in, in Korematsu, all of which was based on those original decisions in Jacobson and Buck. So this is about the power of the human being to have autonomy over our own bodies. If the government can on this virus, which poses very little lethal risk to most healthy people, can require you to do a forced experimental drug, a gene therapy for which they have no long-term studies of any kind. This is not like any traditional vaccine. I mean, it's so different than a traditional vaccine that the CDC had to change the definition of the word vaccine. Today, if you read the definition of the word vaccine, most supplements fit the definition. Most vitamins fit the definition. Indeed, they fit the definition likely better than this so-called vaccine does. As Alex Berenson has been documenting for months now, if you dig into the data, the vaccine quits being effective. Its efficacy rate drops dramatically, as the data from Israel proves, the data from Iceland proves, the data from Gibraltar proves, as the comparative data between those countries, as you mentioned, like India, like you just look around Israel, look at Palestine, look at Egypt, look at Lebanon. These are in the same territories with people that have the same genetic profile. They have very low rates of vaccination, and they're not seeing That's any right. Explosions. I showed that Friday. Guys in the crew, see if you can find, uh, it was again from Israel, it was the same thing, the same graph. It shows Palestine right next door. It's basically unvaccinated. They don't trust Israel. They actually have no cases or no illness, and Israel's like 10 times higher or more than 10 times higher. It's the exact same graph, but you say, oh, well, Sweden's a different place. Well, Palestine isn't. What about this, Barnes? I had a lady exactly. on earlier whose, whose husband was basically forcibly put on a uh, ventilator, and they wouldn't give him any of the treatments. And, and, and to me, that's, that's just as big a crime as trying to push this poison shot, is that all over, they just follow the UN directive. The UN says we don't give vitamin D or, or vitamin C intravenous, even though the studies say it's really great antiviral. And helps the body. Oh, you know, we don't give this in inhalable steroid, even though in studies by Oxford, it shows it, it increases your health by 70% and knocks out 70% of even extreme cases. I mean, they don't even, they just go, we follow the United Nations on Fauci. And then you have the two big regulators over vaccines and the FDA quit over booster shots, injecting children, and that they had lied and said, we now know that this was approved vaccine when it wasn't. I mean, the wheels have come off, but big pharma is just acting like they don't give a damn. And the FDA regulator that did allow this, she authorized Oxycontin and fentanyl. I mean, these are, these are crazy people. I mean, do they get off on the risk they're in and how they're raping us and how they're killing us? I know I'm ranting, but go ahead and talk about that. Well, I mean, it's re-experiencing what we experienced during the AIDS crisis. Because uh, people are reminding folks that went through that. I mean, Matt McConaughey won an Oscar for his portrayal of, of doing what? Trying to make sure drugs got to people who needed it because people like Fauci in the big hospitals. It was Fauci that wouldn't let him have the drugs that were saving him. I mean, my God, and then Hollywood loves this little monster. Exactly. I mean, Matt McConaughey wins an award because he celebrates the life of a man who was willing to resist Fauci. And then he gets get Fauci on his show to discredit people getting alternative treatments. Exactly. I mean, the McConaughey has now become what he said he was fighting. Exactly. He needs to go back and recast himself as the guy trying to stop him, his character from getting life saving drugs to people, because that's what Fauci did. People forget Fauci also told people that you could get HIV in your kitchen. 
So, I mean, I mean the, the same paranoia, the same fear. Magic Johnson had to leave the NBA because people thought if you bumped into him, you could get AIDS. We're back into that same crazy dynamic, which we passed a bunch of laws, the Rehabilitation Act, the Americans with Disabilities Act, that was all about not uh, uh, doing this again, not having a paranoid, fear-driven campaign that denied critical medicine to people that needed it, that relied too heavily on vaccines for effective treatment. Because that was the big pitch back then. We still don't have a successful HIV vaccine. I mean, they've spent billions and billions of dollars on it trying to pretend that was going to be the sole and whole solution, pushing only big pharma's recommended drug regimen rather than the available drugs that were cheaper that actually worked better. And so we're re-experiencing it again, where people are being denied basic. If you look at those countries, I mean, you've talked about it for over a year now. You look at vitamin C, vitamin D. You look at the things that your audience regularly gets from InfoWars. That you look at that, you look at those countries that don't have that deficiency in vitamin C and vitamin D and vitamin B, those are countries that are showing very low rates of death from COVID. And yet we're trying to pretend that vitamin B, vitamin C, and vitamin D can't help you, that ivermectin can't help you, that these uh, hydroxychloroquine can't help you when there's doctors and studies and data, observational data all across Africa. I mean, that's all the Japanese doctor pointed out. He said, just look at Africa. The countries that took ivermectin had a much lower death rate than the countries that didn't. Let me ask you this, Barnes. What do you make of big tech? And I just use this as an example to the forced vaccines, the blocking of drugs and vitamins and minerals, and really this mass murder. How do you get nurses and doctors to go along with that when so many are fighting back and they know the truth? And then separately, how do they want to live in a society like that or even feel safe? Much less they don't believe in God or have a conscience. Still, you should get it's dangerous to get rid of checks and balances. That's why we have checks and balances and 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 culture and society and civilization. So expanding on that, like when Bill Maher said a few months ago, ivermectin isn't just a Republican you're censoring, as if that's okay. It's a drug. I want to be able to know about it. The FDA and others and CDC have been lying to me, and so is the UN. But it's we see a wake-up call at Apple where they go, yeah, we're against. The media tried to spit it. They were mad about sexual harassment. That was one thing in a big letter. The main thing was we they're trying to tell us to read all our users' email and scan their photos, and now we're already made to do this. So they make the enforcers, the medical workers, the cops, take the shots first, and then they make the big tech minions let their bosses have access to their private iCloud so they can't even send their wife or husband, you know, a naked pic or whatever. I mean, it's they're realizing they're prisoners. It's like, yeah, you do this to us. Don't you get it's going to be done to you? Where has that common sense gone out the window? And is it going to be that chain reaction of just like people on Twitter or Facebook or Apple, trash nationalists, conservatives, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a true liberal? When is the left going to get that they're the biggest chumps? And that they're the fools going along with authoritarianism. And sure, they get the counterfeit currency of having their tweet boosted, which does nothing as long as they gang up and trash people they don't agree with. But it's a fake echo chamber. They're pretending they're winners. They're pretending they're moral. They're pretending they're good. And they follow what bots put out that they then parrot and repeat. When it's come out that Facebook and, and everybody said, we want to control people with bots. We want to make them depressed. We want to run their lives. Why would anyone be delusional and not see this. And isn't the Apple employees, tens of thousands threatening to quit, a lot of them senior, isn't that a crack in the dam? And isn't that phenomenon of whistleblowers and noncompliance before they put in their AI robot system where they don't need us, 
Isn't it going to be the soldier refusing to commit the war crime or the Apple employee refusing to be part of Foxconn slave factories? Isn't it going to be the rediscovery of our soul that could turn this around beyond the courts, beyond, you know, shooting wars with the UN? Couldn't it be a velvet revolution of awakening to this? I'm sorry, shut up and, and, and I'll shut up and go. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that what we're facing is people that are in professional positions are facing a bifurcated approach of either bribery or extortion. So hospitals, doctors, schools, pharmacies, uh, you know, you name it in the medical space are being told or the educational space or even now in the employment space are being offered bribes if they go along with the statist agenda of these mass vaccinations. Whereas and if they don't, they're, they're being extorted. Like, for example, doctors in Arkansas have been intimidated by the medical authority into not providing medical exemptions to Tyson employees because they have been apprised that bad things will happen to their medical license if they simply exercise their conscientious oath as a doctor and medical professional. But you're right, the best way to fight back against that is to have the soldier who won't obey the unconstitutional order, the cop and the sheriff who won't obey the unconstitutional order. That's when the system falls apart because it completely depends on mass compliance. And mass compliance means not 50%, not 70%. It means well over 90%. If they get 10% or more of the military, 10% or more of police, 10% or more of doctors, 10% or more of employees to say, no, I'm not going to go along, the system can crumble very quickly because it operates on very small margins. It cannot sustain itself and it cannot succeed unless we go along with it. It needs our compliance and it needs to try to coerce our compliance, uh, often by deception which is proof of how much it needs our compliance. Otherwise, it just wouldn't rely upon and utilize such deception. That's what our suit is about. It's about the FDA doing a bait and switch, claiming that the a vaccine, the approved vaccine is fully available when it's not, uh, lying to the people in mass. Why do they need to lie to people unless they need voluntary compliance at the end of the day? Because if they're, the system will crumble, you're right, it will be a crack in the dam. Everybody who pushes back, every Apple employee who pushes back on their subterfuge and surveillance mechanisms of people's private materials, every military person who pushes back, every police officer who pushes back, every employee who pushes back, creates another crack in that dam that can ultimately be the thing that takes the whole dam down. Barnes, I really appreciate your time today. I got you on a little late. I apologize uh, for that. We've had so many guests today, so it builds up. Wherever you want to go for 10 minutes, because you you got a great brain about where you see the future going, what's going to happen to Biden, what do you really think happened in Afghanistan? I mean, those are my questions, but if you don't want to answer those, or you got something more important to say, what else is on your radar? What else are you looking at? Well, there's no doubt that Biden did all of this because he suffered such a disastrous debacle in Afghanistan. We got news yesterday that it turned out that that ISIS bombing that they did wasn't ISIS, but was actually an ally and an innocent family that he bombed. I mean, this has got to be the worst. I mean, even Jimmy Carter, like when Jimmy Carter screwed up with Iran and had that disaster, and then uh, Bill Clinton had Black Hawk Down, and then Barack Obama had Benghazi, at least we didn't go and bomb another innocent family on top of it and then force a drug on, experimental drug on everybody in response to try to salvage their political tenure. I mean, at least Clinton just went and banged an intern. I mean, here you have uh, Biden going and killing an innocent family to add uh, insult to in that injury to insult, and now is, is mass mandating vaccines to try to keep that story off the front pages. Uh, is it a coincidence he comes out with his mass mandate at the same day that that story broke that he went and deliberately killed a bunch of innocent people that he had no idea who they were and pretended they were somebody bad when they weren't? So, I mean, we have uh, one of the most uh, pernicious uh, political powers in President in President Biden right now 
It's the deep state unleashed. And we're seeing what that looks like. What that looks like is a globalist in control that not only has failed wars on abroad, uh, 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 but also causes record setting civil rights violations at home. And the great thing is enough people are pushing back. We are seeing a record level of people push back, push back in the court of public opinion, push back by supporting places like InfoWars. InfoWars was supposed to be dead right now, supposed to be DOA. The mass assault for years was supposed to make sure that this voice and this information was not being heard by people. And it was because of the audience continuing to make themselves healthier, wealthier, and wiser in the process by supporting InfoWars, by going to InfoWars store, by getting things that, getting the vitamin B, the vitamin C, the vitamin D, that if you dig into the studies, you find help you. In fact, they, they kind of meet the current FDA definition of vaccine. The current FDA definition of vaccine is anything that it boosts your uh, immunization system. Well, we do actually, there's not a lot of evidence this vaccine does that, but there is a lot of evidence that vitamin C does that, that vitamin B does that, that vitamin D does that, that all of the things that you can get at InfoWars store does that. And But most importantly, it kept it inoculated enough of the American people against the mass misinformation campaign of the institutional media. And that, that and it's because of the audience supporting InfoWars that this important information is out there at the scale and the scope that it is. And now we know what the whole objective was. It wasn't just Trump. The goal was to take InfoWars off the air so this information wouldn't be available, so people would only have the institutional media's public deceptions, where they're pretending a fully approved vaccine is fully available when their own data says it's not, when they're pretending a vaccine is completely safe when it's not, when they're pretending a vaccine is highly effective when it's not, when they're, when they're pretending a vaccine is a vaccine when it, uh, it isn't. Uh, you know, whereas these products that InfoWars cells are actual products that have been tested by time, uh, that have been tested by, in some cases, centuries of time. Uh, so what we're seeing, and that's why they can't allow it to be available. They can't allow ivermectin to be available because it puts a lie to the necessity of the vaccine because the vaccine doesn't meet the legal evidentiary standard for necessity. Indeed, every single test so far, whether it's a mask mandate, vaccine mandate, any of it, when it has faced strict scrutiny in court, it has not met the test. It has failed. And they cannot show that it is necessary, that it has clear and convincing evidence that it, it is the only means to reduce a grave or serious risk. And that's what the standard is for these emergency tests. These emergency test standards that they announced that they're going to have OSHA declare, they, they have to show there's a grave medical condition that, it, that the only solution for which it, that is a necessary remedy is a vaccine. They can't show that. Because first of all, there is no grave risk from asymptomatic spread. They even Fauci admitted there's uh, that asymptomatic uh, spread almost never happens. Well, they're also so reporting that, the majority of Americans have either had COVID or been exposed to it or asymptomatic. I, I mean, that's 13 to 27 times the Israeli study better than the fake immunity of these shots. But you've got the Surgeon General and Fauci now came out after he got asked by Sanjay Gupta a couple of days ago. And he said, I don't know if natural immunity even exists. Uh, the Surgeon General says, oh, it's really not that good. That's like saying fish really don't like to live in water. You know, sharks don't really like salt water, and birds really don't like trees in the air. Grass really doesn't like water or sunlight. Photosynthesis hates sunlight, and humans hate oxygen, and trees hate carbon dioxide. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. It shows they are self-discrediting. I mean, the, the only upside to all of this 
is that people are waking up to who the FDA really is. They're waking up to who the CDC really is. They're waking up to who Big Pharma really is. A lot of people that have been asleep at the wheel for a couple of decades are waking up to how our government truly operates, that they are not reliable, they are not trustworthy, they're not depending on science. They won't even allow the scientific method to be applied. I mean, one of the part of our complaint in the citizen uh, petition filed by the Children's Health Defense but over three months ago, now over four months ago, wasn't even answered until the very day, same day they approved the vaccine. And even then they didn't provide any meaningful answers or meaningful data. They cannot even give us what their standard is. They can't even tell us what their standard is for measuring safety, what their standard is for measuring efficacy, what their standard is for measuring necessity. Well, what it comes with these drop. shots is a clear white piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. It's maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it hurts you. Maybe it doesn't. It is a crock. It is an embarrassment to science. It is an embarrassment to law. And it is embarrassment to democracy. And that's why we have to fight it hook and by every mechanism and method available and accessible to us. In closing, how big a seismic shift is it to have Rand Paul and Cotton last week? And I'm not saying our listeners did it, but I think they did. All the week before, I said, call Rand Paul, call Cotton, because and, and, they've been the ones on this. And I said, demand he be arrested. He's open and shut with gain of function, caught red-handed. We already had all the conferences he had and already the other emails. And Peter Daszak, the head of the program for him, admitting they were combining five viruses with SARS, the exact thing they released. I think they did it on purpose. The evidence is overwhelming. The motive, the timing, the scripting, the, the, the Operation Lockstep. I also think bears, you know, live in the woods and salmon live in rivers and the ocean. But so I'm a crazy man. But to, to, to have them finally saying, arrest him. Don't just investigate. Arrest him. Arrest him. Tyrants always go too far. They always think they're invincible. We need him arrested. He's the first big domino. I don't want any violence against him. I'm worried they might pull a false flag off against a vaccination center or something, you know, say we're domestic terrorists, because currently they're losing their war to put this depopulation weapon in our body. What do you make of uh, finally getting some traction on these guys need to go to prison? Uh, Fauci and Gates need to be held accountable for what they've done for the last decade. I mean, the, the encouragement and incentivization of bioweapons research disguised as biosafety labs that we were supposed to have stopped in 2014, and Fauci found a way to get around those federal rules and around those federal laws to continue to fund gain-of-function research, which only has one purpose, to convert a bio... Uh, a biological item into a bioweapon. That's what its goal is. That's what its objective is. There's no meaningful doubt by those who've done detailed studies that this virus is a bioweapon. The only question is whether it was deliberate or accidental. And as you point out, there's a lot more fingerprints and forensic evidence that suggest it was intentional than it was accidental, especially if we look back now at how China reacted. China put this whole idea of lockdowns into motion. And then China was quick to withhold, withdraw those lockdowns and while watching the rest of the world imitate their disastrous approach to devastating effect for the rest of the world, but to great profit to China. This has worked like a bioweapon. It has all the hallmarks of a bioweapon and the person most responsible for its existence and for its ability to spread without it being identified as a bioweapon is Anthony Fauci the same man who did more harm during the AIDS epidemic than anybody else in public health in the entire world. It is time he be held accountable and responsible for the deaths that Fauci himself is uh, responsible for. And if he can't be held accountable and responsible, then we don't have a functioning democratic government anymore. I've got one last question I forgot. I meant to ask it up front. Isn't it just at a common sense level, the real law, the common law that everything's based on is just common sense if we implemented it. 
you know, we demanded it. That's why juries are allowed to override, you know, not just the facts, but also the case itself, if they think the judge has cheated or, or it's, it's, it's slanted. They're exempting illegal aliens. They're exempting the, the Islamic uh, refugees. They're almost all men being brought in from Afghanistan from these injections. They're exempting the White House. They're exempting 600,000 postal workers, who I'm not mad at. I say, yeah, they should be exempt. That's called freedom. And they're exempting members of Congress and their families, like there's some new royalty. So we're all mutants down there taking poison, getting cancer, and you know, having strokes and heart attacks, like my first guest, you know, son, in great shape, starts playing basketball, falls over and dies. They said, yeah, his heart was swollen five days after the Moderna shot. How do you in law, because they all have us about black versus white. That's the only way there's discrimination. Well, what about mega banks getting trillions in money up front and then devaluing it by inflation that we're handed? Or buying up all the companies and buying everybody off with inflated money, which then, again, they take control of the economy with by paying people off, but then it also even hurts the people that take the money by devaluing it. I mean, it's all there. That's real discrimination. All of us being spied on, but the elites, that's real discrimination. And now they're going to be exempt from the shots, and they're going to have their little special government passes, but we, the lowly people, have to have in our bodies what they want to rape us with? I mean, that on its face, the court should have to throw all of this out just there. Uh, and and, and if, am I right? And then what is the well, mechanism in law, the names for that? In my view, it's discrimination under the Americans with Disabilities Act and its equivalent provisions of the Rehabilitation Act as applied to educational institutions. That that's what, in fact, the, the language in the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 was to prevent people from being discriminated against based on the fear of a contagion. The, uh, the whole basis of the Americans with Disabilities Act was to protect people from being discriminated against based on their perceived medical status. And that's exactly what this is. And, and all these laws were designed because people panicked in response to AIDS. People were being fired simply because they had a, a, a family member who had AIDS because people had no understanding of how AIDS spread. They panicked. They did a whole bunch of nasty, mean discrimination against people. We said never again as a country, passed federal laws and laws within each state that said no more. Said you can't discriminate against people on religious grounds. That's why you have a religious right to object to the vaccine. And you can't discriminate based on medical or perceived medical grounds. That's why not only do you have a right to a medical exemption, you have the right under the ADA not to be discriminated against based on the perception that your unvaccinated status somehow makes you less of a citizen. And it also There's violates our medical freedom. You know, we had Pelosi and Biden when he was president-elect in December saying, oh, under the Constitution, we will never forcibly inoculate you. Don't worry, just let me get in. That was obviously just them trying to assuage everybody's fears so they would let him get in, right? That's exactly right. I mean, the, he, they were always going to pursue this path. They knew that they would not get there with Trump, that whatever Trump's mistakes, he had agreed not to mandate it on anybody, uh, that he was instinctively opposed to that. So that's why it was critical they get Trump removed uh, so that they could do this mandate because they want to get people conditioned to the idea that the government and private corporations own your body. That's why. It's well, that's another thing. You know, you know, they say, oh, women, you know, should be able to have abortions is my body, my choice. Now, though, we're going to put this experimental thing in you. And then in California's introduced a bill that Newsom supports. I think he's going to steal the recall, folks. That's you know, the fix is in, in my view. Uh, you see all the media preparing everybody for this fraud. It'll probably lose by 70 percent, but they don't care. They're introduced a bill where if a condom breaks, you, you go to jail for five years or a woman can say a condom broke, you go to jail for five years. Our woman says, I said, we're economy, though she didn't, you go to jail for five years. 
but they passed laws that you can give somebody HIV or hepatitis on purpose if you're gay, and it's okay. Okay, so they've introduced a bill that if you're gay, you can have sex with 13-year-olds. The same guy did. So, so you can give people diseases on purpose. That's okay. But if a condom bursts because you're heterosexual, five years in prison. I mean, these people are psychotic lunatics. Well, it, it's the ultimate control agenda. And there's no bigger, broader form of control, more invasive method uh, of control than doing the forced vaccine with gene therapy. I mean, it, it's Bill Gates' dream of what he has wanted now and what his grandparents, frankly, wanted a century ago, which is to have a eugenics agenda where they get to rank who gets to live and who gets to die, who gets health services and who doesn't, who can have a job and who can't, who has the papers pleased to get on a plane or train or a bus and who can't, who can leave their home and who can't. This has been their objective for a long time that you've been talking about for a long time, but this is the closest they've ever got to being able to implement a critical aspect of it. And that's why mass resistance in the court of public opinion is the first and foremost method of resistance against this. All right, Robert Barnes, one more time. How do people find uh, the main show you do and how do they find everything else, Robert Barnes? Absolutely. If anybody wants to see some exemplars of letters, some examples of arguments to use with their boss or with anybody else concerning this, you can get that information for free at vivabarneslaw.locals.com. So that's uh, Viva barneslaw.locals.com. And you've also followed a bunch of lawsuits uh, on the, Robert Kennedy Jr. and others fighting. So we appreciate you fighting for us, and we appreciate you coming on air with us on Saturday. I know you're busy. Thank you, Robert Barnes. Happy to be here. All right, there goes Robert Barnes. So let me tell you who we've already interviewed here on this Saturday transmission. Ernest Ramirez, so sad, so incredible. You got to share that. By the way, this is all copyright-free called Free to Air. If you want to take this and pay to put it on local radio or TV, we get calls and emails all the time. This person wants to air your film. Are, are they authorized on, you know, KTLA? They're going to pay $10,000 on the biggest station in LA to air Endgame. And I'm like, absolutely. And they go, send us a letter. Or they say, say it on air. So let me just say this on air. We should probably have this on the contact page. Everything we put out, everything we do, that is my show, that is me talking, that is you know us on air, the host, we play a news clip or something. I'm not saying you can own that or whatever. You know, we're playing it for fair use ourselves because we're giving commentary to it. But everything I say on air, everything I do, my films, clips of Alex Jones, everything I do is these shows is taped to air. Band.video, video, taped to air when it's our shows. Other folks have their own channels on there. You need to talk to them if you're going to use their stuff. But anything that's InfoWars, anything that's Alex Jones, anything that's Band.video, video where it's our shows from InfoWars is free to air. You can clip it up. You can put the whole thing out. You can do whatever. You can burn copies of it all day and give it to people. I want you to. I mean, our, our listeners are such you know, good people. You know, they wouldn't you know, steal bread. They were starving. But I get all these emails and calls. Can I put InfoWars on my barn or on my business? Uh, you don't have to ask my permission. It's all free to air. We're in a war against the globalist. It's time for civil disobedience, not just asking me permission to do stuff. I mean, I'll tell you, see a big billboard, don't climb up there and break your neck. I'm not telling you to do this, but I mean, billboards around here saying, take your shot, it's safe and effective. That's a damn lie. People are dying. I'm going to climb up there and I'm going to spray paint on it. I don't care. If they catch me, I'll go to jail. I've already done it. I mean, we're in a war. I'm going to say, vaccines kill. Tuskegee experiment. We're in a war. We're in a war here. And I'll tell you, this is going to sell out by Monday, but I've still got it at 33% off. It takes a lot of money to run this operation. We had to build our own infrastructure. 
People say, why don't you just get on your phone and stream it to us? I'm not allowed on any of those platforms. We had to build all that ourselves. We're building a system where I can click on my phone and just stream live through Bandai Video so that all our people that are members or, or posters can also do that. But it takes a lot of money and a lot of legal and a lot of infrastructure. And, you know, we're spending millions of dollars, millions and millions just on bandwidth now every quarter. So the meter's running, folks. We need your support. Buy a T-shirt, buy a book, buy a film, buy a water filter, buy a storable food from us, ready to ship. It's high quality, lowest price you're going to find on quality food. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, advanced multivitamin formulation, 33% off all the vitamins, all the minerals, all of it right there. That sale's going to end on Monday because it's selling out. The new sale is Knockout Sleep Aid, eight organic compounds, give you good, restful sleep. 50% off, 50% off Ultra 12, the highest quality vitamin B12 taken out of the tongue, good for your body, your immune system, it's essential. And a lot of people don't absorb vitamin B12 well in their stomach. Some people genetically can't, but under the tongue, it's all those blood vessels. It's the next best thing to injecting B12 into your uh, fat that you get from a doctor. It's the same high end that, that, that they do that. I'm not saying inject ours, don't do that. because it, It's not designed for that, though it is the same damn thing uh, that I personally get from my doctor and I inject in my fat because it's even better than Ultra 12. Uh, but compared to the stomach, it's like five times better. And then injections, they say, are like double better than under the tongue. Uh, so you can go to a doctor too, by the way, get a prescription to, to, to vitamin B12. I suggest you do it. Uh, I mean, I can work 15, 16 hours a day if I take a little injection twice a week uh, in uh, my fat. I hate needles, but I still do it. Tiny little insulin needle right in the fat on my stomach and boom, hour later, amazing energy. Uh, so this I take under the tongue. Infowarstore.com. You don't usually see salesmen talk about their own product and say something's better. If you can't get X2, that is the best deep breath crystal iodine you're going to find. Most people have deficiencies. Get Himalayan salt. That's a company certified to have uh, iodine. And it, it's, it's, all, it's a third as good. I mean, it's still, it, it's good. You need it. Uh, so that's what it's all about. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. And if you don't get vitamin D3 with our gummies, by the way, they're sold out. Winter Sun is now back in stock. It's 50% off. That'll be also part of next week's sale that just started. Uh, so that's essential. Our gummies are sold out. They're excellent source. This is super high grade, taken out of the tongue. Winter Sun, back in stock, InfoWarsTore.com. But if you don't get vitamin D3 from us, get it from somebody else, especially if you got brown or black skin. I mean, if you are a equatorial African, means you, you know, your ancestors came or you immigrated here from Central Africa, you know, uh, and you got ebony skin, you better be taking D3. Because up at this Klein, you can lay in the sun an hour today, you're not going to get what you need. I've had medical doctors on. I mean, you, 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 your ancestors grew up in the sun that's like roasting people. Uh, and you cannot get enough sun at this area unless you're like out for two hours in August. Yeah, you got, you, you're good enough then. Uh, but again, you go to the beach, you see the black folks under the umbrellas. Like, what is it like? Maybe... You know, hardly all that sunscreen, the white people too. The sun is good for you. But if you're not going to get the sun you need, ladies and gentlemen, right there, it's in a bottle. So, uh, I mean, I took mine today because this isn't a game. This isn't a joke with what these globalists are up to. Infowarsstore.com. There's also a deal of, of vitamin mineral infusion with winter sun combo pack. Also discounted Infowarsstore.com. All right, we're going to go to break. And we're going to have... Uh, Who's up next here? Joel Scalzer, when we come back, that's going to be extremely informative, geopolitical, 9-11, Afghanistan, and more, and then Steve Quayle, and then I'm going to do a news breakdown and 9-11 20 years later, and we're going to air part of a two-and-a-half-hour broadcast I did 
on September 12th, 2001, where we lay it all out. And, and by the way, that whole broadcast is also posted on Infowars.com. It's on YouTube. Mike Hansen put it up again, but they already took away one of his channels because they don't even want you to see stuff I did uh, 20 years ago. Bashing Bush. I mean, you know, because they're all part of the same criminal cabal, so that's Google doing their evil. So I asked Mike, who's got a membership, free membership for people that we accept to it, that we can trust to band off video because people get on there and set us up. Uh, and I'm asking him to, you know, upload that two hour and a half hour deal to a band off video. I'm not sure if it's there yet, but right now it is on YouTube uh, at Infowars.com. So we're going to stream 35 minutes or so of it at the end of the show here today. So it's also part of this transmission. We'll be right back. Thanks for your support. Stay with us. And we are back on this emergency Saturday transmission. I normally just do broadcast six days a week, but I've been working, no exaggeration, 17 hours a day on average for the last few months because I know every day we're on air could be our last. I know the world is being artificially put into a global collapse so they can dictate the terms of our surrender. Klaus Schwab and all of them admit they're, quote, capturing the governments. That's on his Wikipedia. Capturing countries for the UN and the New World Order. The New World Order is being announced. It's all happening. And so I've really wanted to get him on the last few weeks. He's been very busy and couldn't come on, but we've got him. We have Joel Skousen, the editor-in-chief of World Affairs Brief. He and his family have been the, the trailblazers, going back to Cleon Skousen, that first warned in the late 1950s of the takeover. Well, now here we are 60, 70 years later, and it's not coming. It's here. So he wants to get into how Afghanistan fits into all this and why it's really being done. Because obviously that was you know all engineered, and then he wants to get into what I wanted to ask him. Thursday's declaration of war against the, the country, uh, this this federal takeover of businesses, the states, um, and where he thinks that's going with Biden. And I want to just get his big picture geopolitically with China going on against Soros, what's really happening there, and so much more. We got him for thirty minutes here on this Saturday emergency transmission. Folks, this is vital info. Share the feed now and share the archive later from Bandot Video. Only you can override big tech censors. And again, his website is worldaffairsbrief.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Skalzen. I'm going to try to give you the floor for the next 30 minutes. Well, thank you, Alex. Uh, it was really a sea change in Afghanistan this time because this, I believe, marks the end of uh, U.S. intervention in other countries. They did this... You know, Afghanistan began, began and ended with a lie. It began with a lie that Osama bin Laden was hiding out in Afghanistan and that we had to attack it. Um, but, uh, you know, they had planned to invade Afghanistan and Iraq before 9-11 and were waiting for this new Pearl Harbor event in order to justify it. Uh, so we know it had nothing to do with 9-11, but it was used to, uh, to get us in there. There were several primary reasons for getting into Afghanistan. One was to take away the drug trade from uh, the Russians and uh, turn it over to the CIA drug trade, which has been going on since the Vietnam War and Iran-Contra in particular. Um, in, in addition, there were a lot of subplots working in Afghanistan, too. Uh, let me just go. There is a major uh, globalist agenda in intervening in Syria. Um, uh, Iraq and in uh, Afghanistan and, and then to come uh, in Iran, which will be coming probably this year, is that they wanted to paint the U.S. as the bully of the world. This is essential in order to give Russia and China the excuse to attack the West someday. 
the U.S. desperately needs this World War III in order to goad Americans into joining a militarized global government. So despite all the tyranny that we're receiving in medical tyranny relative to uh, this vaccine mandate and this phony pandemic, keep in mind that the big war is still coming. And I'll get back to that as we talk about the big picture. But I think there were two major problems with Afghanistan that um, uh, indicated that this was done on purpose, that it was sabotaged the pullout on purpose. Number one, of course, Donald Trump had prepared an evacuation plan whereby all the military would stay, especially in Bagram uh, Air Force Bay or Air Base or military base, uh, as the basis to support that evacuation. All the evacuation would be done before the military pulled out and they would be the last ones going. The military forces under woke uh, um, Joint Chiefs Chief General Milley, who is a disgrace to the military, over 200 retired military general officers have called for his resignation and for good reason. Um, but he reversed that and decided to pull out everyone from Bagram first and all the military. And in doing so in such a rush manner, which was just inexcusable, they had no reason to leave all the helicopters or many of the helicopters there to leave, uh, you know, the biometric uh, uh, cameras and computer things to turn over to the Alib uh, Taliban so that they can now track biometrically their opposition. Uh, all the small arms, the weapons, the ammunition, the explosives and things. You know, they, they really sabotaged this by leaving those things behind. Um, and I think the two purposes were one is to create, first of all, another massive refugee flow. It was already waning from the Syrian conflict. and They wanted to beat that up again so the United States and Europe can once again be flooded with refugees, which will uh, eventually vote Democratic and get special uh, privileges in the United States. The second thing is even more important, and that is I think they wanted to finally, you know, after so many years, Alex, of convincing Americans that they were going to have to intervene in these countries to do nation building, which was bogus. You can't build nations among a tribalistic society. You can't build a rule of law. Uh, but they continue to propagandize Americans about the war on terror, that we have to invade these nations because of this terrorist threat. And of course, the terrorist threat, uh, you know, supposedly is still there, though I will be very clear, as I have been in the World Affairs Brief for many, many years, is that the United States deep state is the one that created all these terrorist threats. They created Al-Qaeda, they created ISIS, they invaded Egypt and, and Libya and Tunisia in order to uh, create Muslim unrest so that they could bring in thousands and hundreds of thousands of disgruntled young military Muslims into Syria to overthrow Syria. And that didn't work, as I've discussed before, because of uh, uh, the bogus claim of, uh, well, Syria actually had chemical weapons that they got from Iraq prior to the invasion. Russia shipped those chemical weapons to Syria, and Syria gave them up, and that re removed the U.S. excuse to invade Syria. Uh, but they still wanted to overtake it. So they brought in all these uh, hundreds of thousands of young Muslims to provide a terrorist base. And then they divided about half of them and turned them into ISIS. So the U.S. created ISIS and, um, and set them off on the world to continue to build up this excuse that the world was still under threat from terrorism. Now that ISIS has been defeated, and by the way, it was defeated by General Soleimani, uh, in Iran, who gave most of the arms and ammunition to the Iraqi militias, which which destroyed ISIS. ISIS was protected by the United States, even though they pretended to fight against ISIS. They always rescued ISIS 
They resupplied them with helicopters during battles, rescued their leaders after that. And Joel, and if I could just briefly interject because you're totally on target. Everything you're saying is historical. We forget that Zbigniew Brzezinski and Carter helped set them up with Saudi Arabia. Then Reagan continued. Then we see uh, ongoing Clinton's not just saying don't kill bin Laden in 99. Then we see the Kunduz airlift of evil flying 30,000 of them out to safety uh, in the weeks after 9-11 and just basically staging a fight for the Taliban. So the CIA, as you said, is just bringing in their client again to manage the opium and the Chinese get their rare earth minerals. So it's just more uh, globalist deals. But I had this on my list to ask you at the end, but you brought it up. So let's go there because this kind of cuts into it all. Then I'll give you the floor again. Uh, George W. Bush, who we know is a globalist puppet and you know the people behind him are the masterminds of 9-11 working with Saudi Arabia and, again, the uh, funders of, of, of Al-Qaeda and ISIS and all of this, he came out today, I'll play the clip, only part of it, but it was a large part of the speech. Uh, and it's, it's hard to listen to, but he he's following the FBI-CIA line that we've seen him put reports out with no evidence that American right-wingers like the Taliban, and we saw him take over, and we might work with him and blow stuff up, maybe on 9-11. And the January 6th people are just like the Taliban and hate our plural society, when it's the Bushes that are the sponsors of the Carlisle Group and we're meeting with the Carlisle Group and the Bin Laden family in the morning of 9-11. I mean, it's it, it's just incredibly rich to see this, but this is the new talking point. So I wanted to ask your question about this preposterous talking point that we know always foreshadows things they're planning to do. Obviously, false flags will be blamed on patriots and a linkage of Christian patriots with radical Islamists that are sponsored by the globalists, completely asinine. Here is George W. Bush the little monster, the little warmonger, the war criminal. Uh, here he is, the cokehead, uh, just like Hunter Biden, two peas in a pod. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, declaring war on Republican conservatives. And we have seen growing evidence that the dangers to our country can come not only across borders, but from violence that gathers within. There is little cultural overlap between violent extremists abroad and violent extremists at home. But in their disdainful pluralism, in their disregard for human life, in their determination to defile national symbols, they are children of the same foul spirit, and it is our continuing duty to confront them. Well, you talk about projection or inversion, the same foul spirit, the son of Mr. New World Order, the son of... Mr. Rockefeller's minion, uh, Joel Skousen. Now, so that's a long question, but there you go. I'm just shaking my head, Alex, that total inverted view of reality to say that they had disregard for human life. What about the globalists in the deep state who did 9-11? It was not terrorists. They hired the terrorists. They loaded the buildings with explosives. They developed the remote-controlled airliners that switched places over the Midwest with the hijacked airliners and flew into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. I mean, this is just an incredible evil thing to call white, black, and white, black. But that's been prophesied in Scripture. That's what we're dealing with today. And, you know, as I was talking about in Afghanistan, there's a sea change going on. This is the end of the interve intervention and occupation. And they wanted to poison American minds about further intervention because Taiwan is coming up. Taiwan's going to be invaded probably this year by China. And they want to make sure, and China is even predicting this, Afghanistan shows that the U.S. will not support Taiwan. China even said that, and I believe it's true. That's right. So it's a uh, real green light from Biden that not only is he a quasi-Chinese agent, because the globalists authorized that, but he's green lighting. Hey, see, I'll throw myself in the mud. I'll make America look bad. You know, you've got the green light. 
Well, you know, there is a lot of thought about, you know, his relationship with China. And my position in the World Affairs Brief has been very, very clear. The globalists don't, they don't matter, or they don't mind if a politician takes money from China. They don't even mind if China thinks they control a politician, but they don't. Joe Biden is 100% globalist puppet. And uh, I mean, I agree with you. What do you make of Soros uh, being attacked by the Chinese Daily and being called a, a globalist, terrorist, financial criminal? What do you make of that? Well, you know, the left and the Russians and the Chinese have always understood that there's a globalist conspiracy in the West. And they take delight in taking pot shots at them and trying to expose that, just like Russia exposed the U.S. allowing uh, ISIS oil to be sold through uh, Turkey into Israel and bombing those convoys and then challenging the U.S. to do the same. So China's attacking Soros now because to them, you know, Soros is synonymous with the evil that is infested in the United States government, that is this globalist government. Now. I want to make very clear that just because the globalists have dealings with China, just because the Rothschilds have banking dealings with Russia and give loans to Russia does not mean that the globalists control Russia, Russia or China. They do not. I totally agree. In fact, I think Russia's less controlled than China. I'd say China's maybe 15% controlled. If you had to put a number, Russia's what, 5% controlled? I think Russia is, 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 is really why they hate it so much is that it's, a, like you said, it's its own predator system. It's not under their control. Well, there's zero control, in my opinion. In other words, they want the aid, they want the trade, they want the money, they'll play. as. But, you know, the globalists have been playing this double agent thing for many years. They give aid and trade to Russia because they want to build these two um, superpowers to make sure that World War III happens. They want to build these enemies because they must and Like you said on my show 15 years ago, you said around 2020, 2025, they're going to be luring and trying to get Russia and China acting weak while having provocations, luring them to, to, to launch that attack. Yeah, absolutely. And I still believe that North Korea will be the trigger event, not Taiwan, not Iran. Uh, they've shown time and again that they're not going to play their hand until they're ready. And I don't think they're ready. Russia and China are still uh, testing and deploying top new high-tech weapons like their hypersonic weapons. They don't have a full deployment yet, and it won't happen, I think, till the latter half of this decade. But, you know, meanwhile, we are diverted and, and, and outraged, and rightly so, because of the the tyranny that is occurring, the metal, medical tyranny under these mass now, what mandates. is the point of the Great Reset and, and, and this global ID they want, this obviously global tracking system that's the basis of the carbon tracking system, but 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 why would Biden in America make this move that's even waking some liberals up? I mean, what do you make of this 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 open tyranny and where do you think it's going? Well, first of all, it's preparatory tyranny. It's getting people used to living under emergency orders and taking orders. And that's why Biden is pushing the limits now, clearly unconstitutional limits of dictating to private companies what they said they didn't have the power to do their doing through OSHA. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, when you look at the technical language of OSHA, OSHA has this temporary emergency powers to be able to dictate safety measures when they can prove a legitimate threat to worker health. And that's going to be the case when they take these to court of whether or not the COVID uh, 
even the Delta variant with a 99.5% recovery rate is a sufficient threat to public health to justify the issue. And even the NRA gets it that the CDC said guns. It's not about taking your guns because the Second Amendment, it's a health thing we're going to take them. So they're really trying to position the CDC like where they were saying we control the rents. I, I totally agree to just introduce this idea. It's, it's incredible. Well, the Supreme Court ruled against the CDC, said they did not have power, and they do not, to uh, have a uh, moratorium on evictions, which has caused a great deal of damage to the rental economy in the United States. And in like manner, they're probably going to say that the uh, OSHA does not have the power to mandate vaccines. Um, as a, it's a, it's a quantumly different, you know, than certain safety measures within society. But I think it's important to realize that we are really in a tug of war. Even the Cato Institute, even the Heritage Foundation have, have given up the good legal arguments and said, well, this is a state versus federal issue. The states do have the power to mandate these things. And this is not true. There is no constitution within the state government that gives the state the power to take away fundamental rights. And like the constitution of many states guarantees the same fundamental rights that the federal does, enumerated rights. And in no constitution in any state in this country does it give emergency powers to the legislature, to the governor, or to health authorities to denigrate or take away those fundamental rights. And I wish somebody would start to argue that point rather than argue the balancing point of whether or not you can restrict um, uh, sports stadiums versus churches. and Sure, they're having arguments about little side issues. So let me ask you this. I think Rand Paul's a good man. I think Cotton's, you know, a little questionable, but at least has good rhetoric. Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, you know, is, 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 is certainly smart and acts like he's not against the country. They would become, even if they were sociopaths, very powerful and, and very successful. They would just champion for America, call out Klaus Schwab, read his quotes on air where they admit it's a global corporate takeover of the UN, rally Americans against this outside threat to terrorize us, lock us up. And, and, and they, they would win that fight very quickly, but they don't. Rand Paul's had a lot of courage saying, arrest Fauci, that's great. I think he's one of the best hopes, but but why won't they go there? Because I know Rand Paul, and I, and I know what he knows. Why don't they go all the way? Because if we had clear knowledge of conspiracy, which Trump didn't have, he certainly meant well, as you pointed out, like he tried to do good things in Syria, letting the Russians come in, he tried to have a good plan in Afghanistan. So, so clearly they didn't like him. But, but, but if we did have somebody with knowledge of this and actually fought them on their own ground in, in, in a serious discussion with the public about who they are. It's the man behind the curtain is now exposed, but no one will do that. I know that's been your frustration. I remember you on my show like 18 years ago, 20 years ago, frustrated. And I didn't really get what you were saying because I thought, well, I'm 25 and I get this. But I, it turns out I, I I hang around with billionaires and people. And they don't know this stuff. And it's like there's a spiritual block, Joel, because it's I can see it. You can see it. It's all right there. And... They don't see it. They don't get it. Well, let me tell you what the basic problem is in fighting it. Let's suppose that I was elected to high public office. Let's suppose I was the president of the United States, and I tried to tell the American people that terror was created uh, by the deep state, that 9-11 was a deep state operation, et cetera. You know, you can't get away with sound bites like that. It takes hours and hours of detailed information to be able to convince people about the details which make for conspiracy. And half of that stuff is hidden behind the veil of national security. And if you make one mistake, Alex, if you make one mistake that they can pull out their hidden knowledge of what really happened and contradicts you, then that's what they're going to pay as a exactly. drumbeat. I mean, this is what puts the fear in people. I mean, you have an audience 
six, eight hours a day, and you can put in these kinds of details. But even a president of the United States doesn't have that kind of time. And as I say, if he makes one mistake, they're going to crucify him on the issue of conservative, I mean, of conspiracy, which has now become such a poisonous word in our society that no politician dares to talk about this. I mean, even Tucker That's Carlson. It. You, you answered it. They're scared to go there. They know it, but they've demonized the term globalist, new world order. And so they're scared to go there. But I found going there, there's enough of the public that gets it now uh, that, that they could actually do it. And that's what I'm really behind the scenes pushing people to do uh, is, you know, come out with it because that's our only hope, I think. I mean, is there any way biblically, I mean, I guess Revelation's there. It's a fact to bypass this. Or is it like choose your own adventure where Nineveh, they got a hundred year reprieve. Obviously prophecy will be fulfilled, but is there, what do you think the time frame is of the Antichrist Armageddon? Uh, and is there any way to bypass the blow or, or push it off? Cause I mean, I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm ready to die for this. I just don't, I, I'd like to, I'd like to push this out for my children. Well, I'll be frank with you. Uh, I personally believe that because of the, Failure of people to listen to the promptings of conscience uh, on a variety of things. I mean, we are a conscience-violating society now, getting into greater and greater evil that we've lost the blessings of protection of God. All right. So the proof of that is in our movement, no matter how sincere we are, no matter how much desperately we want to reestablish constitutional governance, the Lord is not helping us. There's no single leader that has the courage to come out and one, say this COVID pandemic is a fraud. Not even Christy Nome will come out and say it's a fraud. No one has the audacity to come out and say these vaccines are not safe and they're not effective. There's just no courage anywhere to do that. And where is the Lord? I mean, look at the founding of the father uh, of, the, of this country. It's the only time in history where the Lord has allowed these great men, the Madisons, the Jeffersons, the uh, George Masons, the, uh, the George Washington, the, to rise to positions of political power and sufficient wealth in an upper middle class society to gain power and to be established. And even then, they barely got the Constitution through. With all of its flaws, they barely got it through. And it's been a downhill uh, run ever since. You're right. I, I mean, I try to read newspapers from 1776, and I've got a big vocabulary. I can't hardly understand it. And they weren't showing off. They were incredible specimens compared to us. That's right. But what I'm saying is, you know, could God have gotten into Donald Trump's circle somebody who could have told him about the deep state? He could have, but he didn't. And so Donald Trump to this day is still ignorant. Of the deep, he still can't tell who's dead because he's swimming in a den of vipers. I mean, he literally is. He came from the New York swamp into another swamp. He means well. You're absolutely right, and we're not just saying that. I mean, Trump pissed him off. He did a lot of good things. Wow, it's it's just incredible. Joel, let me ask you this question. I totally agree with you that 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 what they said last year was fake, and so a lot of experts I talked to think they've released some prion or sprayed something. But I can tell you, they hit Texas and Florida, almost my entire office. I'd say 95% of people got, got seriously ill. My dad, who was in pretty good shape, almost died. Um, I got him on the regimens that, 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 that Dr. Bartlett and Zelenko said. And my dad didn't tell me he was sick. So by the time I got over there, he was like 82 oxygen, you know, couldn't even talk, couldn't even get up. I made him take the stuff, literally had to force feed it to him. And the next day, he was like 90% better. It was insane. But... So I'm like, hey, this is overblown. You know, this is gunshot wounds and people that died of cancer. This year, 
I mean, I could tell you that I had it and it felt like a gorilla was on my chest and I got the medicine in about a day and, you know, got better in a couple of days. But uh, my wife's in super good shape, plays tennis, runs like 10 miles every other day. I mean, she looks like, you know, a female Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. She's still, you know, having trouble two weeks, three weeks later. She's, you know, she's not positive now, um, but she still feels like something's on her chest. So something's going on. It's starting to hit other parts of the country, but it did hit Florida and Texas. And I know a lot of people I respect think that they've that, that they've done something artificial. So, and they don't think that the quote variant even came out of the vaccine, like they're saying. So, so what? You're a smart guy. What do you think's going on? Well, I want to go in the, because we're short on time. I want to go back to the big picture. Here's what I think is happening relative to the Great Reset and this medical tyranny, et cetera. Medical tyranny is putting us into a lockdown of government controlling your lives, and it's going to last clear up until the next war. But I'm here to tell you that the Great Reset is about destroying economies so that they can build back better, in other words, with more socialism and more control. But they cannot do that without a globalized New World Order. They cannot do that. And war is what's going to take them there. You know, an EMP strike won't do it. This uh, this COVID thing doesn't get us into a new world order, but a nuclear strike on U.S. military forces brings our leaders out of their bunkers and saying, now our only way to defend ourselves is to join a militarized global government. That is the key point that changes the entire history of projection. And what is my theory is that because they will, it will be so horrendous. I mean, you think of a year without electricity in the United States and all the bad feelings, the hatred, the Mad Max scenario, the, the revenge that comes afterwards. Even the deep state will lose control. They will not be able to implement AI. They will not be able to implement robotics. You ha can only do that in a perfectly functioning, non-conflict society. They're going to lose a great deal of control. And in the melee that happens after this war, and I don't think the world would ever be the same. In terms of the second coming, I think that the evil that that produces out of that war will lead us uh, to a tremendous evil society that we will have to, uh, you know, relocate for safety. We'll have to start new remnants. We'll have to have pockets of liberty, uh, but we're never going to reestablish, I think, uh, the United States as it is. I'm sad to say. We've got a few minutes left here because I got you on a little late and I appreciate you joining us on on, on Saturday uh, afternoon and evening. But if you disagree with me, it's fine because, I, I mean, I, I want to know your real view. I'm the one saying this is overblown. You know, who knows if this Wuhan thing's even real a year ago because we have the statistics. I'm saying I personally have seen something unlike the flu, unlike a cold uh, come through that, that was uh, very, very serious. I'm asking you, when you say we need leaders that'll say it's basically fake, we know the projection of it, the whole takeover, the mask are fake, the vaccine's fake, hurts you, we know that. That's all true. I'm saying, do you have any idea what's going on with what they say is the Delta variant that's now 99% of cases worldwide? I don't know if this was a Delta variant. I don't know if it's COVID. All I know is, since when do we see something come through in July, August, September, and almost everybody I know in Austin has basically been extremely sick. And a lot of people I know have died. I mean, I know quite people that are dead. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's what I'm saying, Joel. What do you think that is? Well, first of all, the virus was real, uh, but viruses mutate constantly. There's probably over 40 or 50 variants of that virus already. They're just putting a name to it, whether it's the MU or, uh, you know, variant of the Delta variant. Sure, they to act like they know what's going on. 
They don't have that test for that. That's pure propaganda. The point is, I think that most of what the damage is, is from vaccine, not from the actual any variant, because the variants get weaker and less dangerous the more they mutate. Sure, sure. But my folks didn't get shots. I didn't get shots. My crew didn't. Yeah, so I'm but saying you around is people. But you were around people who did. That's the point. They're shedding this thing. Now, let me tell you. Flu season, viruses don't proliferate in, uh, proliferate in summertime I agree. when people get plenty of sunshine. So the uptick in these things, by the way, that's mostly cases. They're still using the PCR test, even though the CDC has uh, abandoned it. That's the only test they've got, and they want to keep using it so that they continue to drive this, uh, this false uh, Delta variant agenda. But I'll tell you, I think most of the disease and the deaths and the problems that are happening uh, are because of the vaccine shedding, not because of uh, any variant. And by the itself. way, Joel Skousen, I agree with you, and I think that's what it is from hundreds of experts I've interviewed. Pfizer admits that their vaccine sheds. Uh, I've had doctors on that admit that they've confirmed it's giving people shingles, herpes-like things, and other deals. Uh, women have reported that haven't been vaccinated, their husbands have, or boyfriends, they're getting all this menstrual bleeding. That's now admitted. Uh, and so do you think that was part of the plan? And, and what do you think's coming next because Biden's saying, oh, a worse virus is coming. And uh, I mean, I mean, clearly they're trying to escalate depopulation or where do you think they're going? Well, you have, you know, hundreds of labs around the world that are working on more lethal bioweapon viruses and they're going to release those things. I think the vaccine makes you more susceptible to those things. And, uh, you know, I, I put out in last week's World Affairs Brief, which people can get a sample by simply going to the website and clicking on request a sample. But I talked about how this stuff sheds, how this stuff uh, creates uh, false um, um, prolific uh, enhancement of, uh, of your uptake of viruses later on. And that's what I think the real danger is. It's not that millions of people are going to die from this vaccine, but it sets them up to be more susceptible to disease. And I'll tell you, Alex, we have to get very healthy. People got to get thin. They got to really start eating healthy. They got to exercise hard. You can't live the continual normal lifestyle. And ex lifestyle oh, this and was a wake-up call for me. I mean, I, I go back and forth drinking, not drinking. I finally quit drinking again and I don't even want it anymore. I've lost 10 pounds the last three weeks. And I've just, seeing all this evil get right out in the open now has made me even have a head adjustment uh, and, and, and get even more focused. You're absolutely right. And, and listen, folks, Joel Skousen has an amazing newsletter, uh, worldaffairsbrief.com. If you email him, he will send you a free copy. It really is some of the best research and intel out there. Tell folks how they can uh, get a free copy or how they should subscribe because people need to support folks out there like you that are one of the most accurate people I know. Well, you notice on that screenshot on the left-hand side, it says request a sample. The reason I don't have people email anymore, I get hundreds when I've been on your show, Alex, and I can't handle the traffic. So it's now on the website. Just click on request a sample there and uh, put in your email address and it'll come to you. All right. Any, we got two minutes left. Appreciate your time on this Saturday evening, 9-11, uh, 20 years later. Closing comments, Joel Skousen, World First Brief. Well, I'll tell you, 9-11 was the greatest evil so far. I mean, this almost is comparable to the, the, the COVID. It's not a false pandemic. It's just an exaggerated pandemic, not worthy of a pandemic. But I'll tell you, 9-11 really takes the cake. And I'll tell you, it makes me sick, Alex, to sit there and listen to all the propaganda at the 20-year anniversary, talking about we were more unified together, et cetera. It did nothing but create a war on terror. It took away our rights it, uh, through the Patriot Act. Um, but when you really study the details, and on the right-hand side of my website, you'll see 
uh, on 9-11 updates, I go through most of the evidence of why there were explosives in the buildings and pay particular attention to the Pentagon attack because the Pentagon attack was very, very sophisticated with an aircraft and a missile under its wing that shot a hole in that building before uh, that aircraft uh, hit it. And it may not have been a full you know, 757 because a lot of people saw a smaller aircraft painted up in uh, colors of American Airlines. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's yeah, very, very Yeah, they said it looked like a large cruise missile with American Airlines colors on it. Well, it had to be more than a cruise missile because we actually have pictures of the aircraft and it isn't as big as an airliner. We have pictures of it and we see the missile coming off on the wing. And so the fact that there's half of a radome inside the building means that there had to be a hole in the wall in that building before the aircraft hit and, it. And, and by the way, I should have added, and, and you've got a few minutes if you want to, you're a yeah. former uh, Naval Aviator Marine Corps officer that you know lands on aircraft carriers. So if anybody can talk about aircraft and stuff, it's you. Uh, spend a few minutes on 9-11. Building 7, uh, 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 no bombs in it, Falls CIA headquarters, obviously bombs in the buildings, uh, Operation Northwood Part 2, the government had a plan. Kennedy said no to it in 61, LLM and Sir and Curtis LeMay to uh, have people get on board in Miami on planes in front of people, CIA, even with their kids, claim the plane went down, uh, but actually have a, another larger drone aircraft, a drone jetliner that is then shot down, blamed on Cuba, triggering a war with Cuba that then entices the Soviets into a war to then launch a preemptive nuclear war uh, against the Soviet Union. And so they basically took that off the shelf because we know that uh, Rumsfeld, uh, was the protege of L.L. Emmonser at that time, youngest defense secretary uh, later under uh, Ford, then comes back in under George W. Bush, and these psychos loved to launch those plans. They never launched, so Emmonser did get his plan, didn't he, in September 11, 2001? Well, it wasn't the same people. I mean, this was a totally— I mean, sure, sure, I'm saying I'm saying they already had that a similar plan, and, and, I, and I mean, I think Rumsfeld was involved. What do you think? Well, sure. Uh, wh what you look at, you know, when you look at the to total picture of 9-11, you look at the fact that they had all these exercises planned at the very same time to confuse the controllers about whether or not this was part of an exercise or this was an actual attack. But you look as part of Pilots for 9-11 Truth, we have the radar tapes of showing where the FAA tracked those aircraft. And they take off from Boston Logan Airport or Washington Dulles uh, Airport, and they go out over the Midwest and they rendezvous with aircraft coming from the West Coast. And you see them circle each other. They circle and then the aircraft go off west, the, the hijacked aircraft, and the drone aircraft come in to attack the buildings. And that's very important because the building that the aircraft that attacked the South Tower had a bulging modification on it. I telephoned Boeing that day and I said, you know, did you do or authorize that modification? Because I'll tell you, flighting, flighting or, or flying fighter aircraft in, um, in the military, every change we made to that aircraft had to be approved by Lockheed or Boeing, whoever made the aircraft. And Boeing said to me, we didn't do it. They didn't deny there was a bulge on that airplane. They said, we did not do it. Now, that aircraft was not modified at Boston Logan Airport. Pilots and by the way, you said this on my show. I guess you were coming on right around. You came on right around 9-11. I think you'd already been on. But yes. you, you've been on the show, I guess, more than 20 years of memory service. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember you talking about all this. And then years later, like seven years later, they released the FAA and NORAD tapes. And there's hours of it I play, but they're like, 
there's all these simulations and they've now taken our computers over. And what is this? Who's in control? What's going on here? And they are, and then they're like talking about F-16s and there's, and it, I mean, it's crazy what happened. Yes, it really is. Another phenomenal thing is what happened to Flight 97 into uh, Shanksville. It did not crash in Shanksville. That was a simulated crash with a small airplane that they put down in that uh, that quarry. But uh, that aircraft actually landed in Cleveland, was put into the Nassau hangar there. And that's when the stewardess falsified her conversation with the uh, the supposed during the terrorist attack. And when you hear whisper after she's done with her speech, a person whispers, good job, good job. And, um, you know, there's just so much happening. The falsification of uh, Barbara Olson's telephone call on the uh, aircraft that hit the Pentagon. Of course, it wasn't the one. It was a drone aircraft. No conventional 757 could have made that five or six G turn without pulling the wings off unless it was a specially modified smaller aircraft and it did have a missile under its wing. And one of the proofs of that is when you look at the Pentagon video, you see uh, an immediate white flash before you see the red and uh, black smoke of the uh, fuel fire that that uh, then is, is visible. Absolutely. That, like, in, in closing, I get this question most often on the street and I get it everywhere. Why are you alive? Why are your guests still alive? So, Joel, why was your uncle Cleon Skousen still alive when he was a high-level FBI guy, FBI guy and exposed the whole blueprint? Why are you still alive? I, I think God's in control. I also think I grew slowly enough. They might have killed me earlier if they, if they knew how big I'd get, but I think that they leave me alive uh, because they would turn me into a martyr. Uh, and, and, you know, also I've clowned around some. You know, maybe they, you know, tell themselves I'm, I'm doing more damage than good. I don't think that's the case now. None of us are perfect. But, but just in two minutes, why are we still alive? Because they always say, oh, they must be controlled opposition. Well, if I'm controlled, I don't know it. <laughs> I have to field a lot of emails from people asking if you're controlled opposition. I've assured them, no, I've met Alex. I've talked to him. This guy's legitimate. Uh, and uh, I continue to say that. I mean, I may I not be in control of myself even sometimes. I am a wild man, but exactly. <laughs> I guarantee you, I, there's nobody running me other than the Holy Spirit, which I wish would just take me over because I'd, I'd be a better person if the Holy Spirit was in charge. Well, Alex, I think there is a certain deal of protection, even though the Lord isn't going to allow us to win by allowing one of us or a great conspiratorial believing leader to lead the country, because the people would simply not vote for it. There's too many people. Uh, but he is protecting those so that some voice gets out. You see, that's part of the problem or the part of the the, the, um, the plan of the Lord. He has to separate people out. Forget about unity. There's never going to be unity in this country. The purpose of the Lord now is to divide people into those who really want to know the truth and are willing to stand up for it from those that want to play along, go along with society and continue to uh, prosper during this uh, plan of tyranny. And it's our job to help build the remnant, Alex. That's why the Lord is protecting us and, and keeping us on air. I, I totally agree. And I've gotten to where 30 years ago, I kind of liked the world and it was okay. And then 20 years ago, I didn't like it, but I still, you know, didn't like being, you know, bothered by the system coming after me. And, and, and now 10 years ago, I hated the system in Hollywood and everything. And now I can't even be around it. And I don't want anything of the system, anything of the world. Uh, my foibles, my problems are basically getting better and better and falling away. And I'm getting closer to God all the time. And, 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 and now I'm getting to a point where I can't be in Austin anymore. 
I, even though my whole system's here, I just cannot be around these people anymore. It's not like I'm some wonderful holy man. I'm just getting to where I physically cannot be around it. And I think that's what God's doing is they're gonna, we're gonna be forced to divide. And, and, and that's, a, that, that's the test of this life, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. In fact, that's what this vaccine mandate is doing. It's gonna, it's gonna sever us from establishment society. We're going to have to start homeschooling. We're gonna have to start doing home birth, stay out of those hospitals. You're going to have to get out of the major corporations. You're going to have to become an entrepreneur. You're going to have to retrain for things. You're going to have uh, to mean, go move into a farming community to grow. You have people that grow food. I mean, it, this is forcing right. us back to our to, to, to what God wants. That's exactly right. And I think we not need to resist it. I get emails all the time. People, how can I stay in the military? I said, forget about it. Get out of the military. The military is going to get nuked during the beginning of this World War III. And you'll be you'll thank God that they forced you out. So don't try to stay in. That's my message to people. Accept it. Plan for it. It'll never get easier. Relocation will never get easier than now. You've been those. That's hard right. It's only going to get harder. My my gut knows that. My intellect knows it as well. You're absolutely right. Joel Skelton, WorldAffairsBrief.com. Our interviews get better and better. This is the best interview we've done so far. God bless you, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have had so many amazing guests on today. Ernest Ramirez. Uh, we've had Dr. Richard Bartlett on. Um, we've had Joel Skousen on, Robert Barnes, and more. And I'm going to go to break here, and I'm going to come back with another very special guest here. But, man, this is just such an incredible time. And as negative as it is, at least there's clarity now. And at least we know we were right about it, and now we got to do something about it. Now we got to protect our families. We're going to go to break and come right back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final guest today, and that is Steve Quayle. I want to thank all our amazing guests today, Ernest Ramirez, Robert Barnes, Dr. Richard Bartlett, Joel Skousen, uh, Melissa Gunderson, and so much more. We're done with this interview uh, with Steve Quayle. I'm going to cover news and get to a bunch of 9-11 news and a bunch of uh, incredible stuff in closing, but the times are so amazing and our audience has exploded. So we're here on Saturday evening. Please share this feed when we're streaming it out in the archive for Bandai Video. That's the whole point. And, and, and that's why you're so amazing. All right, we'll be right back. I am cutting this ad on Thursday afternoon. That means you've got one, two, three, four days. Monday at midnight, we've got to end this sale. We may end it earlier because we think it'll sell out by then at current sales rates. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is super popular. It's got all the high quality vitamins and minerals that are essential, great amino acids, and it tastes great. It's powder form, so in the water, you absorb it more when you drink the fruit punch. Then we also have, back in stock, this sale will continue through next week, Knockout Sleep Aid with eight organic ingredients that help you sleep better. It's 50% off and Ultra 12, one of our best sellers, high quality vitamin B12 for your whole body, your stamina, your libido, your energy, your immune system. It's back in stock and it is 50% off as well at InfoWarsStore.com. So get your vitamin mineral fusion while you still can at InfoWarsStore.com for 33% off and a bunch of the other supplements are 50% off as well throughout next week. But the sale of vitamin mineral fusion ends Monday night, so get yours now. It's September 11th, 2021. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world.
Well, we've already had a lot of amazing guests on the transmission today, but I wanted to end with the strongest guest we could have on talking about 9-11 20 years later and that globalist alliance with radical Islam and now the current Great Reset Takeover. I haven't talked to Steve Quayle in a couple months since he was last on my weekday show. I was talking to him right before we went live, right before we went to air, and I, I wanted to get in the Great Reset. And I said, what do you want to cover first? And he said, the plan to cut off the resources, the Great Reset. So we're going to look at that. We're going to go back 20 years at 9-11. We're going to move forward to what's happening uh, with these man-made viruses and Fauci and Biden and his dictatorial announcements that are unprecedented. So we couldn't have a better guest on with us on this Saturday, September 11th, 2021, 20 years later. I was interviewing Steve Quayle long before 9-11. In fact, he was the guy that trailblazed the genetic engineering, the human cloning, the plan to put chips in us. I thought he was going too far when I first heard him in 1996, but started interviewing him in 1997. gen 6 giantscom really needs no introduction. Thank you so much, Steve Quell, for joining us uh, on this Saturday. Well, Alex, what we're watching right now is the communist takeover and takedown and total assault on what's left of freedom and liberty. And what people have got to get through their heads, plain and clear, the timing of Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan would not have been any more significant in light of the fact, it could not have been any more significant in light of the fact that for 20 years, right, wrong, or indifferent, we were pretty much protected in the United States. And we didn't have that many major terrorist incidents. But now we've equipped one of the most uh, prolific terrorist organizations in the world and the most powerful financially with uh, the state-of-the-art weaponry. We've got the equipping of the, the genetic databases. And what they're not telling everybody is not only in those databases are they Afghanis, but they are U.S. servicemen and U.S. servicemen's records. And this fits in with what we're going to cover today on this Saturday special broadcast, because President Biden has declared war on approximately one third, close to probably closer to one half of the United States population. At the same time, leaving American citizens, Alex, you know, behind and bringing 100,000 Afghan re refugees. And we've heard the story about the communist State Department, in my opinion. We've heard the stories about the blocking of people being able, men, women, and children, Americans being able to leave uh, the airport in Kabul. So what, what we're watching, ladies and gentlemen, again, is all, and I'll say this point blank, all of us who are called and uh, criticized for being conspiracy uh, theorists, we now can take the high ground and say, the conspiracies were real all along. And all of the films that Alex done, all the broadcasting, podcasting I've done, others in alt media, everything that they could have accused us of, of telling lies is now in the forefront. And let's look at it just bottom line. We, Alex, are under a full scale communist takeover and takedown. And when you get the president of the United States targeting, targeting everybody that doesn't agree with him, targeting everybody that knows true science, but that the, uh, if you will, the narrative of the day won't even listen to the brightest scientists in the world. I, I think people have got to, this has got to be the ultimate bucket of cold water in the head and a slap on both faces because we're at that uh, later date in this country.
Well, the first person I ever heard say they're going to bring in a global government, cut the resources off, and forcibly inject you with a GMO shot that takes over your DNA was you in, what, 1996. In fact, I read the book you wrote. That's why I got you on. You've written several books predicting all that because you're the first. That's where I learned about this. People give me the credit, but, I mean, I mean, I later saw it in the documents and confirm you were right, but how did you know all that? Well, the genetic Armageddon, uh, today's technology, tomorrow's monsters, is that very specific uh, uh, book you're talking about. And then everything else that I brought out in every, you know, uh, shortwave radio broadcast or radio or guest host or guest uh, appearance, et cetera. But the reason I knew it was because, quite candidly, I knew the extinction protocols that would be put into place shortly before the presence of the Antichrist came on the scene. Now, I'm going to make a claim. The Antichrist means in place of Jesus Christ. And I've, I've told everybody, look, I, I, I wasn't, I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not psychic. But I believe that, you know, I've made it clear. Thank you. There's the book, which is now out of print and it's been replaced by Terminated. The end of man is near. And even the messenger RNA it, mutagenic injections are, I would say this, the fulfillment of that. So how I knew this, Alex, was simply, you know, uh, almost 49 years ago, I got a vision and it was a real vision from God. I've gone into that uh, with you and shared my testimony of the years. And this is from someone who was the most a-religious, I'd say sacrilegious, uh, guy, you know, on the planet at the time. But, but you got the big, you got the big download. I got the big download. And, and for the record, when I was talking about this thing, here's the thing, you know this too. Anybody who sees what's coming in the future has to always be denigrated in the present to hide what's obvious in the present. So simply saying this is by attacking the truth. And what we've watched, ladies and gentlemen, in the alternative news media is the same uh, rule, uh, Sololinsky's rules for radical, uh, I think it's rule 13, you just keep attacking, you attack, you attack. That's what happened to uh, President Trump. Never give the object of attack a break. And, if you and when they get caught in one lie, they just put out another, and that's how they always move us down the road towards tyranny. I, I want to stop because I want to go through all the things happening currently, what's happening next in your view. Steve Quayle here of stevequayle.com, author, filmmaker, researcher, talk show host. I mean, really original OG. Pulling back from all of this, what is it like, though, to be vindicated? To me, it's it's kind of a sickening feeling. And it, it, people say, wow, you've been proven right. Well, I, I wish we would have stopped it. And then people would say, oh, you were wrong. But, but instead, it's all coming true. What are they going to do because of you and I and so many others that planted seeds in the last, for your case, 30 years, my case, 27 years? What are they going to do because of the effectiveness of all that and people now remembering and reading the books and seeing the old broadcast and how much credibility it's giving us. Cause we know it makes us targets. It's not a power trip. We're very humble. It's all God. But, but how is the system going to deal with the fact that, that, that they intended to just not have any opposition, but instead they're having great opposition. Well, that's biblical too, isn't it? There's huge opposition to antichrist. He wipes them out for a while. Then a huge revival happens. He basically goes crazy, starts trying to kill everybody. And then Christ returns. Is that accurate? That's pretty accurate. And, and the other thing that is, really, I'd say, problematic, where people used to be able, you ask, how does it feel to be vindicated? It makes me weep. Alex, there are times I shut up because I can't go beyond where people are at this time. Everybody's got a context of time. And a lot of the stuff that you and I have warned about, talked about, made videos about, they're now, people are seeing it for themselves. 
Who would have ever thought that you'd be forced to take a vaccine, of an, and it's not a vaccine, it's a mutagenic injection, messenger RNA, in other words, DNA destroying insert that goes into your body. By the way, that's just straight out of the book of, uh, of Genesis in Genesis chapter six. So the point is, is that we're watching the, if you will, the destruction of the human genome with the promise of basically a superman, an ubermensch. We're going to become something better than what the God of heaven created us to be. And they're going to basically get rid of any of us who will stand against saying this is wrong. And I believe and you believe and we believe that killing 90 percent of the human race, which is underway, is total evil. So, you know, I, I basically, I can't go beyond my emotions. How do I and you, when you see the fullness and see what it's gonna affect every man, woman, child, and the starvation and the FEMA camps, and all that goes along with the guillotines and the most horrible time in history. Jesus said this, there's never been a time like it in history, nor would be again, and if he himself did not shorten the days, there'd be no flesh left alive. That simply means no human beings left alive. And so the whole transhumanist movement, and going back to your original question, I looked into the future, not because I could, I didn't need a crystal ball. I needed the, uh, you know, basically what you call, and I guess it's the greatest description I could even give it, is what you gave it, a heavenly uh, download. And so given what I see now, Ladies and gentlemen, we're being starved into submission. We just armed the most, how should I say this, prolific uh, uh, a group of uh, uh, people on the planet in, in the way of the Taliban, ISIS, all of the, if you will, the super federation of uh, Muslim nations that basically are already killing the Christians. And you put up Klaus Schwab. Okay, this is Darth Vader with his mask off. This guy is absolutely, I would say, Dr. Evil in the full manifestation, not in Hollywood, but in the flesh. So the Great Reset is nothing more than the end of the old order and the new world order of chaos. And that's why chaos, the literal, every place in the world is undergoing a chaotic turmoil. By the way, that's an actual entity too. Chaos isn't just a condition. That's an actual entity. It's one of the uh, leading fallen angels in all history. So he's the arch enemy and arch nemesis of mankind. Now, a lot of people can't deal with the spiritual ramifications, but what we're seeing is absolute. We're seeing the medical assassination. We're seeing the monitoring of every man, woman, and child proposed. And in the vaccination, the vaccine that's assassinating everybody, my words, the only way I can describe it, people are willingly submitting themselves to an unproven technology, but with proven results. And they're all not, uh, how should I say this, good. There is no uh, scientific basis. Like ivermectin, you started talking about it, I started talking about it. Gary Haven started talking about it and warning everybody. And it was, a, there's 4 billion doses of it. It got the Nobel Prize. It has, it, by the way, it wasn't designed originally for horses, but there's crossover antibiotics. But that's one of the greatest uh, drug discoveries in the history of the world, just by sheer dosage. So uh, Joe Rogan, he, you're, you're, he, you know, he got so much crap 
from people that were mad because basically he lived. Christy and the media, it, well, it fixed him in like two days. The media never mentioned, by the way, it worked. No, no. And same thing with Christy Alley. They see what they do, and this is something we've got to understand. We must, at every single opportunity, break their false narrative. We must overwhelm their narrative with the truth, and that's what they're doing. So I expect, Alex, we're going to see shutdowns and takedowns in the months ahead. And, well, and, let's explain you know, that because you've been saying it's their plan to get rid of the farms, get rid of the people. They now admit that. They say the Great Reset's about cutting resources off. And now in Australia, which is the beta test, and, and, and areas of Europe, the, the store shelves are barren. You call. The government gives you a little bit of money each month, barely enough to live. But it's your own tax money. It's being devalued. And then you call to get a pizza or, or, or a salad. It doesn't come. Or it's all wilted and dead. And now they're building camps here in Europe. And they're saying, we're going to put people in camps to shield them. That's on the CDC's own website. The CDC's declared control of all homes, all rents. Uh, Biden made this dictatorial declaration of the federalization of, of all the cities and said he'll remove governors. So it's all happening now, the buildup, the beta test, the, 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 the rollout. And in their own words, they're trying to collapse the capitalist civilization so that everyone looks for the solution that is this new world currency, this new reset. And they're saying, oh, Klaus Schwab says the next attack will be terrorists cutting off the internet and financial systems. But don't worry, we'll have the new global currency once it all crashes. I mean, a two-year-old could see they had discernment that he's the one, they're the ones, they're the globalists. He's the former head of the Bilderberg Group. Now he runs the public Bilderberg Group, Davos, and that they're preparing everyone to crash their Ponzi scheme, give us a world ID at the point of a gun if you want to buy bread, uh, and that's why they're trying to destroy all the farms and buying up the infrastructure. This is such a clear power trip. And then, of course, it's fulfilling, as you said, uh, scripture and prophecy perfectly. And the average leftist now has said, we have adopted Satanism. When we, ad when we abort babies, it is our sacrament. And the Democratic Party officially says, headline, Satanists are our only hope now. I mean, it's all unfolding. It is all unfolding. And, and the, I said this years ago, and I mean, actually decades ago, but it, a really powerful statement is this, the invisible will become visible. That which has been hidden will be made manifest. And the things of men's nightmares will come into their realm of consciousness and visibility. So when you see that statement, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, remember this, the Democrats made war on God. And Klaus Schwab said, the time's going to come when you're going to own nothing and be happy. Well, you know, that's kind of like that old song, don't worry, be happy. I'm sure the, the author of that didn't mean it this way. But the point is, is that you're watching right now those who call evil good and good evil. The prophets of old said, woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. So, Alex, we're seeing the redefinition of truth. And remember this, the whole world, the whole world, everything, whole means nothing can be added to it, nothing can be subtracted from it, lies in the evil one. And so where Jesus has been displaced and where the Christian influence of restraining evil has pretty much been done away with, now Satan's moved into the power vacuum because he knows. The Bible's interesting. It teaches that Satan knows he has but a short time to basically destroy as much of humanity as he can. And unfortunately, a lot of Christendom 
is 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 cooperating. That was and, my next point. The churches are oh face scan to come in, uh, vaccine passports. Maybe we should take chips. Well, those really aren't churches. The Bible tells us that the church will be actually the seat of Satan in the future. The false the false church. And that's what the left doesn't get. So many mainline leftists just think it's about being liberal and it's their new religion of, you know, hating white people and hating Jesus and all this other stuff. But what they don't get is this is Satan knowing he already lost, trying to claw as much souls and people as he can with him. And so that's why it's all frantic. It's why it doesn't make sense. It's why it's a, a, a demolition that even hurts the minions because they were slaves put in power because they would carry this out for them. Absolutely. And, and, you know, just even the picture that you're just showing the screen, the images on the screen, the movie clip or whatever, you know, Satan, it was it was the brightest shining being in the universe. He led the worship of God. And so what's interesting, Alex, is the portrayal of Satan. That's a classic uh, portrayal of Satan is not like those who worship him. Literally, the the powers that be in Washington have had many of them, they've had personal appearances with what who they call Lord Lucifer, little L, little L. And I want people to understand something. They are out. They are out. Satan and his minion. And by the way, the story you put up, this is critical. Subjects. Did you notice Australia it isn't calling its uh, people citizens any longer? They're subjects. That means they're subjected, subjected to the uh, dictatorial decrees of the globalist New World Order. And what's happened there, we're seeing it reproduced in Canada, not to the degree. We're seeing it reproduced in Britain, not yet to the degree. We're seeing it really close, closer reproduced in New Zealand. What they're taking down is the five eyes, in essence, the Anglo-Saxon world that, uh, you know, pretty much is uh, in the sights of the evil one. And what we're watching in the United States under the control of Satan, under the direction of Satan, and churches are being used is to direct, if you will, people's attention away from the biblical uh, 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 revelation of what the end times would be like and giving us a false narrative that you just get rid of the Christians. You just get rid of all of the uh, good in the world. And what look at what world we're going to make. Now, it's one thing if you've got you know, gazillions of billions and you're living in Australia or New Zealand or you're on a, you know, billion dollar mega yacht or whatever. The point being is, is that the abandoned hope, ye who live here, America is no longer the same. We don't have freedom and liberty anymore. And just as the Twin Towers came down, I was thinking about it. The Twin Towers, that day that happened and our government's complicity and you've covered it ad nauseum, I have. But the point is is that if you take the two most important things in America, what we were like, and whatever the world looked, they looked at freedom and liberty. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we all are watching that. When they locked us down under solitary confinement, when they put the BS diapers on our face, when they started social virtuing, when they started basically saying, you gotta do this that, with no science behind it. And by the way, Alex, we've gotta cover the fact where is the lack of logic or even basic thinking that everybody who's getting COVID when COVID itself before the vaccination program went in was diminishing and obviously with ivermectin and obviously hydroxychloroquine and all of the natural additions to those, uh, vitamin D, zinc, etc. But look at how this thing has, has, I guess you'd say, almost gone at warp speed 
to the more people who are becoming vaccinated are getting sick and dying. And the true numbers, excuse me, according to a lot of the people in the know that I talked to, are three and 400,000 people who have been vaccinated that are dying. And it's just like the new governor of New York said, hey, Como didn't you know, put 4,000 people into uh, the nursing homes that ended up dying. There was 12,000. So remember this, ladies and gentlemen, numbers are always skewed to cover up the nature of the crime. And this crime is against humanity. And we're facing, let's face it, human extinction. That's where it's at. We're undergoing every one of these things, Alex, grocery shelves, uh, diminishing water in the Pacific uh, Northwest and in the desert Southwest, and the destruction of our food growing, our agribusiness, uh, even to the point of- The cutoff of the pipelines, uh, not letting us with lakes full of water, like you said, in Southern Oregon, and, and, and saying, oh, there's a fish that's in danger that's not even indigenous and isn't endangered, uh, just and not letting them cut the undergrowth for 30 years. And, and undermining the families and shipping in the fentanyl and the FDA legalizing and the production of fentanyl and Oxycontin for children uh, and, and then lying and saying that the new vaccine was finally given approval two weeks ago and it wasn't. They treat us like we're the enemy they're trying to kill. And I don't think the public can just wrap their mind around the magnitude of they've gone from beta to the main assault worldwide, the global lockdown still going on in Africa and other areas, starving them to death then they can't help but try to come here, then they're putting you in camps for six months, brainwashed to hate white people, then brought here to drive down wages and attack. I feel sorry for them, but yeah, we see the concerted globalist effort, and that's what you wanted to get to first. Let's talk about it. The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, the cutting of the resources off, and then promising when things collapse, you'll get all these freebies. It's so obvious, but even Rand Paul and our best senators don't address the Great Reset. They don't address it's a global takeover. They don't address it's a new type of war. They don't address that the UN uh, is 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 being directed by the mega banks and, and bragging. I mean, on Klaus Schwab's own Wikipedia, guys, put it in. You can and then, and then that links to his statements at Davos. It says we are capturing the old democracies, and obviously we're a republic. But they call free countries democracies, which they aren't. Trying to you know the, the mob to vote in tyranny. They're saying forget that. We're just capturing democratic structures and institutions, and then the stakeholders at the corporate level will control. They're, he's saying they're establishing a corporate dictatorship, and look who implements the lockdowns and the controls and, and, and the UN global uh, ID for, for the medical vaccine passport, and they say it'll be a carbon passport that says where you can go and what you can do. This isn't coming. Australia and Europe and the UK are launching it, and Trudeau is saying, I want to be like Xi Jinping, a dictator, uh, and, and, and Biden is pointing at pointing directly at people that aren't injected with this experimental shot and saying, you're killing people, even though we know it's the vaccinated giving off the mutations that are killing people. I mean, it's just one hell of a time to be alive, to have them gaslighting us like this and to know that they're blackmailing people. So, so to go back to the British royal family and then elaborate, I don't like the Queen of England, I don't like any of them, but they're seen as a symbol of Britain and sovereignty. Clearly, they're being blackmailed by a group that's taking control of the British Empire. That's why the British Empire is the most locked down and the example of the you know, globalist takeover Cecil Rhodes 120 years ago said it would be. It's not the British Empire runs things, it's that out of that British Empire structure of the Rothschilds and others, we now have the planetary Bretton Woods Agreement and America merging with that. But it is the, it is the uh, places that always had director generals, uh, 
in control. The parliaments were always ceremonial, and we're going back to governor generals and director generals being in control while they use the Jeffrey Epstein blackmail uh, of Prince Charles's brother to control the monarchy and the Jimmy Savelle pedophilia to control Prince Charles, who we now know is set to become the king, uh, not his son. So, so that's really behind the scenes, that key blackmail in those Satanist pedophile rings that's controlling things. Please elaborate on that gestalt, sir. Well, I think, I think Alex, the satanic pedophile human sacrifice uh, nature of the uh, global elite, they, they, they feast on blood. It is literally the vamp, the kingdom of the vampires. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to just be clever or metaphoric. They literally feast on the blood. And you know, the Bible says the life is in the blood. The whole vampire, if you will, uh, persona presentation through history is it took the blood of children or women or the innocent to basically prolong life indefinitely. And, and as Zoltan Isfahan, one of the most famous, and by the way, he's not a vampire, but he's a, a transhumanist said, at the heart of all transhumanism, all transhumanists want to live forever. So here's the deal. Vampirism as long, good job, I love that, as long, Vlad the Impaler, now we've got basically Joe uh, the Assailer, you know? And what, what I think people need to understand is this, there is a supernatural thread of control that transcends not only centuries, but millennia. And now is the time, now is the time, there's a specific time, there's general times, but this is a specific time for the kingdom of the beast to arise and to begin global slaughter. And one of the things that I gotta you know, uh, wrestle with, Alex, I'm sure you do, is the word ramifications. We're all seeing the events of the day. We're all trying to be confused. By the way, confusion is another goal of basically Alinsky's Rules of Radicals. Remember, Saul Alinsky uh, dedicated his book to Lucifer, the ultimate rebel. But what, what we're seeing is this, that we're seeing now the entire world, in my opinion, going mad. We're seeing the entire world being and brought And by the way, in. Schwab said that. They said, we want to make everybody go crazy to collapse the system and create anger. And then he's sitting there doing it, and our governors and our senators aren't addressing that this is 21st century warfare. Because I think Rand Paul's a good guy. I think Ted Cruz is a good guy. I think Josh Hawley is. Uh, and, and Tom Cotton, why are they spiritually blinded, Steve? Why don't they address that we're under assault uh, by this global government corporate takeover when when Klaus Schwab admits it? Do they not read their books? Well, they don't, not that they don't read their books, they know it. But I think, Alex, there's a diversion from what I would call the perversion. They don't want to get into the religious realm. And these people, quote, those are some of their own words. They think they can have a political solution to a spiritual problem. When we see all the globalists, and I would call the uh, techno-decadent uh, technocrats gathering, and at every single one of their uh, openings or, or their dedications, like the Gothard uh, Tunnel in Switzerland, everything's a cult. When you see the Super Bowl um, halftime shows, Everything's occult. The word means occult, means to occlude or hide. But when the occlusion or the hiding is taken down and you begin to see it for as it is, and I believe this is what's happening, Alex, trying to get those glasses that have been so smoked, trying to get people to polish, and I'm talking about their vision 
of being able to understand what's going on. This is the global assassination of 90% of the Earth's population underway right now. Which, by the way, Klaus Schwab and Ted Turner and Prince Charles and Prince Philip and, and, and David Rockefeller before he died and Bill Gates all write books and all give speeches and I've shown them here and them getting World Eugenics Awards. I mean, this is really what they're doing. And I don't think people who are used to the good old times still had major problems, but evil was more hidden. Don't understand the mask is coming off and they're making their move. And you see the, the Super Bowl and you see the Olympics with like witches flying down and killing children in beds with viruses and grim reapers. I mean, they're really telling us what they're planning to do and now they're doing it. Sure. And I think that's part of the uh, a spiritual conflict between the forces of good, the living God and the forces of evil, the fallen ones and the fallen angels. And here's the thing I want people to understand biblically. It, the Bible says that even Satan himself can manifest or take on a human cloak, okay, that, that people can see him as this, quote, benevolent or whatever form he chooses to take, Satan himself. And then the Apostle Paul says, how be it, even his ministers, meaning the, the fallen angels that follow him. I maintain, Alex, that even the Bidens we see aren't the real Bidens at times. Every single world leader, and this is told to me by four-star generals in Austin, Texas, 15 years ago, four of them, that every single world leader has a duplicate. Doesn't mean it's a genetic clone. There are capabilities and skills to basically have anybody's body type and style, uh, and actually even down to their minute uh, uh, mannerisms, copied. But then there's the literal fallen angel, Satan in his, and how many people do you know that really wanna talk about this, okay? Until they talk about it, they're not gonna get at the heart or the root of the matter. You and I have been dealing with the fruit of the matter, the cloven hoofed one. And right now the biggest sacrifice in the world are going on because the evil senses its day has come. And, and what I can only tell you this is watching the guys that deal in the real world of satanic ritual abuse and, and everything that goes on in that world, most people would vomit. It is that horrific. And by the but way, that's what the Bible tells us very clearly in the Old Testament and the New. Over and over again, it's, it's a repeat told in different ways because it explains there are many antichrists before the main antichrist. It's a spirit that, that these things do come in waves uh, and that Satan launches this attack because there's an awakening and he knows he's in trouble. And so he's making his move. And, and so we see the globalism in trouble. So now that's why it's launching on all fronts. Well, absolutely. And also, again, I want to say this. Even though Satan has existed out of time, he is allowed in this time. Bible teaches 42 months. And by the way, it's not seven years of tribulation. Jesus's ministry was 42 months. The evil Antichrist in place of Jesus Christ will have 42 months. But people have been so worried about it. And most churches, Alex, won't deal with Bible prophecy, the ramifications of where we're at, because they're like the late Barbara Bush. They don't want to pollute their minds. Well, they're being She taken. said her beautiful mind, her beautiful mind. I stand corrected. Thank you. The thing is, though, the point is, is you cannot deny the evil when it's knocking on your front door. And Americans used to rest pretty secure at night, including you and I, when when basically we just had to deal with local crazies. Now we have to deal with some of the most well-armed, well-informed, uh, technologically advanced terrorists 
uh, that have ever been or ever will be. And so, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it interesting? $95 billion low estimate of weapons are given to the Taliban just left. And that's, by the way, just that's a treasonable and actionable. But see, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, and I've never been in the military, but the UCMJ has really specific rules. But even with 130 of the uh, generals and, and uh, top-ranking military officers calling for Austin, Secretary of Defense Austin, and, and Milley's uh, JCS to step down, there's no accountability. It's like this. Yeah, you're going to – did you see this, Alex? I, you know, I got it off your website. $600, every single person's uh, finances, bank account is going to be monitored $600. That's right. That Biden just announced with an executive order, totally violates the Fourth Amendment, just like the CDC saying they control the rents, that the federal government is monitoring everyone with $600 or more accounts, every transaction in live time, no warrant, and they're going to give the Southern Poverty Law Center and ADL and big tech access to all that. Uh, Apple has announced they're going to read all your text, which they've already been doing, look at all your photos. Uh, even Bill Maher likened it to... If you buy a safe, the safe company's going to come by once a week to make sure you don't have child porn photos in the safe. I mean, this is all just their excuse for total control. They're just dropping the mask. Why are they dropping the mask? Because they're no longer benefiting by hiding behind it. it they feel it's the, the feat has been accomplished. And this is what people have got to understand. None of this is fixing to happen. None of this is getting ready to happen. It's all in motion now. Remember, we used to say, well, the day will come or the year will come or whatever. No, it's here now. It's happening now. And the devastation, the destruction. And we're already watching the medical assassination of people that don't toe the line. We're watching the people that are being locked out of the financial system. Credit card companies are getting ready at the time they are told to do so to cut off the unvaccinated. What happens, Alex, when they take it to the next level, the next level? And, and that's line, the key. That's the key. Biden and the globals are following a global plan. We're going to go beyond Australia. The level of tyranny we're going to live under is what we put up with. People need to understand that the total monitoring of all action is to get ready to shut off everybody that hasn't taken the poison shots. So in the 15 minutes we have left, sir, talk about what you th what we know is in the shots, uh, what's coming next. You said you don't, you can, I'm the same way, looking at the future, understanding it temporarily, but also with spiritual discernment. It's so horrible. I hate to even go there, but I, I, I want you to look into the future again with all your research, and your discernment, and tell us what's coming next so people get ready for it. Understand, don't worry about your body. Protect it, defend it, fight hard for folks, stand up for everybody. Don't be like the Buddhist or whatever and just say it's all Zen. Don't, you know, it's all, you know, don't care. I'm not attacking them, but that's just their view. No, but understand fear, he can kill the soul, not the body. We are spiritual creatures. This is the great test. We're living in the most incredible time in human history. So praise God and know that. And know you're supposed to be a light in the darkness. But uh, we've got about 15 where minutes left. Coming, where it's coming next, ladies and gentlemen, is this. There, the We're going to be starved out of existence. We're going to be shut out of commerce. We're going to be forbidden to travel without the vaccination pass. What, what what's happening is we're being isolated. And that's why I used to love your name. This isn't flattery, Alex, but prison planet. They are going to put us under, and I'm talking everyone that will not toe the line, bow down to Satan. I'm telling everybody, they say, how can you even keep sane, Steve, knowing what you know and knowing what you 
been having to sit on. Alex, I've sat on stuff for 25, 30 years before I released it. By the way, I I'm want you to go there, but we see the Chicago mayor and all these world leaders saying you must pledge allegiance to the new world order. That's contact tracing and locking people in their houses that aren't injected and using an app to be able to travel. I mean, that's the mark of the beast. They say, pledge allegiance to an app on your phone and swab says in a chip under your skin to buy and sell. They're literally saying, pledge allegiance to that. I mean, it's incredible. Well, yeah, and, and, and whomever you yield yourself to, that's who becomes your master. And I wanna make this really clear. We're now watching, ladies and gentlemen, the absolute final, in my opinion, 42 months, and, and uh, uh, the, 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 what's called the tribulation period. Our people are waiting, well, that won't happen for a lot. How many people have to die, Alex? How many people have to already see Bill Gates? I told people, Bill Gates gave a better uh, presentation of Revelation chapter 13 on the mark of the beast, where he said you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade. And then they added the other T, travel. So what we're going to be faced with is this. There's only one thing that can deliver, I believe, people who are absolutely uh, wanting to uh, walk in truth and have faith and peace in these times, and that's Jesus Christ. Now, listen, I want to make this clear. I deal with a lot of the ancient, I'm not going into the alien thing, but I deal with a lot of the ancient alien people. No, 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 go, I mean, go into it, because the Bible says it's fallen creatures with angels, with servants. Okay. I, well, mean, I mean, all the top, I talk to top military like you do, they all know that they're the globals are working with what they call off-world, interdimensional. I mean, I don't get into speculation about flying saucers and all that. I just know these people believe they're working with an offshore entity, an off-world entity that's going to give them eternal power, but first they got to kill everybody and give up their humanity. I mean, that's childhood's end right there, uh, right out of the Illuminati. Yeah. yeah, and the deal is, ladies and gentlemen, the Pentagon, the insiders at their certain you know security levels all talk about the god of the Sumerians, the ancient gods are returning. Well, I want people to understand something. David Spangler, 1978, United Nations said, no one will enter into the new world order without a Luciferian initiation, okay? An allegiance pledge to Lucifer. Now, people may find that interesting because we're talking 78. I think I did the math wrong the other day on Doug Hagman's show, but that's 43 years. And so what we're watching now is, and thank you so much, no one will enter the new world order unless he or she will make a pledge to worship Lucifer. No one will enter unless he will take a Luciferian initiation. And by Ladies. the way, look at his eyes. Look at Fauci's eyes. Look at all these world leaders calling for new world order. They all look like demons. It's not that they're physically ugly. They have a, 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 a demonic, twisted, crazy look in their eye. And you look at people fighting stuff like you or Tucker Carlson or myself. It's not that we're the best looking people, but we have the universe in our eyes. We have that spark. Real Christians, black, white, old, young, you can see the, the energy. You look at people that serve Satan, they look like they've had their soul sucked. Boris Johnson, all of them. Yeah, and, and the ultimate, take a look at uh, Secretary of Defense Austin. You want to see, and I'm talking about someone who I believe is a, a not-of-this-earth intelligence. And, and listen, this is also really critical. We know, Alex, in the New World Order, Satan rules. He will have... That no, but you're right. There's something about Austin and, and, and him wearing masks and hoods all the time. And I've looked at him. It's like he doesn't look like anybody I've ever looked at. I mean, you can see real evil there. Yeah. Same had, thing with same thing with uh, with with, uh, with Millie. Oh, yeah. And, and, and look at, at Millie's. Uh, I would call it the, the listen, ladies and gentlemen, the book of Peter in the New Testament says the eyes are your windows to the soul. 
And, and, and what Alex is talking about, a lot of these people are, they have almost a persona or a, an emanation, there's a better word. They have a non-human, and by the way, Alex, a demon, I wanna make this really, because people think demons are fallen angels and they use the terms, I would say they're not interchangeable. A demon is a disembodied spirit that has been embodied in something, usually a hybrid. When, when fallen angels had sex with earth women, produced the giants, the giants like Goliath, he died. That was a hybrid spirit. But these intelligences, these demons are taking possession. And, and look, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching U.S. military destroyed right before your eyes. And I want to say something, too. Look at the, if you will, the primal screen, uh, scream and also the black eyes. Years ago, Alec, do you remember, I think, I don't know, 20 years ago, the black eyed children was a prominent theme because Listen, I saw I saw at UT in front of thousands of people I got up in the front row and asked Janet Reno a question and she did a demon smile her tongue stuck out there's video of this but it was you know VHS grainy footage we shot it but I saw her eyes go straight black just like and I just I saw them turn black when she did the little like like it revealed itself well and and you're watching again what I call out picturing it used to be, it's the same thing that the new uh, world order and the globalists, they've always tried to hide their true identity. But out picturing is when the time comes, and it's right now, it's like stripping the mask off of evil. And Alex, now what is people are confronted with is it's no longer an evil that's understandable in the old context of the old world. We're in, we're in sci-fi world now, and now we're watching evil manifest and such hideous manifestation. And isn't that because it's powering up for its takeover so it interdimensionally is is, is pushing yes. through? Because and But for yep. Newtonian physics, you, I, I can imagine, everybody I know that's fighting evil is getting more downloads. We're getting more focused, more energy. Are you not at the same time as, as evil rises, feeling God's strength rise as well? Absolutely. And, and again, you know, uh, on my, and just real quick, the glyph, the ancient glyphs, been working on the project for two years. There's nothing to sell. It's just this. In the glyph language, imagine six, seven thousand years of recorded symbols and images and characters. And, you know, the glyph language of the fallen angels now is even coming into our dimension. And Alex, they're literally talking amongst themselves. I will send you something off air because we're not I'm not prepared to go there with you. But here's what I'm saying. They know they know this is their time. They're in essence giving fallen angel high fives, or in this case, low fives, to each other. And one of the most You're saying this is their hunting season. This is their big buildup. This is their big yes, move. This, this is the transformational moment. And this is why people have got to take the uh, urges, uh, urges promptings to absolutely get water, get food. And I want to share this. The, the drought picture for the entire West Coast, going in even up into Montana, we're having droughts. The breadbasket of the United States, pretty much on the West Coast, fruits, nuts, vegetables, and the amount of cattle that are being slaughtered. Even Tyson is, is coming back with uh, no food because people are so sick. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen, even the Chinese are on record as saying with their bioweapon, Xin Ping, that's a real guy's name, they destroyed the United States of America. And what we're watching That's right. Now, On their mainstream TV, they say, with our friends, the roundtable in America and Europe, uh, we have taken down America. We have already beaten them. They're open. We're not open. 
And that's why they gave, they're now handing Afghanistan, which has, we shouldn't have been there, but they built it up, gave them $84 million of weapons, and they're now handing it over. Uh, that's so they can now invade Europe with more Islamicists. Our borders are down. I mean, they are, where are they going to take us in the time frame? What's your time frame here, Steve Quell? My time frame is really, it's going to accelerate. They're going to get with 50 million minimum, uh, 50 million people dead a year in the United States alone. That would bring us up to the 100 million that the Deagle report. And by the way, Alex, that Deagle report, well, you and I started talking about it. And the thing that people don't understand is after some of the big name financial uh, uh, consultants worldwide started talking about, then they took down that report showing that by the year 2025, America's population would be 100 million. Well, that means 260 million well, people. Well, let me say this. Down. I was on uh, Friday Night Tights. It's a big, popular show with young people on YouTube. I mean, sometimes they get millions of viewers. But the point is, they're good guys. And I'm on there talking to them. And I said, listen, the globalists have said in Jena 21, they got to launch the New World Order takeover completely by then. They said it in 1992. Now we're here. They say by 2030, they want no crime, no poverty, no starvation because they want an 80 to 90% population reduction by then. That's public stuff. We've covered it. So people need to get, this is just the beginning of them putting out a bioweapon to get us to stay in our homes, do what they say, put the combat robots on the street, bring in the tracking apps to track everybody so they can have us under martial law to release even more deadly viruses and to make sure we we believe they're the savior as we're incrementally killed. Then they release a super bioweapon that kills billions. And so, yes, that's their real time frame. You want to explain that to people? Well, right. I think it's critical that uh, they want you dependent on the state. And by the way, you're showing the Georgia Guidestones right now on the screen or just faded out. But the bottom line is that was paid by Bill Gates. It was always attributed to uh, oh, uh, Ted Turner and stuff. He's not the guy that bought that. That was a Gates cutout. And that was told by somebody who was a banker that knew the inside on it. The point is, is that they are gearing up, ladies and gentlemen, for mass depopulation, mass murder. And most people cannot even understand it. Now, obviously, who was it? Somebody made the statement when uh, 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 one death is regrettable, I think it was Zygmunt Brzezinski, but a million deaths, it's easier to explain a million deaths than one death. In other words, we can get away with massive murder and people will just basically say, so what? We, watch exactly. that we told the CFR the exact quote, not to correct you, just to back you up. He said, in the previous times, it was easier to convince a million people to do what you wanted through propaganda. Now it's, that's impossible. They don't believe us anymore. It's now it's just easier to kill a million. Yep. Thank you. And, and that's critical. And again, brother, and this is important that people understand this, is that this is no holds barred. And I'm saying this, everybody, you must godly defy the new world order instead of satanically comply. Because, Alex, they take away everything and then, oh, gee, if you just go to the camps, you get three MREs a day and uh, two bottles of water. The interesting thing is Satan never comes through. He only provides long enough to deceive the recipient of the deception, and then he doesn't pay off. Then they say, people have said, they've heard dying people say, but Lucifer, we worshiped you. And he says right back to them, I was a liar from the beginning. I lied. You believe me. It's on you. So the devil not only deceives people, but in their death, he mocks them all. I was reading to my four-year-old daughter Aesop Fables last night, you know, 2,000 plus years old from the Greeks. Some of them are 3,000 years old. And it was a story after story about flattery and people serving evil. And 
doing something corrupt, and, and, and then the moral would always be, serving evil always gets you destroyed. Evil always double-crosses you. It doesn't pay to serve evil because that's the nature of it, and all these fools are going along with it. By the way, you said, hey, I'm not selling anything. They're trying to shut you down. They're trying to shut me down. I right. know the globalists don't want us to have support. They don't want us on air. They don't want people to share this video. So, Steve, we sell your incredible big coffee table cover books that everybody should get at InfoWarsStore.com. They're big, beautiful books at InfoWarsStore.com. Everybody should get them, read them, put them out on your coffee table, put them out at your barbershop, your dental office, your you know your five and dime, whatever it is, your church, put it in the church library, you know, buy two, donate uh, a, a copy of it to the library. Every person you touch, if you if you get one person to wake up and that saves their soul to this, that's beautiful. 100% reviews for your books at InfoWarsStore.com. We carry your newest big ones. Uh, you've got quite a few. A lot of stuff's out of print at SteveQuell.com, but it's absolutely invaluable information. Please come back on with us again. Two-minute closing comment from Steve Quell. Ladies and gentlemen, today, the day you're hearing this broadcast is the day that if you put off preparing, you've got to do it. Get a hold of Alex while he's got food in his warehouse. Get health food supplements. You're going to watch a full-scale attack on even nutritional basic supplements, vitamin C, D, not, not even counting uh, all of the, the special products. So here's the deal, Alex. I'm telling everybody, prepare as if war is coming to your front door. That's not a poetic license. Because again, ladies and gentlemen, we're also building a tattletale nation before the eyes of the entire world. Network spies are one thing, next door neighbor spies are another. And things are gonna get so tough that even something as simple as a can of soup will be worthy of fighting unto death. And most people, unless they've read what went on in Stalingrad and in what they call, I think they hold more, where Stalin starved five million Ukrainians to death, I do not understand what you see when Alex put that those shelves, the empty shelves up. When you go into a store and you see empty shelves, when you see quantity limits, the word selection will pass away forever. It will be availability, availability. And ladies and gentlemen, what you see on the shelves, no matter if it's a hardware store, no matter if it's a food store, no matter if it's whatever giant box store, what you're going to see there is all that's going to be there. So I will tell you, as one of the originators of the prepper movement 35 years ago, get a hold of InfoWars. You need to literally hear me out. I know the fate and state of food. I'm, I'm uniquely tied to that. As you know, Alex, I don't know how I can plead with anybody. Well, but listen, the, the supply the, chains are breaking down. We can barely get the supplements. Everybody yeah. knows my, my 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 pool. I'm selling my nice house from up the country, but my pool had a leak in it, so it ruined a bunch of the tile. I've been waiting three months to try to just get, and they go, all the tiles out. I go, put any color, do anything. I just need to sell this house because uh, a pipe broke and it ruined, you know, the pool's inoperable during the cold freezing storm that hit. And we can't even get tile for six months. We can't even get a pool heater for six months because all the factories are shut down. I mean, folks, the f and again, I didn't ask Steve to do this today. We do sell food, high quality, ready to ship it. The point is, is he's saying, get ready. I'm getting ready. This is a very serious time. This is not a game. And Christians and patriots being prepared is now key. We saw it a million miles off. Now it's in our face. SteveQuell.com. Please join us again very soon because every day we're on air is a real blessing. SteveQuell.com. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, Alex. Very Bye -bye. powerful. Bye-bye.
Wow. I want to thank Steve for coming on on Saturday on 9-11. Uh, what incredible times. We're going to go to break. We're going to go back uh, after that and get into 9-11 and get into 20 years later and get into some other key stories I haven't hit. So I just had a whole bunch of guests on, what, five, six guests. We're now going to come back and cover news and a broadcast, part of a broadcast I did in 2001 on September 12th where I laid all this out. The full two-and-a-half-hour broadcast from then is posted at Infowars.com. We don't know how long we're going to be on air, folks. I never used to talk like that. It is all starting to come down. Uh, just incredible times. I want to talk to more and more uh, people who have accurately predicted what was going to happen years and years ago. And we've had some of those people on today, like Joel Skousen and so many others. So we'll be right back with the final segment on this four-plus-hour Saturday emergency transmission. Friday night that I hit a wall. I was supposed to be finishing my nightly newsletter that I mentioned. Wow! Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you like your new Body? I love it. Your operation's blown. Seventy five years later. <laughs> All right, folks, we are back live, and it is the final segment of this Merrill. Marijuana, that's what they're talking about on the show, how they smoke two joints a day. This is the final segment of this marathon transmission. And I like to have fun. I like to joke around. You know, Stephen Crowder earlier in the week did a whole piece with the emails of Fauci in the uh, four-year lawsuit that uh, the Intercept investigative journalism group did. And... 900 pages of Fauci ordering gain of function building COVID-19. I mean, I read hundreds of pages of it, and it, it, it just makes you really angry. And I get crowded. They're laughing at it. Oh, this is ridiculous. He's been caught red-handed, except they're laughing at us. So it's very good to have fun. I think comedy is a way to reach people, and, and things are really negative. I'm not questioning Crowder for having such a funny, entertaining show. I watch it all the time. I, I'm just saying... I apologize that I'm so serious sometimes, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. We all do different things in God's plan. But I really did enjoy going on Friday night tights. I don't think they believe me when I told them I've seen their show probably 10 times, and I've watched a lot of the host of it, their shows, 
and I'm actually a fan. I mean, they they reach millions of people a week. Of course, of course, I'm I'm uh, really like what they do because they have fun as well, a lot like Crowder, um, just making fun of the left and and and, and also kind of nicely reaching out to the left and saying, really, is this who you want to be? Is this who you want to uh, act like? So I was sitting here and you know saw the show this morning. I mean, I was on the show yesterday, but I, I watched. Not my part. I'm sick of watching myself, but I did skip ahead uh, and past the hour and a half or so I was on and watched some of them. So my wife told me to spend time with my daughter, which I did. I took her down to the green belt. We went swimming before I came up here to do this. Marathon transmission, where I shot part of this last night, and then I shot a bunch of it here today. We're always live uh, on the weekday shows and on the Sunday shows, but we, we, we usually tape the uh, Saturday show. And that allows us to uh, have a lot more freedom and add a lot more information. So it's popular. And I appreciate the listeners spreading the word about the transmissions. That's how we're going to win this fight against the globalist. So let's go ahead and get into 9-11 20 years ago. People asked me in the last decade why I talk about 9-11 so little. And it's because... I've been on air 20, almost 28 years, only 28 years, a few weeks. And I spent 10 years after 9-11 talking about 9-11 almost every day. And I have produced some of the Loose Change films and written books on it and made five films myself on it and interviewed the firefighters and police officers that heard the FEMA 10-second countdown to blow up Building 7, and I interviewed Barry Jennings, and then he was killed two weeks later, the deputy head of emergency management who saw him putting bombs in Building 7. So it's kind of like I don't hardly ever talk about Oklahoma City because when you got so much knowledge about something, it's almost a crime to just flippantly talk about something and then not really drill into it. So, So... We had Joel Skousen on earlier. He did about 10 minutes on it, and he could have gone for hours. He's an engineer. He's an architect. He's a Marine Corps fighter pilot, Vietnam, you know, aircraft carriers, naval aviator. And, and, and he can tell you, it, it, you know, it, it's BS from so many levels. Just like Kennedy being assassinated, 90-some percent of Americans in Gallup polls say the CIA killed him. At a certain point, it just becomes such a saturation that it gives you a headache. And so Spike Lee came out with his kind of cotton candy questioning film and had a lot of people asking me about it, 20-year anniversary. And all I'm saying is, is that if you really want to research 9-11, just understand that the deep state is working against America and it created the Mujahideen or funded the Mujahideen and the, and the Taliban in the 70s, right through now, and you've seen them turn the country over to them, you've seen them protect them, and you've seen them bring them into this country, and now you see the FBI and, 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 and former President Bush uh, say white people are the new Taliban, and they attack the Capitol because they're white supremacist, and Trump supporters are all white supremacist, and they're the new terror threat. He said that today. I mean, that guy and his family ran the 9-11 attacks with elements of the Carlisle Group and the CIA and others, and so... I'm going to talk about 9-11 some, and I'm going to hit some other news here because millions of you tune in to these Saturday shows. I mean, on average, we get about a million, 200,000 people 
that just watched the archive we put up on Man Video. Um, believe me, I get the bandwidth bills. They're huge. And that's a good thing. And some of these shows get two or three, four million views. And so I'm here, and, and people say, we want more, so you're going to get it. Um, that said, 9-11 was 100% an inside job. The question is, who was the inside group? The same criminal group getting rid of our borders, legalizing fentanyl and Oxycontin for children, pushing these poison depopulation shots on us. But they were working with Saudi Arabia and groups that they had hijacked planes that were also involved, just like you see the deep state working with radical Islam today. And I went through hell. And I'm not saying I'm this hero. I want to explain this because you can understand the process of long-term commitment. I was on about 130-something radio stations or more, some of them really big, in 2001, before September 11th. I've been bashing Bill Clinton. I've been exposing him. People love me. I syndicated my show um, through GCN, and I got over 130-something stations, some of them huge. You know, Chicago, uh, L.A., Dallas, all of it. Austin, Orlando. And, I mean, I was getting top ratings on 10,000-watt stations against Limbaugh on 50,000. And, you know, the, 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 the cover of the big talker magazines and all that stuff. But I already knew about Oklahoma being an inside job. I knew about him pre-prepping that bin Laden's going to get us, and when he does, give your rights up. I said, they'll probably blow up the World Trade Center very soon and blame it on bin Laden, who actually works for him, and then invade the Middle East and take our liberties, and it happened two months later. I said that July 25th. Type in Alex Jones, Prediction 9-11. They try to take it down, but it's, it's all over the place. People ought to put that back on Twitter. That guys, pull up Alex Jones, Prediction 9-11, July 25th. Somewhere around there's a two-hour tape of the whole show where I laid out the whole plan, but we never found it again. But I remember what I said. I did it. They used to re-air it on Access every few months. And people thought, like, they'd see it, like, two months after 9-11. They'd think, he's saying the government did this. In fact, it aired on 9-11, a video I did July 25th saying they're going to blow up the World Trade Center. And people were pissed doing death threats thinking I'd done it that day. I download that. We'll play it in a few minutes. That's not even the, the best clip. I remember what I said. I did two and a half hours, a two and a half hour show once a week that was very popular. And it just shows Liberty's popular with people. It's not, oh, I had a popular show on Access TV. They, didn't, they did ratings once for the cable stations in Austin, and I came up number three on my nighttime show that I had for a year. Number three in the city on Access TV. I mean, only behind like UT football games. So it shows you're hungry for truth. I'm hungry for truth. And so, Ted Anderson, great guy. He still uh, doesn't syndicate the show, but he, he carries the feed. We syndicated ourselves now for about eight, nine years. And Ted and a guy named um, Michael Trudeau was the program director. He'd say, listen, on 9-11 that day, I lost about 20 stations. The next day, I lost another dozen or so. Within a month, I got down to 30-something stations. And Trudeau's like, listen, why do you got to say they had bombs in the building? Why do you got to talk about Building 7? Your show was bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, millions, you know, we, we, we can give you, you know, a bigger contract. And Trudeau wasn't bad. <clears throat> he was just saying, you know, really, you want to do this? Ted said, hey, I back Alex. I back his First Amendment. So I went from 130-something stations, it was like 137, to 34 stations, I think was the number. And then it didn't matter because I told the truth. Just like I'd been fired years before in 1999 
from a local station when I was already starting to get syndicated through GCN because I wouldn't do what they said and wouldn't stop quote, bashing Bill Clinton. So people said, how is it to be deplatformed? How is it to be taken off? I've already, it's already happened. And so in your own life, what matters is you stay true to yourself, you stay true to God. And today we're on over 200 radio stations and you know, all the rest of it, and, 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 and that kept us on air during the deplatforming, and people come by the millions every day to Infowars.com and Bandot Video and the rest of it. And, and so I love you guys. So at the end of the day, that's what's happened here. And so I paid a lot to tell the truth about this, but it made me who I am. In hindsight, it made us more successful, more avant-garde, to where today, after all our predictions coming true and everything we laid out being like 98% accurate, after all of that, now I can tell you, this is an example of history, not about me. This has been a Herculean task. Couldn't have done it without you. Now, the senators and all the major talk show hosts are telling the truth and the entire global resistance and Bolsonaro and his son and all of them, they, they've all said this. They tune in here to gauge their own research and bounce things off. And so that's a story of Access TV. 28 years ago, I'd go on other people's shows. A couple years, didn't even have my own show. 95, got my own show. 96, got my local radio show. 97, got on every night. I wanted to go seven days a week. 99, get fired from that. It was already syndicated. And so that's the testament. So I'm part of 9-11, and so are you. You experienced it. But I saw them that day say, we're going to blow up Building 7 and blow it up. But back then, there wasn't internet archives. There wasn't stuff wasn't uploaded. I, I'd seen it, and I wasn't recording in the VHS when it happened because I'd run out of VHS tapes today. I was just taping everything. But later, like five, six years later, they uploaded it to NBC and BBC and CNN all suddenly didn't think. some they, they just all uploaded their archives. And there was all the news stations saying, they're getting ready to blow up Building 7. They put bombs in it to get rid of it so it doesn't hurt other buildings. And later they said, oh, we never said that. We never did that. But we have all those newscasts. And we have Larry Silverstein saying it. So you can talk about hijackers and... Operation Northwoods, and you can talk about the airlift of evil, and you can talk about that all day, but how about you just talk about Building 7? Narrated by Kevin Spacey, the World Trade Center on PBS, and Jane Graham on BBC, and the other BBC channel also said the same thing. All an hour before, it started out with CNN saying, word is they're going to take down Building 7, the Solomon Brothers building. Then they built it up, and they said... Okay, get ready. And then they said, oh, it's fallen. People went, well, it hasn't fallen. It's still there. And then they go, oh, we, well, they haven't blown it up yet. Later they went, oh, actually, we didn't blow it up. It just fell on its own. So if that's wrong, and that's a lie, and it was the CIA headquarters and FBI headquarters, then the whole thing's a lie. All right? So let's play. First, let's play Alex Jones, July 25th, 2000. And one, laying out what really happened or what was coming in a few months. Here's that clip. That if there is any terrorism, we know who to blame. The point is, if any terrorism comes, it's from this government. 
And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, running the Mujahideen War, and whose family builds all the military bases over in Saudi Arabia right now, and sits on the board of Iridium Satellite, he's the boogeyman they need in this Orwellian phony system. I want the White House numbers up there now. A big part of this solution, after you research all the government terrorism and check out what I'm saying is true, call the White House and tell them, we know the government's planning terrorism. We know Oklahoma City and World Trade Center was terrorism. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun. If you do it, we're going to blame you because we know who's up to it. Or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And you could save the planet. I'm calling it Operation Operation Expose the Terrorists. And even online, they do have the longer clip. People just keep cutting it down where I say they're going to use bin Laden, their asset, to do it, then he'll take the blame. So frustrating. I did two and a half hours on it, and then it aired on Access a bunch of times. People death-threaded us. It aired after 9-11. People thought it was like me saying it then. It's just crazy. And then now I guess we can't even find the original clip of what is online. Well, there you go. I said specifically that bin Laden would be getting the blame for blowing up the World Trade Center, and they were prepping everybody. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, anyways, uh, let's go ahead now and go to Larry Silverstein, who got double the insurance payout on the World Trade Centers in Building 7, saying that they made the decision to pull it and watch the building come down. And to that point, pulling a building was a demolition term for controlled demolition. Here he is uh, with a uh, bird of a feather narrating the piece, Kevin Spacey. World Trade Center 7 had always been considered the starting point for rebuilding. Located north of the slurry wall, 7 had been cleared faster than the rest of the site, and there had been no bodies to recover. Pelted by debris when the North Tower collapsed, 7 burned until late afternoon, allowing occupants to evacuate to safety. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull, and then we watched the building collapse. And they made the decision and said it on the news, and I heard it and saw it on more than 10 channels, including NPR Local, and they said I was a liar, but five, six years later, it was five years later, then six years later, more, all got uploaded, and we have it. Let's just play one in the interest of time. This is uh, Jane Graham on the BBC, 25 minutes before Building 7 collapses, and she announces the collapse of Building 7 Solomon Brothers before it happened. And remember, the same thing happened with the Kennedy assassination with time zones. In Australia, and I think it was in... Um, it was one of those it was a country right by at the same time zone, Indonesia. They ran headlines. I've seen copies of them saying Kennedy killed. And they, then they also got it wrong hours before Oswald was caught saying Oswald had did it in a later edition. Because back then they'd have like five, six papers come out a day when stuff broke. That's how they made money. It's kind of the internet of the day was, you know, newspapers. New York back then would have like 20 editions, different things, you know, 15 different newspapers, three, four editions apiece. Extra, extra. It's an extra edition. Read all about it means it was like a new special edition. Uh, so, war with Japan, dun-dun-dun, Pearl Harbor hit, extra, extra, read all about it. So they would get the time zones messed up and people would mess up. Same thing happened here. Here's Jane Graham uh, on 
BBC live television with the building behind her saying it's already collapsed. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears to be still burning. We see these huge clouds of smoke and ash. And we know that behind that, there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city. It's now, what, some eight hours since the attacks. Is there any estimate yet available of the number of casualties in the World Trade Center? When you talk to people on, on, they don't even say how many people might have been killed and injured. And I think that feeling until idea of the of the devastation, people don't really know what to say or what to think. I think they feel the bubble of their security as being in America has definitely been popped. This city and this country will not be the same. But they don't really know where to turn. Uh, that's the very sad thing. I think there's going to be a lot of very, very traumatized people that, that has hit them very, very hard. Jane, I think many of us, when we heard the news, perhaps on the radio earlier today, were uh, completely flabbergasted by it and, and just couldn't comprehend it. I mean, it, was, it almost sounded too far-fetched. Um, I was wondering what it's felt like for you being in Manhattan. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley. And then six minutes later, after she said it had collapsed, it collapsed. And again, I've got the other BBC. I've got CNN saying it. I've got it's all there. I heard it on CBS radio, and I saw it on TV that day. And there it is. So you can talk about this all day. We can go on and on. People distract you with space beams and, you know, all the other stuff. All we know is the official story, we're told, is not true. And now they're using this to come after us and take our freedoms. Look at this. Daily Mail. Fury as Biden tries to let IRS snoop on your bank accounts of even people paid as much as $600 every paycheck. All transactions to be watched and tracked by the federal government without a warrant, the end of the Fourth Amendment. You see that? That's what's going on here. That's the world we live in. Biden Treasury Department declares IRS will monitor transactions of all U.S. accounts over $600. Second Amendment groups... On Biden's mandate, if he can force a needle in your arm, he can take your gun. Saki stands by having employer vaccine mandate while illegal immigrants get a pass. More kids shot in Chicago than have died of COVID-19 across the U.S. last year. But you got to stay locked in your house, though, and kids got to have the shot. And it goes on and on and on. You see, we've reached a point where we're in animal farm where they don't have to follow this. They don't have to have an injection. Not the illegal aliens, not Congress and their families, not the White House, not the postal workers, but you do. But of course, later they'll get around to them as well. And oh, they're going to look at everything in your bank account if you have over $600 in it and watch every transaction. The end of the Fourth Amendment. This is called living in North Korea because you won't organize, you won't fight them politically. And I'm not talking about the listeners of yours this broadcast. I'm talking about people that are delusional. If requiring vaccines makes a government Hitler, how do you square that with all the mandatory vaccines already? When are you going to be on the Alex Jones show? I see you are still working hard at getting a booking. This is some person called Rudolph. Well, let me say something to Rudolph here. None of the vaccines in this country since like the 30s when the eugenicists were doing it and then after Hitler in World War II, that got stopped. They were also sterilizing poor people. 
No one since the late 30s has been forcibly injected in this country other than black people with Tuskegee with the syphilis. They're trying to make it really mandatory. They say you have to have it to go to school or college, but they all by law have a vaccine state law waiver. It's not a waiver to a law. It's by law there has to be a waiver to the policy. They're trying to get rid of all those exemptions now and force people. So you're thinking about, we all had to take all these shots when we were kids, uh, the average person in the 70s took four shots. Now it's over 50. And autism is up 50-something thousand percent. All these disorders are up. We didn't have pediatric cancer 60 years ago. Now it's rampant. There are cancer viruses that have been found all over major vaccine stockpiles for MMR, for measles, mumps, rubella, for polio. And all you lazy leftists have to do is type in SV40, contaminated vaccine supply, and, and hundreds of other cancer viruses. Most cancer is viral. What do you think warts are? That's a viral cancer. That, that, that's what the supposed Gardasil shot stops, but it's been linked to the infertility. So you guys just are ignorant. And you sit there and act like, well, it was all mandatory for everybody else, all this other stuff. Even according to your lame brain argument that's wrong, this isn't a vaccine. It's a gene therapy, dumbass. And they didn't get approval for it. And then a month ago when they said it's now approved, that's a lie. That's why the two head scientists over the vaccine program resigned. You could look that up too. But you love feeling like you're part of the establishment. Civil rights arm of the Justice Department and the Department of Education launches investigation into Florida governor ban on mask mandates in schools. That's the Justice Department through the U.S. Department of Education. Oh, my God, you don't want to put diapers on kids' face that don't work. You don't want to do all this. You're bad. The Department of Education cares about you. And they go on lying and lying and lying. And here's Biden again. Mandates coronavirus vaccines for law-abiding Americans, not for illegal aliens, not for Islamicists coming into the country. Now the LAPD, anybody they pull over, they're going to go through their social media. All of this is criminal. California's top grid operator asked feds to burn more fossil fuel to avert blackouts until they get Newsom elected, then they'll go back to the blackouts. Just incredible how we're being brought into the dark ages. Denmark becomes first in EU to fully lift corona restrictions. Devastating. Senator Rand Paul fumes over New York Times report saying U.S. erroneously killed Afghan family. And it goes on and on and on. This is the takeover. This is getting used to mandates and total absolute tyranny. Biden advisor says president will run over GOP governors who resist vaccine mandate. You know, if you put up with this, you'll put up a lot more. And now Fauci got questioned, what, on Thursday by Sanjay Gupta about, does natural immunity exist? Is it real? Like, is, is the earth real? Is water real? Is the sun real? Are plants real? Are we real? He goes, I just don't know. Here it is. Fauci, no firm answer on why Americans who recovered from COVID-19 should get vaccinated. He just said you should. Wow, just amazing. And it goes on and on and on. You're not going to bully me into getting a vaccine. Treasury employee announces retirement after Biden mandate vax for federal workers. And I think that's good if you do that. The problem is it's going to collapse civilization. And they're going to get all the good people out of government and have nothing but bad. But that's just the way this goes. This is a purposeful takedown. Oh, Stephen King joins uh, the Rolling Stone and others in fake stories. 
Remember last week was the fake ivermectin filling up poison control in hospitals. Total lie. Well, now he says 1,200 died in Florida in one day. Turns out it was one month. But it doesn't matter. They're not. They're putting it in all over the news and saying it's real. He just helped with some more fiction for us as they launched their program of the stand against us. L.A. Times runs deceptive image depicting gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder slapping a woman. The woman asked him to, like, pat her on the face. He was being friendly to her. It's a totally different woman than the one that threw the egg at him, and then they physically assaulted his security guy who didn't even fight back because he'd get arrested. And it's just a totally different woman, totally different person. They just say slapping women now because they're waging war on us, ladies and gentlemen. Prince Andrew served with lawsuit from Epstein sex trafficking victim document says. That's what this is all really about. And that's the globalists using these cases to blackmail the British Empire to execute their dictatorial governor general powers to put all of their imperial holdings under martial law. They never gave up the control of their commonwealths. They did give up control of Belize, but m m much less. And it just goes on from there. I'm going to end this transmission at this point. I want to thank the crew for coming in. But I want all of you to understand that we are in a war. We are in a globalist attack on reality with so much disinfo to just make us give up and roll over. That's not the answer. Ask God for guidance, get engaged, get focused, and speak out. Every three generations on average throughout thousands of years, the pattern's been noticed, face a real move by tyranny. Three generations ago, it was our grandparents and great-grandparents in World War II. Well, evil's gotten more sophisticated and more camouflaged, but it's the same people. It's their grandchildren attacking us. The same people that put Hitler in power and put the communists in power are now attacking us again. Their great-grandchildren are. About 130 families or so own 90% of the world's wealth, and they think we're squatting on a planet they got control of. They believe they have a right to get rid of us. And yeah, we're wasteful, we're spoiled, but they're blocking progress. They're, 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 and they've got all these fools through opera conditioning, behavioral psychology, through big tech manipulations and bots, thinking they're part of a ruling class that's going to win when they're being prepared for vaporization. So I'm really proud of the crew that's been working. Hell, yesterday they worked probably 16 hours. And I appreciate them coming in because we have a limited crew on Saturday for this. And I appreciate all you. But I know and I believe in humanity and I know we're going to win if we all fight hard enough and, and, and ask God for guidance and enforce our will with God's direction against the enemy. God helps those that helps themselves. And if you want God to intervene in this evil you need to stand up, and if enough of us do, God will move against the enemy. But it's really our free will and our decision of whether we bring God into this. And I don't say that on some high horse, I'm a perfect person, but I love God. So go now and take this live feed and take the archive from Bandot Video and share it like your life depends on it because now you can see it really does. The globalist plan to depopulate the majority of the planet by 2030, that's their stated goal. Hell, they put up monuments saying it. They say it all over the place. They write books saying it. And now you can see... I wasn't just trying to give you some scary stuff to you so you'd tune in. I was telling you the truth because I believed in you and knew when they finally launched their operation, we'd have a chance to defeat them. It wasn't about being popular 20 years ago to tell the truth about 9-11. It was about defeating them in the future. It wasn't about being popular to come out and be against these wars. It wasn't about being popular 
to come out and question these big public events, some of which I said maybe did happen now more and more. Don't think they did happen. My original gut was right. We've learned a lot more. And a lot is coming up. A lot is going to be coming out. But all these fools that think they're on the winning team are pretending, like children pretending to be superheroes. It's imaginary. And their perception and delusion is not real. Any more than it is a man jumping off a cliff a thousand feet high thinks he can fly because he's on 10 hits of acid and he hits the bottom and dies. All right, I appreciate the crew. I appreciate everybody here tonight. I want to encourage the listeners to financially keep us on air, InfoWarsStore.com, to buy the Vitamin Mineral Fusion before it sells out on money, to get a T-shirt, get a book, get a film, to get some of our activated charcoal toothpaste and mouthwash. It's amazing with essential oils. InfoWarsStore.com. New sale that we've launched, the Vitamin Mineral Fusion ends Monday. is going to be ultra 12, 50% off. Winter sun back in stock. Vitamin D3, highest quality, taking under the tongue for better absorption, which is key. 50% off. I want to thank you all for keeping us on air, but the most important thing to do is to pray for awakening and then to spread the word about this broadcast and then to buy the products, keep us on air. All right, great job, crew. That is the end of this long, intense transmission. And Lord willing, don't take anything for granted. I'll be back tomorrow live. 4 p.m. Central for live Sunday transmissions. God bless and good luck. Don't forget, God is watching. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's September 12, 2001. I'm Alex Jones, your host. On 9-1-1, on 9-11 of September 2001, yesterday, as we do this show live, a mass bombing that I have predicted for the last five years occurred. They are going to now use terrorism as a pretext to destroy our civil liberties. I believe from all of the evidence before us that I'm about to cover, either the government actually carried out this bombing themselves, the New World Order occupational government, to create the crisis, to offer the solution, or, ladies and gentlemen, they allowed terrorists from somewhere in the world who were state-sponsored because of the sophistication of this to engage in this sinister activity. You are now going to see a massive response, a all-out covert war with assassinations of leaders in Middle Eastern nations, uh, special forces being unleashed globally, also probably cruise missile and bomb attacks, perhaps even nuclear. We've been hearing some discussion of tactical nukes being used. Things are never going to be the same. The Israelis moved into the West Bank and attacked the Palestinians who fought back with sticks and stones last night. If you believe the Palestinians wage this sophisticated attack, hijacking at least four planes, now we're hearing five or six, the whereabouts of which are unknown, then you believe that ants uh, can fly to the moon. These people have absolutely nothing. I'm not defending them. I hear people calling into radio talk shows, calling into my talk shows, saying we should turn all of the Middle East into a glass parking lot. Yeah, let's kill a couple hundred million people, many of which are innocent. We don't even know if they were responsible. Though the government, since hour one, has been telling us this, just like they did in April 19, 1995, for the first two days, telling us it was Arab terrorist. We've proven Oklahoma City was a government terrorist bombing. Again, I'm Alex Jones, your host. My website, full of the documentation we're about to cover, is Infowars.com. I want to thank Mike Hans for being here to run the show today. We have been predicting this nightmarish development for years, and now it is beginning to unfold. 
You're not going to hear this information anywhere else, my friends, other than a few isolated talk radio stations and analysts around the world. They need terrorism as a pretext to bring in the modern police state. Hitler burned the Reichstag, blew up his own Capitol building right after being elected to abolish the presidency and declare himself the Fuhrer. He then confiscated the guns and began to turn his secret police, the Gestapo, the SS, loose on the public. It's now even on the History Channel with the actual communiques and documents that Pearl Harbor was a terrorist action and that the federal government allowed it to transpire to create the indignation, to create the pretext for that war. I'm not defending Imperial Japan any more than I am defending Osama bin Laden. But at this point, we don't know who engaged in these attacks. We just have suspects. But I have a big question. Who stands to gain from all of this? Who has the motive? Well, the EU has a motive. The federal government has a motive. And Middle Eastern terrorists have a motive. But I remember the first World Trade Center bombing. It only killed about a dozen people and injured a thousand from smoke inhalation. And a few months later, it was in the October 28, 1993, New York Times front page, that the FBI was recorded by informants, the head of the FBI in New York, saying the bombing goes forward. You see, the FBI hired Arabic-speaking agents like Mr. Salam to go in there and cook the bomb, train the drivers, tell them where to park it. Mr. Salam came to him and said, look, they're going to bomb it in three days. They said the bombing goes forward. Let them bomb it. He thought he was going to be framed for it. He came back in to an FBI conference room and recorded them all three days before the first World Trade Center bombing in 93, saying let the bombing go forward. October 28th, 1993, huge expose, New York Times. You never heard anything else about it. Why did you hear about it that time? Because Mr. Salam called the news conference, played the tape. The feds admitted it was real. Took him a day to sweep it under the rug and get control of the media. Well, now we're in 2001. It's eight years later, and they have the power and the control to pull this type of thing off. Also, the designer of the World Trade Centers is saying that there's no way that those planes could do that, that they could collapse in that fashion. So the government has responded with its experts saying the floors collapsed, building up pressure and causing those buildings to go down. If that was the case, the designer of the World Trade Centers in the Chicago Tribune is saying that the building would have split apart like we saw some of the top sections do not fall in five seconds only demolition charges will do that i will be interviewing general benton parton former head of air force weapons development on my nighttime radio broadcast this evening from nine to midnight central i had the number one show on fm for years here it is syndicated across the country but uh in the last two years almost two years I have been censored here in Austin just like Mr. Hightower and others so you'll have to tune in at InfoWars.com I'm live Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. and then of course back live from 9 to midnight this is what we're facing right now this is what we're dealing with uh, a show aired today a tape from three weeks ago I saw it on TV during a radio break and there I was predicting the government was gonna blow up major buildings 
and try to bring in a civil emergency and tell us we have to go through checkpoints and we have to give up our liberties for security. That's all you've seen on the news today. That's all you've seen on the news yesterday. I want to tell you something. I condemn whoever engaged in this attack, but this only helps the global government. This only helps the controllers bring you a police state. So I want you to understand me loud and clear. I have predicted this. We're going to go through the evidence of past government bombings for you this evening. I suggest you take this program. But I also want to say this is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. You're going to see more of these events heightening, getting worse, escalating, I believe is the op the operative word here in the near future. There could be a biological attack loose right now. Even the government's saying this. We won't find out for a couple more days if it's smallpox or anthrax. By then it may spread across the country. The feds have been saying we're going to get hit. It's not a question of if but when and give up your rights when it does. How many news stories have I read to you in the last five, six years here on Access covering that? How many radio shows have I done in the last five, six years documenting the Segalian dialectic of problem, reaction, solution to get the desired response? From Hitler burning the Reichstag to Pearl Harbor allowing the Japanese to attack we have the actual documents now from the Library of Congress. It's on History Channel. To the feds wanting to blow up civilian airliners and attack Guantanamo Bay back in 1962 and Kennedy saying no. To the World Trade Center bombing in 93, to Oklahoma City in 95, these have all been government terrorist provocateur actions or they have actually been the government engaging in it. Now, a lot of you are primitively being manipulated right now. I felt the tribal pull in the last two days to announce to my massive listenership on the radio that we should go ahead and nuke the Middle East because people are calling in wanting that. Think about it for a second. We don't even know the Middle East did that. Of course, it would feel good to do that, to sit in our easy chairs as part of some primitive sports-like entertainment and attack third world nations. But the facts are from MSNBC on Infowars.com that Bin Laden is a known CIA asset. Now I've been saying that for years. He ran the Afghan war for the CIA in the 1980s against the Russians. His family still builds all of the military bases for the U.S. in the Middle East, particularly Saudi Arabia. His brother sits on the board of Iridium Satellite Company. I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about it long and hard. But let's go through some more of the evidence that this points towards a government bombing to create a crisis to offer a solution. And that only the government stands to gain. And that only the government has the motive to do this. But first, if we attack the Middle East, as Israel is wanting us to do, and we nuke them, 20 years from now, they're going to have nukes. Iran already has them. Syria already has them. And we're going to get nuked. And it's only going to be an escalation. And if we try to invade Afghanistan, if we try to invade countries that have defeated the Russians, we're going to see hundreds of thousands of dead U.S. soldiers.
we're going to see American families losing their sons and daughters. All because of blowback, at the bare minimum, of a CIA boogeyman, Osama bin Laden. Let's say Iraq is behind this. Saddam Hussein was put into power by the CIA and the Ba'ath Party in the 1970s. He was our big buddy during the 1980s when he was attacking Iran. April Glaspie in 1990, five days before he invaded Kuwait, told Saddam Hussein to invade Kuwait. It's on videotape. You've heard about that. You've seen it. We've aired it on this show. You primitively want to wave the flag. You want to say, go get him, when you don't even know who's done it. You may even think by me asking you to think that I'm anti-American. I'm pro-American. But that American flag symbolizes the Bill of Rights and the Constitution of this constitutional republic. Not a democracy, as we're hearing this is an attack on democracy. Founding fathers hated democracy. It is manufactured consent. It is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. In a republic, the rule of law and the minority as well as the majority are honored. In a democracy is a crisis if you say kill the black people. If 51% vote yes, they die. In a republic, you have a rule of law and a bill of rights. That can't happen. So ask yourself why we pledge allegiance to the republic, but we say we're a democracy. Now, if we go in and attack the wrong country... We will only create more martyrs. We will only escalate this war. Biological, chemical, and nuclear weapons are proliferating massively, and you and your family will be the recipients. This is escalating. The key here is to have a real investigation and find out why things have gotten this bad. The real thing to find out is who's behind this and who stands to gain. Now, I said the EU earlier. <clears throat> the European Union, as we speak, is rolling out the euro dollar. It is 30% gold-backed. It is not a fiat currency. Our Federal Reserve notes are purely fiat. Nothing backs them but our taxes and our homes and our families and our property. And that's why it's all being confiscated right now. That's why we're losing our sovereignty, is because the Federal Reserve private bankers have set up a debt money system or taking control. Now they want a police state to get their surf property under control, and they're using this as a pretext. The EU has said publicly, and I've read the stories here on the air, eight months ago at their Davos, Switzerland meeting, they said to everybody, we repeat, want to turn the U.S. economy off like a light switch. It is Europe's time to shine. They are merging. Thirteen of the 15 member states are run by socialists and communists. Admitted. Here's um, EU Today, Euro Herald, bragging about this. They blow up our financial center. Suddenly the euro is trading above the dollar. Stock markets are plunging globally, and people are grabbing up the euros hungrily as they become the reserve currency of Western Europe, Eastern Europe, Asia, the Middle East, Russia, and Africa. You see, the dollar is worthless. But people have value in it, so it trades on the currency markets as the number one note. If we lose that, suddenly we can't buy slave goods from China anymore. All we have is our dollars. We're being deindustrialized. So the number one 
suspect in all of this is the European Union and an economic war that's going on with two different blocks of the New World Order. Number two suspects are the military-industrial complex of this country um, with the FBI and special forces running this operation. The third suspects uh, are Arab terrorists, state-backed, uh, being funded through their own system. The fourth suspects, the Chinese military. Now, you're going to hear Henry Kissinger and former Secretary of State. Uh, you're going to hear Frank Keating, governor of Oklahoma City, who's one of the architects of the Oklahoma City bombing. You're going to hear Bush, Condoleezza Rice. You're going to hear Chucky Schumer, the senator who I saw jumping up and down and laughing out front of the Capitol yesterday on live television. He was in the back there, and they zoomed in on He was loving Because he's going to get his police there. He's going to get your guns now if you don't stand up against these people. They're telling you, give up your liberty for security. Now, I have Kissinger on tape saying this. Now, here's the question I have for you out there. How does giving up liberty for security safeguard is? That was Hitler's mantra. Give up all your liberty, and I'll give you security. Give me your guns. I'll take care of you. Give me total power and don't question me and everything will be all right. This is why this helps the government. This is why they would want to do this, because it's about power, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it's ever been about. And they know exactly what they're doing. Now, our forefathers and our veterans from Korea to World War II to Vietnam fought to safeguard our individual liberties, our open, free society. But that, in the future, and today, currently, is changing. They say, we've woken up, our innocence is over, we need to give up our liberty for security. Benjamin Franklin said, he that will give up liberty for security will, deserves, and will get neither. Liberty nor security. So we hear world leaders, from Tony Blair to Gerhard Schroeder of Germany, to Bush's cabinet, to Chucky Schumer, the gun-grabbing senator, saying, Give up liberty for security. Henry Kissinger said, and I've got his quotes here in the AP, that we need to get past this outdated moral argument about an open, free society. We need to accept control. Now, they've been saying that for years, telling us it's not a question of if but when this was going to happen. And now it's happened. And I heard a young Marine call into KLBJ this morning and tell the host of that show, Sergeant Sam Cox, who disagree with him, thank God, uh, and Mark Caesar, that I was in martial law in the Philippines, and it's not that bad. We should go under martial law. And if the terrorist attacks get worse, we will. But it's not going to be the Chinese military running the Long Beach Naval Base or the Panama Canal or moving into Cuba with missiles. It's not going to be our borders being wide open, which they did deliberately. That's not going to be shut down. That's not going to be stopped. It's going to be you and I. So here's the point. Our forefathers, the women that supported them, that fought and died as well, fought to give you a free and open society. And now we get attacked, and they're saying we should give up our freedom, give up our liberty for security. You know, when the British in 1776 were shelling Boston and the whole city was burning and tens of thousands were dying, did we say, oh, we've got to give up our liberty for security? We said we've got to fight back against these pieces of garbage, against these redcoats, against these imperial invaders. 
But now they're telling us, oh, no, just give up your liberty for security. And we've heard that mantra for years, and now we're hearing it again. And when we had the Oklahoma City bombing, which we've proven was a government bombing, with the former head of the FBI crime lab on this show, Dr. Frederick Whitehurst, who quit over it, General Benton Parton, former head of Air Force Weapons Development, saying the feds did it, uh, to one of the grand jurors, Hoppy Heidelberg, being threatened by the FBI to keep his mouth shut. To Craig Roberts, a police detective there on the ground, talking about how his partners were killed for trying to expose this. To the feds confiscating the 12 surveillance camera tapes that were in buildings around the Oklahoma City building and declaring national security and not releasing them. If you got McVeigh pulling up and doing the bombing, why not show it to us? They got the Anti-Terrorism Effective Death Penalty Act passed. They got 60 reasons to execute you now. They're building federal execution centers across the country. Our prison population has gone from 1.3 million to 6.5 million in the last two years. Three times the people in Russian prisons now in this country. The police are wearing black uniforms and ski masks. They're busting in our houses and shooting us. And all this gives them more of a pretext that we're the enemy and we have to be watched and the face scanning cameras have to scan us and we got a thumb scan to cash our checks and the biometrics are going in the grocery stores. I predicted all of this, ladies and gentlemen, over and 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 over again. Now this is, takes some complex thinking to understand that this government is not our government. This government is a group of usurpers that have come in and taken control of the security agencies, declared the 1947 National Security Act, started excavating and building giant underground bases, started breeding biological and chemical weapons in huge vats, started handing it out to every Middle Eastern group you can imagine, started funding and financing huge terrorist training centers that the statesman's even reported on in North Carolina. Guys, let's stay off the phone and stay focused. So this is what's going on. This is what we are facing. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon until we know who is behind this terrorism. And I'm telling you, who stands to gain? There's a person falling out of a window. I'm telling you who stands to gain, and that is this government. That is this corrupt government. This is not our government. This is an occupational government. So everything we fought and died for, our founding fathers, to have a free and open society, to have liberty, to stand against tyranny, they're telling us, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it now. In the name of security, give up liberty. And it's not going to give you that. Now let's talk about what the government's really doing to destroy our security. Then we'll talk about them actually planning to do these exact events from the Baltimore Sun. Now listen to me. Listen to me long and hard and listen to me very carefully. I warned you three years ago that this government was not allowing anyone to bid on getting the contracts for the Panama Canal that we built. China went in there and leased it. They have their military at both ends of it. They have moved in uh, to the Bahamas with huge military bases. This is in the news. The Russians were given 12 islands by Clinton off the coast of Alaska. 
Alexander Levitt, the general, told us they've moved suitcase nukes into this country. The borders are open, wide open and porous. They're talking about totally getting rid of our southern and northern borders where these terrorists we now know came in through. And I told you that they're telling you to give up your liberty and security while they're opening the borders, while they're making the security more and more lax. The Bill of Rights and Constitution states the government has a right to have martial law at the borders, a perpetual state of militarization on our borders with our Navy. The borders are to be defended. They're not talking about that, are they? They're talking about controlling you and your family, which has nothing to do with stopping terrorism. Why are we not worried about the Chinese military that last year, I read the story, said that we will nuke you if you get involved in Taiwan. We will nuke you if you get involved in the handover of Hong Kong. We will destroy Los Angeles. We will kill 200 million Americans, the People's Daily, in China. What's our response? Oh, yes, sir. Here's the Olympic Games. We'll give that to you. Oh, yes, sir. We'll have Fortune 500 meetings in Beijing, China. Oh, we don't care if you take political dissidents' organs and sell them through New York, BBC. That's just fine. China's not the threat. Russia's not the threat. They're our big buddies now as they build huge underground bases under the Urals, roll out new Topolim missiles. But it gets worse. George Bush's father allowed contracts to design and perfect Chinese missiles and missile designs. Clinton expanded that and helped perfect their Long March intercontinental ballistic, helped sell them submarine components, helped sell them cruise missile factories and F-16 factories and supercomputers to design missile technology. And then the plans for all our nuclear weapons disappeared from Los Alamos during those fires last year and showed up in China. And who is China openly giving nukes to? Who is China openly have 10,000 nuclear engineers in their country? Iran. This government cares about you. This government's going to stop terrorism. The Chinese communists have, that have killed 50 million of their own people now have the Panama Canal. They're about to attack Taiwan and doing war drills. <clears throat> Look at the geopolitical ramifications of this. They're arming Syria with nukes, who already has them. They're arming Iran and giving them the delivery systems. Or being completely encircled. And they're telling you to give up your rights and to go through checkpoints on the highway and to thumb scan to get your food and to accept this guilty until proven innocent garbage when it flies in the face of what America stands for. If we give in to that, there's no reason to fight for America because America is dead. I am angry about these terrorist bombings, but I'm telling you right now, 90% chance that came from the U.S. government or from the EU. I'm sure they did use Arab terrorists as their front. Bin Laden is their asset. I have MSNBC right here. Now, might need to go to some of those other tapes, Mike. We got some other footage in those other tapes in the stack. Give me a close shot, brother. This story is on Infowars.com. New book on NSA sheds light on secret U.S. terror plan called Cuba Invasion Pretext. And I read Baltimore Sun, also in the New York Times, in April this year. U.S. military leaders propose in 62 a secret plan to commit terrorist acts against Americans and blame Cuba to create a pretext for invasion in the ouster of Communist leader Fidel Castro, according to a new book about the National Security Agency. Now, 
they signed on to this plan, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the CIA signed on, the NSA signed on, Library of Congress, they have the documents. New York Times reviewed James Bamford, 2020 Executive's book. I interviewed James Bamford. His interview on the radio has been turned into access to air. I don't know when it's going to air. They talk about blowing up airliners, the government, the U.S. government, and blaming it on Cuba. And I'm no fan of, of, of Fidel, but you don't turn into Fidel to fight Fidel. And Kennedy said no. When all went to Kennedy, agreed, everybody said, yes, let's do it. Kennedy said no. Six months later, he was dead. Baltimore Sun. NSA documents released. This is what they're releasing. Maybe somebody in the government was trying to warn us when these packets of documents got sent to the newspapers. Right there, ladies and gentlemen, on Infowars.com. <clears throat> we could develop a communist terror campaign in the Miami area and other Florida cities and even in Washington, said one document uh, prepared by the Joint Chiefs of Staff. We could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba. The document says, casualty list, and I quote, casualty list in the U.S. newspapers would cause a helpful wave of indignation. Casualty list. That means dead people. Casualty lists in the U.S. newspapers could cause a helpful wave of indignation. I've been reading this story every, every week, every Wednesday since April. And other stories. The plan is laid out in documents signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but never carried out. President Kennedy nixed the plan in late 1962. The documents are reprinted in Body of Secrets, the new history of Fort Meade Base Eavesdropping Agency, being released today by Doubleday. It says here they plan to attack the Marines at Guantanamo Bay using U.S. Army dressed up as Cuban nationals as a pretext. It says they plan to blow up passenger liners. They plan to bomb the Capitol. It was codenamed Operation Northwoods. It says it may be the worst corrupt plan ever created by the U.S. government, he writes. They also proposed that during the uh, proposed launch of John Glenn into orbit, uh, that they would blow up the spacecraft and blame it on terrorists. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is an emergency show. I want you to understand that. This is the Baltimore Sun. I have the New York Times right here. I have MSNBC admitting that bin Laden is a known CIA asset, still being funded by them. But you know what? It's going to feel so good to nuke Iraq, isn't it? Why didn't we take Saddam out in 1991? We were 50 miles from Baghdad. Why did we fund China and give them the nuclear missile designs when they're giving it to Iran? Why did the Chinese military have the Long Beach Naval Base in Panama Canal? They're not talking about that. They're talking about taking control of us, the American people. Using militant enthusiasm, using phony nationalism. The globalists love to wave a flag in front of the people and say, support us. This isn't America doing this. And I'm telling you, nine out of ten chances that was a government bombing that you're looking at on your screen. I am cutting this ad on Thursday afternoon. That means you've got one, two, three, four days. Monday at midnight, we've got to end this sale. We may end it earlier because we think it'll sell out by then at current sales rates. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is super popular. It's got all the high quality vitamins and minerals that are essential. Great amino acids and it tastes great. It's powder form, so in the water, you absorb it more when you drink the fruit punch. 
Then we also have back in stock. This sale will continue through next week. Knockout Sleep Aid with eight organic ingredients that help you sleep better. It's 50% off and Ultra 12, one of our best sellers. High quality vitamin B12 for your whole body, your stamina, your libido, your energy, your immune system. It's back in stock and it is 50% off as well at InfoWarsStore.com. So get your vitamin mineral fusion while you still can at InfoWarsStore.com for 33% off. And a bunch of the other supplements are 50% off as well throughout next week. But the sale of vitamin mineral fusion ends Monday night. So get yours now.